From Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Yeah. Welcome everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing Decal Works. Coming at you! It's Monday, March 22nd, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in, too, if you do. 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP. We will take your phone calls tonight. We will talk about last week's show. We will talk about this, yeah, they don't know shit. this week's show. Got a good show, this one. I'm really stoked on this one. Listen, we're going to be off for the next week, and uh, there's no better way to go out than with the guests we have tonight, including the... Uh, co-host i have in front of me here so again thank you for listening cooper webb will be on he just swept dallas he's got a 16 point lead he was just trailing kenny not that long ago and now he's up 16 red bull ktm's cooper webb will be on tonight on the show call in talk about that success he had in dallas and uh what he's going to do on these off weeks probably outdoor testing Friend of the show, Nick Way, will be on. The great Nick Way. He was in Texas for the amateur races. And uh, so we'll have Nick call in. Multi-time Supercross Motocross champion Jeff Ward will call in. Love Wardy. I didn't love Wardy when he raced. I was an RJ guy. But now I love Wardy. And uh, he will call in and talk about his work with Jet Reynolds, among others. And uh, I don't know if he was in Texas or not, but we'll talk to him about that. And uh, the current races and everything else, it's always good to have a guy like Jeff Ward on. Uh, some guy named Alex Ray will call in. He's our privateer uh, hero of our show. If he's not too busy with Swap Moto Live, he uh, perhaps will find some time to give us a call. Uh, don't forget the Pulpmex app. You can listen live. You can get the sponsored deals on there. You can get the codes. We have codes for Guts Racing. We have codes for W. We have codes for Works Connection, Atlas Brace. Maxima and Pro Filter, uh, so on and so forth. You want to save yourself some money. If you're ordering some stuff, go through the app, go through sponsor deals on publicmexshow.com, get the code, save some money, damn it. Just do it. All right? And uh, also, Amazon, if you're going to buy through Amazon, go through the widget on publicmex.com and uh, it takes you to Amazon. We appreciate it. We get a small slice of that. Uh, thanks for those guys. And again, uh, the new app is coming any. Any day, uh, it's really, really coming. Uh, it's, it, I can, I've saw a prototype of it. I've been using it on my phone, and uh, man, it looks great. It looks fantastic. So, uh, please check that out uh, real soon in the App Store. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross Five, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Skosh, Cambio CBD, Pro Filter, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data. Atlas neck brace. You know who wears Atlas brace? Chiz. Chiz Chiz is all over the 450 Supercross made event every week on his, with his Atlas brace. Pulp MX is the code to save with an Atlas brace. Get your little one 
and a brace. Get your uh, get yourself one. Uh, so please check those guys out. OGO Power Sports Works Connection. Uh, thanks to Eric and all the boys down there. Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA. Uh, John Anderson and the guys down there, they got the edge wheel sets for you. They also got talent hubs uh, with, complete with different sets of rims and colors, and uh, they can Cerakote uh, your hubs if you want for you. Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Labs, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight. And uh, we got the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs, the Race Tech Rant of the Night, and the Motorsport.com uh, tweet at Talent segment as well. Uh, sitting here across from me, he is a 450 Supercross racer for PRMX Kawasaki. He is perhaps holding the title of Comeback Racer of the Year. He's a good buddy of mine. It's Kate Clayson. What's up, man? How are you? We're in, Steve. I'm here. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. You uh, we had a nice little taser ride taser. this afternoon. Great ride. What'd you think? It was good, man. It's like every, what I'm usually here like every two, three months. Something like that, oh, yeah. Man. Just just enough e-bike for me. I love it. Yeah, you're not an e-bike guy normally, right? No. But uh, but you get a good workout. Yeah. Two. What do we do? Two hours? No, an hour and a half of riding time. Oh, Two hours of hanging out. Two hours of hanging out. All your breaks. Mm-hmm. Steve likes his breaks. Oh, really? Did I break too much for you? No. Oh, just, okay. Just right. giving you crap. All right. Uh, you, uh, you witnessed me hit the deck, too. On I the did. Taser. Yeah. It was good. Pedal strike on the old rock. And, that uh, big rock, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I normally clear that thing, but of course you're there. So, uh, you know, it's not going to happen when, when, Front somebody's, row seat for it. when somebody's watching me. Right. Uh, and now my palm hurts. So, uh, ow, to my palm. Well, you could have been your head. Uh, do you think you have the most improved Supercross racer title? Does, is Aaron Plessinger taking that away from you? It, is Cody Shock taking that away from you? It's between me and Cody. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had this debate with him and his mechanic the other okay. day. Okay. All right. And uh, they laughed. They said, yeah, but you could hit whoops last year because <laughs> Cody could not. Yeah, Cody was bad at Salt Lake. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. That's that's where the title is. I told right. him he needs to slow down well, so I can claim it. Uh, we got Alex Ray coming up, and we're going to get into that when he's on the phone. Uh, I don't, it's one time we're talking about this. And that's it. That's it. Okay, all right. It's one and done. All right, fantastic. Kay Clayson here in studio. So looking forward to talking to him about Dallas 3 and everything else. Uh, working the videos behind the scenes. It's probably doing some coding. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? I, I do enjoy when you do that, so thank you. Yeah, how's that's it going? Probably my What's happening? Thing. Thank you for wearing an approved T-shirt uh, to the show. Thank you. Pulp. Yeah, appreciate can't that. It, you can get it. those on uh, pulpmex.com under the shop tab, everybody. It's a great shirt. Yeah. It's it's very comfortable. Yep. Fits nice. Yep. You know, I'm not as fit as I used to be, mm-hmm. and this shirt makes me look okay. So <laughs> we'll take we'll take it. Right, exactly. Yeah, man. I've put on from my lowest, I've put on probably fifteen or twenty from my lowest. And it's a bummer, man. It's a real bummer. I'm trying to get back down. It's all in my diet. I know where I'm bicycling as much as ever. You also had a large cherry coke with lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it's my diet. I understand what I'm doing. He's so, aware. He's it's freaking Cade, Brian. I mean, shots so, fired. So I get it. I get. I get not being you know at your at your fittest is what I'm trying to get at. Thank um, you for understanding. Yeah, no problem. Uh, good show though. Uh, Cooper Webb, Nick Way, uh, Jeff Ward. Alex I'm, ex- Ray. I'm yeah. excited. It's gonna be a good show. It's gonna two be, uh, people are coming on the show that have cleaned me out. Yeah, Great yeah. Show. That's a good point, right? Uh, go. I already gave Cade crap. Now I don't have to do it all show. I got it out of the way. Right. Yeah, you did. Um, also taking your calls over there. He's uh, he's back in after uh, being booted. Uh, it's Talon. What's up, Talon? How are hey, you, what's up? What's going on? Good, good. How are you doing? Oh, I forgot to ask you before the show if we want to talk about that thing that you texted us about. That's up to you. I'm I'm fine with it. I was trying to get her to call in, but I don't okay. know if it's going to happen. All right. We got to figure it out. We can get to the bottom of it. Damn it. Now I don't know. Did you tell him? No. Well, oh. just tell me now. Well, no. Nah. Nah. Come on. 
We'll what? figure it out. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Text him. Okay. Do you have his number? I do, yeah. Text him to ask him and tell him the story and all okay, that. Okay, we'll do. All right. Um, uh, Yamaha LCQ Challenge, everybody. It's We're in the chase format now. It's 20 bucks a ticket, 19 prizes. Number one prize is the uh, Yamaha YZ450, brand new from the folks at Blue Crew. Two Yamaha generators for second prize. Uh, Cade, um, with your little incident in Dallas 3, uh, you're back in the running. Um, but right now, like I just got the points from our buddy Swiss Corps. And uh, it's a total shit show uh, of a championship. Starling, Starling's now just good. Starling's just he took take it off with an LCQ win. Mm-hmm. Freddie Norton's a disaster. Okay, Freddie's fingers fucked, and you know what I mean. He's done. Uh, Paulie hasn't made the night show. Bubba Paulie hasn't made night shows. What, what, what's happened to Bubba Paulie? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and Colin Gardner weeded himself right before the chase. Yep. So and then you decided to make the main last week. So um, this week you get maximum points. You are in fifth spot uh, for the money. Nick Schmidt is leading. Jeremy Smith, second. Ronnie Stewart, the cat, you, and Joan Cross. Uh, but you guys are throwing this whole thing up. For- <laughs> it's really a yeah. disaster. It's just yeah. like last year. Half the dudes aren't even in it. So anyways, we're doing that. Uh, the link is in my bio, Instagram, or on pulpamex.com, the lead story. 20 bucks. Uh, the 100% of the money goes to the, to the riders. Okay, look, we gave you 30 grand last year, and uh, you used that money to uh, go to Club MX, some of that money to go to Club MX, and like your improvement in Supercross is great. So it's awesome. We I do feel like we've helped you out with that. So it's oh, cool. I think it's been a big, a giant help, really. I think that whoever wins it this year, hopefully it's not me, yeah. uh, can do something similar with it to improve yeah. themselves. I think that's kind of what I looked at it as is just trying to uh invest back into myself yeah absolutely so good job on that um so please check that out everybody and uh buy a ticket buy a ticket 20 bucks you know marks puts it in the little randomizer thing buy two why not uh so yeah thanks to everybody for supporting that and again nick schmidt's leading 45 points jeremy smith second ronnie stewart third and starling norin bubba polly and gardner are just they're i don't know how many prizes did you say there were 19 prizes Want to make it twenty? Yeah, well, yeah. What do we got to do? You want to do a jersey? Uh, yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll cool. Remember that or something. Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah, yeah. Somebody no, write that down. Me, Even send, send me a picture for the site too. That'd be cool. Yeah. There we go. Um. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, FirepowerParts.com on board with us. Uh, they're one of our big sponsors of the show, and you use Firepower. I do. Uh, chains and batteries. All the stuff they make. You use everything. All the stuff. Okay. I have a cool like. Uh, radiator cap that's uh-huh. got like a temp gauge on it. I heard, yeah, they made. I, I didn't even know they made those. It's but, snazzy. So firepowerparts.com, everybody. Uh, batteries and chains, among other things. Uh, the chains are made in Japan. The Featherlight li- lithium batteries. Uh, they support A Ray. They support you. They support Chiz. They go for Dunes Honda team. Uh, firepowerparts.com for more information on that. Go to your dealer and ask. Great prices and great quality, also. And we gave DV a chain for one of his builds uh, last week. So he'll and be it was gold. Firepower. So yeah. he was happy. He was happy. Uh, quickly. Did you hear that Rutledge, Rutledge Wood and DV show last week? It was week? hostile. So much hostility there. I had to text Rutledge just to be like, hey, man, like, I don't, like, I'm fine with DV giving his opinion. Like, I, I, that's fine. Like, whatever. That's what I love about this show. Like, you know, everybody's open. We don't really have any sort of things that are taboo here. We talk about whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to text Rutledge to be like, hey, man, you don't know me and I don't know you. I invited you on my show and then you just got blasted by this French guy. I just want you to know that that's that wasn't set up. I did not know he he did not think highly of your commentary. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was just like, dude, this guy's probably like, what the fuck? Well, I don't think people. Some people realize how raw this show is. Like I just right. walk in the door, sit down, and put a headset on, and we chat. Yeah, you know. Um, 
DV was angry though. He was. And I mean, I kind of agree with him in a sense. Like, I don't think Rutledge does a bad job, but I also think that Daniel does such a good job that people get upset that that spot gets taken away from him for yeah. a stupid reason. But but Rutledge isn't the one being, hey, man, let me go on there and talk about Pitbull. Oh, you know, Rutledge, yeah. is, NBC's like, hey, dude, we send you to hockey, we send you to NASCAR, we send you to all these dumb things to, to kind of be the man on the street. But thing. I, I don't and, think And, and so I, I get it. Like, yeah. yeah, and I don't think DV was intentionally taking it out on Rutledge personally. It was just like the French trans French English translation over to just at, shitting on NBC. At some point Marks or Tits, one of them tech we have a little um, you know, group chat. Yeah, for the show. Mm-hmm. One of them texts, "Oh my, this isn't going well." <laughs> and <laughs> I think that was Tits. Kiefer Kiefer texts me just an abort button. <laughs> and I'm like It's like, gold though. Uh, yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was great. It was but a great I, combo. I was just like poor Rutledge. He called yeah. me the next day and we talked again. He's just like, man, I'm just trying to get the sport bigger. And, like, if you don't like what I'm doing, that's fine. But at least understand what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to – I yeah. mean, I think he does an okay job. Right. I don't watch the whole broadcast. I fast forward and just watch right. my races. But <laughs> Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, so that was – yeah, that was a lot of views and stuff last week. Yeah, it was a, it was a hot topic. Right. I'm all for that. You like yeah, that? Yeah. All the hostility. Yeah, give, me the, give me the views. I'm all about that. <laughs> Talon, were you wishing you were in for that one? No, but it was fun to listen to for sure. All right, way to play along. Um, <laughs> Pulp Max Show presented by Decal Works, uh, motorsport.com, and Fly Racing. Kay Clayson is brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Uh, they did some great work on the Project 500 for me. They also do the, the Red Bull KTM graphics, which Cooper Webb now has a red plate, of course, for the last number of weeks. And uh, he's, using D- he's, he's using Decal Works for over 30 years. Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, Seat covers and more. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledgeable. There are, like I said, they sponsor the Red Bull KTM team. They do the Rockstar Energy Husky Off-Road team. Here's the best part. DecalMX.com. Promo code PulpMX saves 20% off custom graphics. So thanks to those guys for do- coming on board. Uh, they are bringing you Cade Clayson tonight from Decal Works. And, uh, oh, so he said, he said no. He said, please no. Okay. With the please. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have said go for it, but the please was there. So. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll fill you in later. Okay. Uh, so Dallas 3, I wasn't there. We'll talk about Webb and Roxon in a second, but Cade, uh, and, we'll, and we're going to talk about A-Rays coming up, so we'll leave it for then. Uh, what, a, what a track. That was so uh, sick. What, what do you call when you jump five? I don't even know. A sank? A sa- sank it's like a, it's a quintuplet. Yeah, it's a quintuple. Quintuplet? Yes. Quintuple. Okay. Uh, there was that going on, table to table. Which was eighty feet? You told me earlier, yeah, eighty something feet. Yeah, Corey. Told uh, me. Big whoops. Yeah, uh, a sand section that I don't understand why it gave guys problems, but it really did. It was um, hard, man. Yeah. So, what'd you think, dude? The track was so fun. Like there were so many options. Uh, like every rhythm, guys could do just different little things to just just whatever. Especially in that middle rhythm before the whoops. You know, there's like six different ways we could go through there. Yep. And they were all similar, but like different guys could do different ways a yep. little bit faster. And uh, it finally just opened up the track a little bit. You know, the first section you could go two, four, three, or you could go three on, three off, three. Uh, you know, in the other rhythm, you didn't see anyone do it in the night show, but in practice, Barsha went step on, three off, two, three, one. And he said it was super fast, but very impractical because it was so big. Um, what, what do you do? So, like, yeah. normally we were going, on, yeah. like, on, on off, on, on, three, yep. and then you had to sit hard to three again. Yep. 
and it was but it looked kind of easy not easy but it wasn't like the yeah. second three was really hard yeah yeah but the f- first part of it was easy but to go two like step on three off you're going over a five footer yep so no one did it and i was talking to barsha before the heat race and he's like yeah one lap i misread my pit board and i thought it said on three off and <laughs> right after the mechanics area so he said he just pinned it and did it and he's like, it was so sick. I did yeah. it twice, but then I couldn't do it again yeah, yeah. because it was it was big. Yeah, you know, right. Um, but just stuff like that. Yeah, just big rhythms gave you some options. Yeah, and like the LCQ, I was the only guy going three three one, mm-hmm. where everyone else was going three two two, and that opened it up for someone like myself. There was just lots yeah. of options and things to actually separate guys, uh, which I love. I love to see that. I love to see stuff that rewards the risk. The risk, um, you know. Sexton goes down in the sand. Marvin goes down. Maybe the promoters are like, "Oh, we can't build a track like that." I hope not. But no. you know, you track know, was sick. Track was sick. Oh, yeah. it was so fun. It, it, but the sand was just like it was. So they built like say four rollers. Yeah. Um, and the last roller was the biggest, but then they just put like a foot of sand on top of them, and that sand is so thin. You like blow through it, and it kind of sucks you side to side. Where like a normal sand track, it's real thick, right? Yeah. And it it holds you. That stuff, it, it's really hard to ride through. Because are you are you burning through the sand and getting traction? or Not really. Oh, so, okay. like, after so long, like, in the main event, yep. they were. So you could see there was those hard spots that they'd, like, kind of roll in yeah. and pop it out almost, of. The first one looked like there was, like, a lip, like a yeah. double takeoff. So that's from, like, getting wheel spin and then hooking up yep. and creating that hole. And then right. they let off, pin it out of that pocket to then double-double it to make it a little easier. So... It was just really tricky. It took most of practice to kind of figure out how to get through it cleanly. You know, I I almost crashed in there second lap of the LCQ. Like yeah. it was a nightmare. It seemed to me like just come out of the corner and go two two. Like yeah, not that easy. And Kenny was going on the right, which mm-hmm. was taller and you know more pronounced, so easier. But that wasn't but working. The and- ruts were so like the, you'd come out of the berm straight, but mm-hmm. then every lap the ruts were like facing a little bit different direction, and you had to be you had straight to, be like, yeah, to go yeah. double. Right. So some guys would just pin it over the first one, roll, and then double single across the inside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But right. It all depended on the rut on the very first one. Yeah, yeah. Because if you cased it, then you were getting squirrely right. as F. Uh, looked fun. The whole thing looked fun. The it whole was. track looked good. And and so when you see Dallas one or one of those indie tracks, you're just like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. like you have it in you. Mm-hmm. You have it in you to make. To, and you to saw make the- this week, like they have plenty of dirt. Like the landing of the finish line was like two feet taller than the takeoff. <laughs> It was so big. Right. And, uh, like, there was just so much. Like, how many tabletops were on that track? Yeah. Four? Yeah. I, so. I, I don't know. Uh, did you eye up the table to table? Uh, I, I never did the three out of the corner. Oh, okay. In B practice, it was too ruddy. I don't think anyone did it in uh-huh. B, where I saw A Ray do it once or twice in A, but even he wouldn't step onto the next table. So it's like if you go three in, you have to go on to it to make it worth it yep. because you can stay low, go yeah. two. But it looked like it was easy to go on to it when you got the three in. Yeah, you no, know it was. I mean? but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the problem was being comfortable enough to ice the three in. Right, right. You know, those guys were struggling to do it in the main. I yeah. I, don't, I watched it on TV, so I don't know how many guys yeah. in, like behind them were doing it. Got it. And so it was 80 feet going over the table yeah. to do it. Yeah. I love and, it. And like yeah. they'd hit the three in. And a couple feet before they'd land, they just hold it wicked and just sit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. Four fifties, everybody. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, PRMX K Clayson here in studio, brought to you by Decal Works, of course. Yeah, you've had a good year. Uh, we'll get to the incident here in a little bit with Ray. He's coming up in uh, eleven minutes. But um, you've had a good year. You've been a like his most improved guy. It didn't start that way for you. 
Like this, this year? Yeah, this year. It didn't start that way, but, man, you have started to get hot here. Whenever, you know, you had the LCQ collapse, whatever round that was. Three. Okay. Houston three? Yeah. Okay. And just that could have really mind-fucked you a little bit. It didn't. It probably gave you some confidence. Like, hey, yeah, I did screw up. I did I did completely fade. I mean, I look like a complete loser. I was a, looked like I couldn't ride a motorcycle out Chill. there. Just <laughs> Chill. <laughs> I'm Chill. Chill. I'm kidding. Um, but you, like, honestly, you gain confidence from that where you're like, okay, if I just put together, like, a couple of laps and don't do those massive mistakes, I got this. So is that kind of what happened? Did that turn – in that race, did it actually turn out to be a good thing? Well, rounds one and two went good. I, my LCQs were bad. Okay. LC, uh, Houston one, I crashed in turn two. Uh, someone crashed and I hit their bike. Houston one, uh, my whole shot device broke as I came off, or the fort guard broke. Yep. And I ran into Freddie, got trapped in his motorcycle. And then from then on, it's been good LCQs. Yep. And I'm just trying to put myself in good positions. Uh, we did a lot of testing for starts. And my starts have been really good. And you can't put yourself in good positions with bad starts, mm-hmm. except for when I made it in Orlando 2. Which, yeah. Or I mean, uh, uh, da- Dallas, Dallas 1. 2. Dallas 2? Yeah. 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 Last place down the start straight. Right. But uh, yeah, I think I just, I know I belong in there now. And I'm being super aggressive and just trying really hard. I mean, and even Julian, he knows like I have so much more in me. I think we're a top 18 guy every week and you know like this weekend i think i could be hovering right around 15th with how many dudes dnf you know i'm not expecting to go out and beat marv and chase yeah but when a couple factory dudes maybe dnf i can beat all the privateers right i've put in a lot of work to be good in the mains and it just it didn't start to show up until dallas i think it's funny that you and a rare buddies and i started this podcast with you two guys the privateer pod and we did multiple episodes, and of course, you know, you went and got suspended and went to Canada for a couple of years, and then you're kind of coming back, and then like we, the rivalry has just started again, like right, like it's never so. Ended. You took him down at Dallas two, yeah, and he takes you out at Dallas three. He didn't take me well, out. Well, okay, whatever. He put a hard pass on you, yeah. didn't knock you down, but I don't, I didn't okay. fall down. All right, he saw. Um, he so, anyways, down. it's funny how marks these guys are now like they're they're back in, like we. They're actually friends of the show. Both of them, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've had you guys on multiple, and it's like working out where our listeners are just loving this. Like, they're just loving oh, yeah. the, the drama between you two guys. So I don't think we're the only ones. Did you hear how loud the stadium got when... I didn't notice that, yeah, actually. Yeah, I could tell. Uh, I could we tell said podcast. that on the review pod, but yeah, I didn't notice that. They but, love it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I love the aggression. You yeah. know, I, I'm not, I don't shy away from people running into me you know my family our family group chat goes off yeah yeah they're, they're hostile towards a ray and bowers it's, anymore ever ever since the two takeouts right but, right you know i i don't shy away from it because i know it is what yeah, it is it, and i'm just yep. gonna keep going for it too i i don't think i would do anything different than what alex did i think i would have probably been even more aggressive yeah you have to be in that situation and yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Like as long as no you, one's getting hurt. You, you know? gotta you gotta yeah, exactly. You gotta be stoked at where you're at though with these main events. Like you've got eighteen, sixteen points or something. Mm-hmm. Um you gotta be stoked. Like, yeah, you you know, last year it didn't go well. Um, you know, and well, Salt Lake City you you weren't really ready for those seven. You know, totally on your game for that. Uh and then so <clears> I mean, yeah, you gotta be stoked to kinda in and look, we we got we got it out of D V last week. We got it out of them. It's a deep field. It's deep. It's deep. We finally, deep. We finally got it out of them. And and you're in the main events here lately. So that's you got to be happy, man. Yeah, I am sure. happy, yeah. yeah. And I'm just I'm just but, proud of the people I have around me too. Like 
I think everyone kind of stepped their game up, not just me, but, you know, my mechanic, I think he's doing a really good job, and they invested a lot into this as well. Because, I mean, to be honest, Julian didn't really think he was going to help. Your team owner. Yeah, yep. team owner. He didn't think he was going to help me this year to start the year off, and yep. I didn't know if I was going to get to go racing or not. And, uh, you know, he took a chance because he knew the speed was there. It, we just had to find it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a yeah. little bit of hard work went a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, it's really really good to see. Alex Wright coming up here shortly. Uh, Cooper Webb, Nick Way, Jeff Ward. You're a little too young for Jeff Ward, but he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, a little. Supercross, motocross champion. He's just a legend. Um, so, Are you kidding me? Do you think Phil's happy with your rides, or do we know? Um, he's been friendly with me. At oh, club. he has. He he's not a total ass. Yeah, yeah. So okay, wow. Uh, but suck it, Steve. Okay, well that's good. Good to hear. So I'd hope so. Uh, yeah. So um, dude, he, no. He he uh, he's been doing he's been doing motocross stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't I haven't I don't see him much because right. he's up at the club shop and I'm down the road. Right. So unless but, but, I stop up there in the morning. But if you do see him, he's, it, yeah, he's it, friendly. He's friendly. Yeah. Oh, wow. But then again, he's friendly with Dylan Wright too, which is surprising. So he likes Dylan. I, no, yeah, no, I don't he, know why. He said a few times last summer, like if I didn't like the prick, you know, it it would it would make make it worse. So mm-hmm. somehow. Right and him are okay. I yeah. have no idea why. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. I don't either. He, right worked them all yeah. summer just about, but yeah. he's fine with it. So And like it's funny. I was talking to Logan Leitzel. He was a teammate or something around him a lot last year, and he's like, yeah, him and his mechanic both hated me. And then two weeks later, I was filling in for him, and his mechanic was my mechanic, and it was super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the Phil stories never end. Right. Um, so, Webb, we're going to have Webb on here on the show shortly. Um, look, Kenny had to win that. Kenny had to win that one. Yeah, and he didn't. Thank you. Breaking news. Amazing, right? Amazing. Uh, Technical track. Kenny's a technical rider. Uh, He's up front. It's all there for him, and Webb tracks him down. Amazing. Amazing for Webb or not so amazing for Roxanne. I can't decide. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. You know what's crazy to me is – I knew what gate Kenny was in when I when like I was sitting there watching the race. I was like, "Oh, Kenny took the gate that was for some reason the rut was super wide." Okay. And it was smooth as a smooth as glass. Hartraft or I think it was Hartraft took it in the LCQ. And the rut next to it was terrible. Right. Well, like I'm, super squirrely. I have a question for for Webb about that. And you could kind of see it on TV, but it was bad. How does a dude Well, I was going to say, how does a dude who gets 7th in a heat start next to the guy that wins? Because the so, rut was right, so terrible. Right, exactly. And uh, I was like, man, if he can hole shot out of that rut, it's going to be mind-blowing. And he didn't. He actually got a really terrible jump, but he just sucked in right behind Kenny, and then he hit the brakes early and went right around mm-hmm. the backside of the berm and came out, like, third. Yep. And it was so cool to just see, like, he thought that through. So he's like, he's like, I know Kenny's going to get a good start because that rut's sick. Yep. So I'm just going to follow him. Right. And – man it's it's cool to see he thinks things through like four or five steps ahead and um you know he was struggling in heat mm -hmm. couldn't get the whoops saxon put him down dallas too he he eats shit in the whoops in practice yeah and like i have a funny story about that actually okay so the lap right before he started that he started a fast lap like right behind me and we get just after the whoops, and I was so bad in the whoops there in practice, and he gets right on me. Yeah. And I'm on a fast lap, and I'm like, I'm like, you shouldn't have started right behind me. Like, I'm not going to let you <laughs> yeah, by. right. And he was revving his bike at me, and people kept asking me later in the day, like, could you hear Webb? I'm like, yeah, I could hear him. Yeah. And he's revving his bike, revving his bike. Well, I finished my lap. you run your fast lap. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Yeah. And I finished the lap, and he quit because obviously I was going too slow for him. Yep. And 
I cross the finish line, go down the start straight, and I look back, and he's coming, move over, go to the inside, roll around the whoops. That's the lap that he just cartwheels his oh, brains really? out yeah, the loop. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I wonder how much of a factor <laughs> I played in that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, it, I got a, Tomac and I got a front row seat to that right, cartwheel. Right, right. Um, he, God, he, if you're Webb, you're just so stoked on that win. You caught the guy. It's only three points. It's, you know, they ain't, it's just the message. Yeah. And Kenny could have dirtied him a couple he times. He could have. Why, like, why, why, why not? Why not? I'm right? not saying you got to T-bone him and knock him down, but can you get in there? Bump him. Bump him. Like, Aira and I battle harder for a thousand bucks. I know it's not in Kenny's nature. I get it. He's a clean guy. He doesn't want to do that. But come on. After what he did to you at Daytona, after the, the, the thing that you said on the podium on, uh, you know, at Daytona, you have this chance. He catches you. You can't. Uh, Cade. I know, man. I hear you. And I it's love like, Kenny. Kenny's a great dude. I like but Kenny, too. Dude, you got to do that. Kenny was my pick to win. You know, I'd like to see Kenny win. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, and I yeah. don't have anything against Coop. It's right. just like I think it would be badass for Kenny to win and come back from all that and then next year have all those champions. Why doesn't Kenny do something? Dude, just make a – like, and like you said, you don't have to be blatant and T-bone him or – I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't, don't want to see that. But I, I want to see, see some orange plastic on some red plastic, you know? Right. I – Look, if you're going to go down, go down with a bit of a fight and take yeah. Coop out there. You had a, you had two chances. Yep, I agree. I agree. <sighs> Even, like, down the straightaway, like, he, like, moved him over and then just, like, yeah. he's like, oh, I don't want anything to do yeah, with you and yeah. ran away. Yeah. Which isn't bad. But at the same time, it's like, man, if you slow, slow him down a little bit and hold him up to Tomac, then yeah. Tomac becomes in and, you know, you're the right. you're the fast one out front. You can kind of run away while right. those two screw with each other. But yeah, I mean. Bunch it. <laughs> Punch it. I just uh if you're Honda, you're bummed. You're yeah. just like, man, we had it, man. Like again, nobody's saying you gotta do stupid stuff out there yeah. to, but you he could have yeah. been greasier. Do you is you think it's a fitness thing or do you think it's a mental thing that coops behind him? Like Dude, I don't know. I don't know either, man. I mean he is a I world wanna... champion, he is a motocross champion, you know what I mean? He's everything. He's won everything. And and he's the bat he won like designations motos three or four years in a row against best rock. like you know mm-hmm. he's a bad dude mm-hmm. i just can't see him being mentally mind fucked by cooper webb but maybe he is yeah i don't know man you know what i mean i just can't see a champion a race winner a guy that's been through everything he's been through start thinking about this small guy number two on the behind like you know what i mean that, that seems mentally impossible that that would work that would psych him out yeah i, I, I don't know so I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, what I am sure about is Art of Sport. Um, do you need some more? Sure. All right. We'll get you some Art of Sport stuff. Uh, it's the fastest growing new body and skincare brands on the planet. Uh, Kenny Roxon, speaking of that, is a partner in this, along with guys like uh, NBA MVP James Harden. I use the body wash. I use the shampoo. I use the deodorant. Uh, the products are formulated with a natural botanical ingredient to keep you smelling fresh all day. Over 7,000 five-star reviews, Cade, for Art of Sport. Wow. Did you ever get any? Yeah, dude. Did you like it? Love it. Here's the point where you just. I've, I mean, I told. I tell say you all something. The t- I tell you all. The t- you're doing an ad. I'm not trying to interrupt you. Well, just, I, just I buy the stuff now. Like I go to Target. Okay. And I buy the stuff. It's good. good. Well, it's available at more than Target now. It's it all is? over the place. Yeah, it's oh. at, at Walgreens and CVS and everywhere now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Not just Target. Okay. Sweet. All products under ten bucks. Please check them out. Artofsport.com. Bringing you our first guest of the night. He is SGB Kawasaki. He's a friend of the show. It's A Ray. What's up, bud? Uh, not too much. Just uh, just got home actually from the Swap Moto Live headquarters. 
But, uh, oh. we, hey, we had a lot of good things to talk about with Pulp Max, like everything. We 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 gave you a bunch of props on the Swap Moto Live pro, uh, podcast. As far as like good. what, uh, like what? What do you mean? What would you talk? I about? forgot. I don't know. Okay, right. I forgot. Sounds, must not have been that. Good. Yeah, must not have been that good. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, listen, um, and then I did a privateer pod with you two guys, the FXR guys. Give us some money to do the privateer pod. And then uh, the guy across from me here is on a swap moto pod like later that day. Anyway, so I don't know what, what's going on. I, I don't know. Take it up with your boss, bro. He he texts me while we're on the phone, and I'm like, well, I can't say no, but it's just poor timing. I started laughing. So. <laughs> okay, look, A-Ray, I mean, hey. um, everything's fine. Okay, everything's cool. You hit him hard. You got the spot. Congratulations. I didn't like the mocking. The taunting. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> I was just I was just stoked. I was pumped up. I was just so, it was just one of those things. Okay. All right. Well, I, that, that that wasn't The people in my DMs did not like the taunting. And I got some DMs as well from people that are like I like A-Ray, but that's bullshit. I, I got people saying that they loved it, but that's just the A-Ray fans out there. I mean, there's A-Ray fans and there's also A-Ray haters. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, it took him, it took him a whole year and a half to get me back. It took me what <laughs> four days. So. Yeah, you yeah. can blame your buddy Hartraff, dude. He, he saved your ass. Cause he was a fucking roadblock the whole race. He, he was bunching. He was bunching for sure. That's why I was he, trying to pass Bowers. Me. Well, Bowers too. You, you you went for Bowers, and you probably didn't have that. That slowed you down too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was like, okay. I got to get around him because A Ray's going to clean me out if right. I if I'm here. No, yeah, for sure. Hartraff was bunching. He seen me in fifth, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to slow the pace down a little bit. And I'm going to let A Ray catch up so he can, we can all be in the main. Except no, Cade. but yeah, Just screw Cade. <laughs> yeah. So so pretty much, I was on the gate of the main event and I was talking to Bowers and, and Hartraff. We we're all sitting there, we we're talking about the race and Bowers didn't know that I was so close in fifth. He thought that we had a gap. And then Cade was like apparently Cade was like yelling at him, telling him like, Yo dude, like go Were you? Yeah, dude, I was yelling. I was, I was like, We gotta and move. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then Bowers Bowers just thought that he was being a dick because like him and Bowers I guess have had their oh. thing in the L C Q before. So Bowers just got pissed, and he was like, he fucked, he hit him hard before the before the whoops, and that helped me out even more. And I yeah. was like, oh well, uh, thanks guys. So I I was able to reel him in you, a little bit quicker. You made a heart wrapped in yeah. Bowers. You made some gains late, A Ray. On on the you went, you went from eight and or you went from three seconds behind me to a second and a half in like two sections. And, and uh, you look like Minneapolis, A Ray. <laughs> Remember Minneapolis? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. I was just on a terror. No, like, my mechanic, he was giving me the pit board. He was telling me, he's like, dude, you got to catch Cade. And then, like, the last lap, it's like, it says payback and all kinds of stuff. So, it was a crazy race. So, you you took A-Ray down at Dallas, too. And then you started to claim Cato's for Daytona last year. I did not start to claim. It was just, I mean, it was a safety net for what happened. I had his brother, I had his brother in my DMs. Telling me, oh, that was payback from Daytona. <laughs> God, I had, I had I had Reese Clayson in my DMs over here pissed. Hey man, <laughs> for Daytona. Yeah, you can't do that oh, yeah. a year and a half later, dude. Ah, uh, you can claim whatever you need. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, whatever you need. Um, God, he hit oh, you hard, geez. Kate. Who? A Ray hit you hard. He didn't hit me hard. A Ray hit me like a little feather. I just had nowhere to go except into the tough blocks. 
Oh, hey, no, because Kay DM'd me after, afterwards. Or he texted me or something. I forgot what he said, but he said, next time he hit me like a fucking man or something like that. Wow. Yeah. He did. I mean, anyway, were you planning on that spot, or were you thinking? Or it was no, like, oh, he was it, already in front of me. It was just an opening. I was already in front of him, and then he started playing like the cat and mouse thing, and I was like, "All right, dude." Hey, like, how ter- I think that he, I think he assumed that once he parked me in that turn before the triple, that I was going to roll it, right? And he, I don't think he was expecting me to jump the triple and then land to the inside like that because. I think if he'd known that I jumped the triple, he would have jumped a little bit further left. I was prepared to land on you when I went three one. <laughs> I thought you were gonna hard hard left it when you doubled into the corner, and I was mentally prepared for us to both go down because I thought you were gonna sweep under me because you didn't know I was tripling that. Yeah, I sort of felt you there. I knew you'd been doing it all day, so that's why I sort of. Yeah, he said. Notice, no, this is what he, he DM'd me afterwards because I sent him a, a picture of Hugo naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, notice how I didn't fall. Hit me like a man next time, bitch. I, I, I texted you guys just the, uh, the grimacing emoji. I'm on a group text oh, with them, yeah. and I just was like, oh, God. Like I... So, honestly, you two guys are friends, but it, honestly, I feel like if you're together in an LCQ for the last spot, the fact that you're friends means nothing. nothing. Like you'll hit each other. You'll hit each other as hard, like probably harder. Right, harder. Yeah, because I know I can hit him and him be okay with it, and not have to come over to my pit screaming at me. Like we might be mad at each other for a couple days. Right. Like when he ran me off the side of the triple in Salt Lake City last year. Yep. I was very upset after that, mm-hmm. but uh, we get over it. Where you know, there's a few other gentle flowers out there that will not even allow you to move over on them without getting right, yelled right, at. Right. I, I honestly, I think that he was more mad at Hartraft than he was me. Right. Because, I mean, obviously he would have done the same thing in my position. I yes. spent every lap of the night show behind Hartraft. I spent the whole heat race and the whole LCQ sitting behind him just <laughs> looking at that fucking 28. And Get I, a better start I, next I, time, I bro. That. All I wanted to do, I was like, because I was behind him and I'm like, look, I can't be too aggressive. We're in second and third. Like, right. if I'm too aggressive, then I'm a dick. So I'm like, I just got to be back here. But then he's slowing me down, and then Bowers gets by, and I see you back there, and I'm like... Oh, so you saw him coming. I saw him coming. I'm like, I'm in the sand, and I can hear A-Ray panic revved off the triple. Right. Like, just trying to make up time. And I'm like, bro, we got to go. We got to go. And this is like with three laps to go. And Bowers and Hartraft, they're just out for a Sunday cruise, and I can't get by. <laughs> Go! You're yelling at Bowers. Oh, every like oh, every chance I got, I was just screaming at him. And finally, I just ran it in on him. I was like, last lap, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get in front of him because A-Ray won't take down Tyler. But right. Yeah. Oh, you don't think A-Ray would take down Tyler? No, Tyler. Tyler's too much of a wall. They are enjoy the ride teammates now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the beef I feel like has been squashed between Bowers and I because. We enjoy the ride. Bowers and I got rather aggressive with each other in the main event the week on Tuesday. We we ran each other into the tough blocks quite a few Did times, you? and uh, like gently, right? Like no slamming, but, but like. Cade, you do feel like if A Ray, if you had beaten beaten A Ray, you would have done more in the main event than he did. I I would have finished. Right. Right. It wasn't my fault. I didn't just pull off my bike show. Okay, so we got we got we got a crash in practice and a bike problem in Dallas three. We got no brakes in Dallas two. We got a DNF for the bike problem in Dallas three. Like what the fuck's going on here, A Ray? A Ray, there's one okay. common denominator between all of these things. And it's the person on top of it twisting the gas and not knowing how to shift it. Okay, so um 
in I think the first qualifying practice, uh, I hadn't or no, the it was the last qualifying, qualifying practice. practice. Yeah, I hadn't jumped either one of the quads. I had talked to Kate, and Kate had jumped all of them, and I'm like, shit. So I go out there and I start boner air and shit. <laughs> Kate air, dude. And yeah, so I crashed, and then um, my steering like locked up like the bearings or something like i must have bent something i don't know what happened but my i couldn't turn my handlebar yeah that happens to a lot of people out there <laughs> yeah i see that all the I time i warned you i told you not to oj it and i did <laughs> and then um and then yeah i don't know i think my bike like must have overheated in the main event i don't know what happened i just i was coming down the straightaway and my bike just shut off and i Jesus. pressed that e, e start button a hundred times and I could not start the thing back. So I don't know what happened to that. I mean, it was just freak nature. I mean, and I was riding good prior to that. I had just got around hot raft and then I washed the front. I was in front of him. I was in front of Bowers. Like I was racing forward and then I had a tip over and then I was still, once I got up, I was still catching Starling and then my bike shut off. So, I mean, it was sort of just, too much rest. I don't know. How about how about Starling the LCQ just looking like you know just gone? He he was icing. He ran that, a fifty one. He, he was, ran a fifty one the first lap. He was icing the three on three off ever since the last practice, and I only did it twice all day because it was so hard to get onto that table, and he was just doing it like it was nothing, and I'm like makes me even matter for picking him in Pulp Mike's fantasy. You picked him? No, earlier this year when he oh. wasn't wasn't qualifying. Oh, smooth. You oh. picked him over me. Have you picked me at all this year? <laughs> I did. I did pick A Ray. Okay. I did pick A Ray at Dallas too. Okay. Thanks a lot, Kate. Uh, <laughs> and so, and yeah. so did and so did Marks. Mm-hmm. 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 And so did Have you picked me, Marks? I'm sorry, I have not. Okay, then and y'all I, can I'm, suck it. I'm mad that I haven't because you've done very well. Suck it. Yes. Darkside picked me at an 11, and I'm like, man, that's brave at an 11. And he's like, he's like, ah, you got it. I was like, okay. You just keep keep doing you, bro. He picked you at eleven this week. Yeah, at Dallas three. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So he's mad at us for not picking him, and then he the guy that picks him at eleven, he's like, eh. Yeah. At an eleven. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, and look spe- at the results and understand. Spe- speaking of that, dark side. What's up, man? You you pissed at A Ray? Yeah, A Ray owes me uh, another breakfast. I want payback because yeah, he he fucked me out. He fucked me in uh, fantasy. Yep, good job. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, Dark Side. I thought we. I thought we were cool, but you know. Well, well we were until you took out Cade. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and, and, and oh jeez, Kate. Kate screwed me at a. Well, I. I don't know if you would have gone with no rear, rear break. So I don't even know if you. If Kate hadn't taken you down at Dallas too, he wasn't going my pace, so it don't matter. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't even know pace. if he had no break. So I don't know how the fuck he's going to get in the main event with no breaks. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah, you don't know. He could go faster. Yeah. So Kate. I don't know. I don't know if this has happened to you, but you know, like where you put the rear brake uh, pads in. Hey, Ray, like I have the, the same the rear brake pads on my practice bike that I got on the bike when they gave me the bike in December. They gave okay. me the motorcycle Never in December. Mind. It is now Never middle mind. of March. I have the same rear brake pads on it. Okay. Never mind. Then. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to explain. I was gonna like. I understand how a rear brake system works and he, how you can uh, melt he, it by dragging that bitch he, the whole he, race. Hey, Ray, you gotta. No, I didn't melt it. You gotta, not That is not it. what your mechanic told me. I played golf with your mechanic the next day. He yes, told me you melted it. Melted. It. Okay, it melted because of the way that the things were bent. But mm. you know what? Never mind. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking sit here and explain it then. You since you had your fucking brake pads on there for so long, I'm I'm just gonna be over here. I'm like, all right, I fucked up. I'm on my rear brakes. We're cool. 
you're on your rear brakes, your clutch, and your gas all at the same time. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. I don't know. That that's that's got to be bad for for me to be on my rear brakes. Maybe that's why that thing overheated. Why did you make a DV last week saying he can't help you? He's done. I mean, I don't know, man. I'll take some DV coaching. You sign me up. All right. Um, Fuck you, you're fired. <laughs> that's, that's DV to A-Ray. I like DV, though. I like DV. Every time I see him at the track, he'll like he'll get his phone out and try to video me. Trying to, like, right. Every time I would see him at the track there for a while, he would stand right in front of a corner, and I would always something would happen, and I would just tip over. Yep. Well, fall, he's probably right videoing Dylan, and then he's videoing you, and he's going to post them back-to-back and be like, this is how you do it, and this is how you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just I, I get up, pick my bike up, and I'm just sitting, standing there laughing at me. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I got to say, though, I, I told Cade this earlier, A-Ray. Our listeners just love it. They just – I get so many DMs and tweets when you two guys get together. It's just oh. – and there's K guys, there's A-Ray. I didn't, I didn't like the taunting. I did not like the taunting or the celebration, you know, but – Yeah, it was, it was a bit much, but in the moment, you know, like – I was pumped. I was stoked. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I feel like I Sarah was about ready to wring your neck. Maybe, you know? She yeah, she well, was she right. was pissed about the the taunting. Yeah, can't do that, dude. <laughs> she's been she's been pissed at me before, not for for any like racing related reasons, but she's been pissed at me before. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a race chick in the pits, and I went straight up to her. I'm like, please don't hate me. Yeah, I'm not that bad. Not your guys, your guys, yeah. just a dick. Right. Well, she's probably like, oh, yeah, I got him back. You know, Dallas 3, got him back. Oh, she told me she didn't hate me. She's like, oh, okay. I know. She's like, I know. It's him. It's okay. Right. I don't actually right. hate you. I, have you told your chick, A-Ray, like, the, have you said, like, hey, this is, it's, yes, I understand it looks like Mad Max uh, beyond the Thunderdome. This is how we race. Yeah, like, she didn't understand how people passed people prior to any of this <laughs> and i feel like it, she didn't even know that the tracks changed each weekend or each right race. right she thought they was all she she asked me on the first day she was like so what's usually your lap time i'm like it varies the track changes she's like oh i didn't know that right <laughs> like, okay right. cool well, <laughs> NASCAR. dark side yeah. uh how was it uh you know being the media guy in attendance there dallas three it was good you know tons of content so many interviews in the pits Right. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun being there. Uh, Kevin Kelly was actually up in the press box for the mains, and man, the the LCQ had. We were yelling like it was. I, we knew Ray was coming with like three to go, and I was like, "Fuck! I got Cade in fantasy. This is going to go bad." And we we yelled for two laps. It was pretty I, entertaining, actually. I thought Cade. I'm like, Cade's going to get Bowers. I thought you'd get Bowers. Uh, I'm like, he's running better. You, you know, you, you know, Bowers slammed him pretty good before the whoops, though. If he <laughs> if thought he there was a gap, by. why couldn't he just let me buy? Just let the, <laughs> let me buy and you deal with it. It's the bear, bro. It's the bear. He he was salty because I, I beat him in the main. I told him, I'm like, I was like, uh, Saturday before practice, I'm like, hey, man, you and I had that epic battle, but you kept me going. Like, him and I charged the whole way through because we didn't, we, we both wanted to beat each other. Hey, Ray, how, uh, how, how much uh, – I mean, look, we pre-suspension, you know, there was a big debate. Cade was, you know, better outdoors than you. You're a better indoor guy than you. But, man, it's taken Cade a bit of time here. But maybe, you know, maybe he's a little better indoors now. I mean, he's definitely better indoors for sure. Better than, um, better than you? Don't forget I mean, who I'm, 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 I'm who I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I qualified who at Thunder Valley. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer that. Okay, listen. Uh, you have 19 points, A Ray. Yes. Kate has 16. We have okay. Five races to go. Do you okay. Th- so, how many main events has Cade made? Five. We both have made five. Okay. So, if you were to beat me in the main event, how do I have more points than you do? Uh, if we've made I mean, you waxed me in the first the first main I made. And you've gotten 18th twice, I think, right? Mm, yeah, and I have a 17th in there as well. Yeah, so, but I have like a 20, I have two 21s, a 20, and 19, and 18. So, okay. when I'm in the so, main event, everyone seems to fucking finish. Here's, when you're in the main event, everyone here's, seems to DNF. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, geez. Here we go. 19 to 16. So, okay, you got a little bit of catching up to do here. The winner. In the points at the end of the year after Salt Lake 2. I will donate $1,000 to the charity of your choice. And you can't be A-Ray.com. A-Ray. It can't be A-Ray.com. A charity of your choice to whoever beats who in this series. And and you will get a prestigious trophy. And a trophy? And a trophy. Could it, could it go towards my engine parts? No, charity. Uh, I feel like Jason over there is a charity. I mean, Have you seen like, how big the number I, is on the door? No, it's, 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 it's like over. Like, I think it's like seven grand now. God, a Ray. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. Nope, charity. You got a charity, okay. Kate, off the top of your head? Mm, I mean, I have a couple, but I'd have to choose between okay. one or the other. A Ray, you got a charity? Uh, I'd have to think about it, but yeah, we can figure <laughs> something out. Mine would yeah. probably be something to do with animals. Okay, I hope you win. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, Ray would probably. Oh, are you guys this. down with it? You down? You down? You're, yeah, yeah, I'm down. You ready? I'm down okay. All right. I don't get. I don't get any sort of bonus if I win because I'm behind. Nah, I thought about trying to wait it a little bit, but fuck it. Yeah. So Cade's in it for for both. He's in it for the LCQ challenge and this. Yeah, dude, I'm in for all. You got to have a great season, just like yeah. me. See, when you suck, Cade's you still got to do good enough that you're in the top of the sucking board. Um, You're double dipping. That that thing is all fucked up because <laughs> Starling is all of a sudden like great. So Starling's got no points. Well, Starling's been good all year. He Bubba just finally pa- started. Bubba Pauly didn't make the night shows. Uh, K- Carlin Gardner weeded himself. Like the whole thing's a shit show. So, um, yeah. And uh, as Mark says here, A Ray, your charity can't be registered to a J Bone Ray. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, J-Bone doesn't need any charity. He's already too fat. And, like, he's, he's getting big. And the pony pot will throw in a 1,000 too, right, Darkside? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a super positive. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, definitely. man, Darkside bought me dinner the other night, that, so I think we're square. That didn't sound at all, no. right? Yeah, I bought Darkside, Darkside dinner, so. I, I bought Darkside breakfast, and he also bought me breakfast too. So. And I bought Darkside dinner, so it sounds like he's doing fucking fine. Hey, I bought Steve dinner one Friday night. And I text him the next weekend, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I went to dinner with A-Ray tonight. Of course, it's A-Ray, and I had to buy dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, s- yeah. I saved money on hotels because I stayed at the Berm Lord's uh, headquarters. Oh, you did? Way to get a plug. Oh, in. yeah. Yeah, just yeah. stickers everywhere. Just <laughs> dark side laid on a bed of stickers. Just Berm Lord's did have Scotty Winterstrom in the, the 40th slot of the night show. Silence! Um, <laughs> well... Yeah, thousand bucks. There we go. Nineteen points to sixteen. Here we go. I'm Keep, into it. When do we have I'm to have our that, charities? That out. When do we have to have our charities uh, yeah, decided? I don't that? know. Any, yeah, but after Salt Lake City too. Okay. All right. And a prestigious trophy. And the trophy. Yes. Okay. 
I got to get one. Will this, will this be like the belt? The belt. That Whatever that happened to that happened. belt? Yeah, what if I get you guys like a photo of Chiz? <laughs> I mean, the winner gets I mean, a fo- signed photo of Chiz. I mean, he's it, my idol at this point. Like, he is, right? <laughs> dude, like, he'll qualify 28th and then it he'll go make matter. it out of the heat, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fucking Chiz. He was pace all day. He went three seconds faster in the last qualifying practice than he did in the second one. This right? He didn't jump any of the quads right. or anything. No. And he's doing like. 56s nah. comes out the next practice does all the quads right. gets like a 51 yeah it's like what the hell man she has only a limited number of jumps in him so he has to save him up <laughs> that's it hey <laughs> you know what he told me on hep huh. that in the free practice if the whoops are sketchy he'll go around them every single lap because yeah, yeah. he knows that they'll break down by the end of the, right. the last practice yep and he'll just hit them then whenever they're yeah, yeah that's smart smart veteran dude yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No. He's uh, he's phenomenal. He'll he'll figure it out. And uh, you know he's a little, you see him on Twitter. He's a little mad about the infant chiz comment. Was that what that was? Yeah. He doesn't like the infant chiz. No. He says you're not even close to him enough to enough main events to be infant chiz. I mean, he's not wrong. Right. right we can uh, blame. Uh, but that's what uh, infancy grows. You yeah, know. No, Blair, you got to grow. Blame Blair for that. Um, I, I yelled it to him. We were parked across from him one oh. day, and I made it out of the heat. And I'm like, infant chiz does it. <laughs> Uh, so all right there we go so yeah thousand bucks charity your guys's choice all right for the winner you guys e-biking earlier this morning that's awesome man yeah yeah i'm ready to get i got i got my dvo suspension on my e-bike so wait um why, over the week why do you have an issue with me wearing my i didn't have a kit so i wore he, shorts and a moto jersey it's real sunny out he here wears his jersey his own jersey bicycling Oh, I had geez. a pack on, hey, so I, I didn't mean, have. Come I on. Didn't hey. have my... hey, everybody! It's Kay Clayson out here on the trail. I mean, Check me when, out. When did, when did you tell? When did you tell him that you were, he was coming on the show? So, like, okay, yeah, months ago. So months ago. I was at oh, club. My I had my cycling stuff with me, and I packed it all. It's Walker Fowler over here, and I freaking throw my shoes and all my shit in my bag. And I'm like, oh, I got kits at home because yeah, I have my enduros. You at and home. Walker talk to each other. Hey, let's run a jerseys. I thought about wearing it tonight, actually. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just get a kit when I'm home. And then I got here, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't very smart. I don't have a kit with me. And so I just wore shorts and a jersey to make up for it. And I mean, Sounds I'm not, gay. Yeah, shut up. And uh, <laughs> it was great, you know. I, I was comfy. That jerseys are soul nice. Soul rider. Soul rider. Dude, I mean, that's no, Kiefer wouldn't have an issue a, with it. You're not a soul rider if you wear your own jersey numbered on name on the back of it. You're not your own. Oh, you're not a soul gosh. rider. I didn't what, say I was. Who was that? Who was that that was wearing their own jersey at Supercross, like a quad? Yeah, Walker, yeah, Walker Fowler. Yeah, Walker Fowler. Oh, okay, yeah, that's where that's, the joke that's, came that's, from. That's Cade. Right, dark side. That's something that I yep. can I can see you got you doing a little bit running the dark side jersey. At, like um, <laughs> when I'm riding a dirt bike, or no, no, no. When you're riding, when you're pedaling around your 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 mountain bike, no, no. That's no, him in the skate park. The, He's got a dark side bike. jersey yeah. on in the skate park. Yeah, skate park. <laughs> I wear the fly I mountain bike stuff when I'm mountain biking. Right. I will say this: I was I was in the pits at Arlington Three, and the amount of O'Neill jerseys that were in the pits was sick. <laughs> Dude, was man, I didn't see any. I saw a lot of fly stuff. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, you were just that was, I don't know, man. You just noticed. You were just looking at Bowers. That was it. That's the only guy you noticed. <laughs> anyway. Hey, O'Neill did have four guys in the main event. By the way, too, uh, what about Marty's crash that he posted on social? Oof. Oh, my That gosh. was that dirty. That was one thing that I was scared. That's one thing I was scared about. If you do that three in, yep. doing that next jump, that was that was a fear of mine. So I was like, nope. 
Oh my Wait, god! What did Marty do? Uh, uh, I gotta look this up. It's on his. It was on his story, so it's probably gone. His front, his yeah, front he, wheel he went over the tabletop. Yep. Yep. He clipped it, and that bike shot up in there off the berm. Flipped a few times. It was. It was, it was a rough. I, nasty Marty crash. I thought yeah. that's what Oldenburg did in the B practice. His bike was laying up over the berm. Tough blocks were in the start right. straight, and I'm like, I'm like, man, he must have tried that, and then right, yeah. Uh, Art of oh, sport. I know, I know what it was what? Uh, that we were giving you props on. Uh, speaking of Marty's bike flying through the air, we were talking about the Pulpamex net saving yeah. lives. Saving life, Hunter saving Lawrence. Lives. Absolutely. You think anybody will notice or give me any credit at all for talking about the nets five, six years ago, whenever it was? Nope. Nobody. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Hunter thanked me, though. That was cool. Um, Artofsport.com. Uh, all the products under 10 bucks. Please check that out. Darkside, uh, congratulations. You are, you're a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe yeah, that. I'm I cannot not... believe you and your pony are old enough to be a grandfather. Well, I can't either. I don't really like the G word. We're trying to go with something else. But, um, Gramps? Yeah. I'm... Papa. Papa. <laughs> no, it's going to be the fifth. But... What does a pony think of it? I, I don't speak to the, the pony's gone. Most of it's gone, man. I don't know. I couldn't believe how short it was. I don't yeah, talk it's... to my hair like you, you think I do. So What's that? I don't talk to the hair like you think I do. Dude, that thing is his own animal. <laughs> I can't believe you're old enough to have a kid that has a kid. Yeah, my kid's 22, same age I was when I had him. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but she's awesome, so I appreciate it. All right. Um, fertile, fertile fellows over there. Yeah, yeah, really. Dark side. Who's on the wrap up show? Do we do we know? Uh, yeah, this week I've got uh, Jake and Jordan, the couple I told you about. That uh, you know they they play fantasy together, they battle, and they're big pulp fans. They listen to pulp every week together, so they'll uh, they'll be on this week. Sweet. Um, and I'm working on that Mission Tortillas wrap up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrap it up right on. with Mission Tortillas. Bring it. Hey, if it puts <laughs> more money in my pocket, I'll take it. Yeah, it, it will be. All right, thanks, Dark Side. All right, see ya. Thank you. Uh, before we go, Alex Ray on the show brought to you by Art of Sport. Uh, it's John. Johner, what's up, bud? Hey, this is Cade's buddy. Johner. Uh, Johner. What's up, Johner? Hey, hey, Cade, dude. You got to stop wearing that jersey. Come on, dude. Dude, get out of here, bro. You you love it. Yeah. N- name a number on the back of a jersey. Like, I, I cannot believe it. I, I just, just rep it, bro. Why you got to judge? Dude. A-Ray, not, hey, dude. not cool, hey. right, A-Ray? I mean... A Ray wears his, wears his jersey when he's at the bike park. Hey, you know you know yeah, what? I did, I, I did wear it whenever he I went downhill mountain biking. Okay, hold on, Johner. What's that? A Ray, you wore it actually? Um, um, I did wear I did wear one of my jerseys whenever I went downhill mountain biking because I I didn't have a full long sleeve jersey. Exactly. So like, what's the difference? But I wore or, or, a full or, moto helmet and goggles too. That's really bad on both of your parts. Why? I just, just. I mean, why are you judging? Why are you he, playing Kiefer right now and judging uh, gear? No, no. He, he's, he's playing SWAT Moto right now with the, with the cycling. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Oh yeah, cool. All right, wear your name and number then everywhere you go. All right, maybe that's, I will. Awesome. All right, I'll we'll, go get it. I'll we'll put it on for the rest of the we'll show. We'll see at the mall. Uh, with that, hey, so. Kate. Keep wearing your roadie helmet with your mountain biking stuff, too. That's I got a helmet now. Get off my yeah, case, Yeah, he, he had Grandpa. a regular mountain bike helmet, yeah. Get off my case, Grandpa. What uh, What? What do we vote on? What's the vote for? What poll? Uh, on Twitter, I said we're giving away $1,000 to their charity of choice. Oh, okay. Who are you taking? And so far, it's 78% Cade, oh, 21% wow. A-Ray. Wow. Keep Clade. The people have spoken. They think you're going to make the three up, the three points up. And pass A-Ray. That's fine. i got to make one one main to, to pass him. So if that's you easy. guys tie, 
Do we split it or do we go on whoever had the best season finish? I think we should split it. Okay, we'll split it then. Better for the charities. Right. You guys are both getting fucked by the 250 East guys that are just racking up points, by the way, both of you. Just absolutely screwed. Some guy that's a plumber uh, has probably got 64 points right now compared to your guys' 16 and 19 or whatever it is. Yeah, it's upsetting. Uh, thanks, Johnner. Thanks, Johnner. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. I really had to look for. I really had to look for Kate's Instagram since I don't follow him. Nice. This, uh, we, don't, we don't follow each other. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, listen. Um, yeah. We haven't followed each other since he cleaned me out in Daytona. Right. So it's perfectly okay to for that right. to be payback. Right. Uh, I felt like he hit you hard, but you said no. Okay. All ah, right. Well. Just a love tap. All right. Um, all right, all right. Well, um, good job getting in. Uh, I really wish you could have got in in Dallas too when when I picked you up Pulp Max Fantasy. Um, but maybe I will start picking Cade from now on. Doubtful. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Steve. Uh, yeah, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Uh, what are you doing on the break? What's going on? Um, well, I'm in the process of uh, trying to Frankenstein some parts together to get my my bikes, my practice bikes together. Two of them. And two then, of them. Uh, yeah, he's so, got two of them um, that are broken. Yeah, but I mean, we'll have them ready here the next couple of days, and hopefully uh, get some riding in. But until then, I'm gonna have to uh, ride my bicycles. But I mean, I know DV told me I need to ride my dirt bikes more, but I got to do what I got to do at this point. Maybe you need the bicycles. Maybe you need the enduro model. That's what I'm repping. I'm riding the enduro models. Both well, my, I got, I got my race bike and my practice bike both came with kickstands. Oh wow! Um, by the way. Um, the uh, the charity of choice for you guys. Um, it can't be anything weird, too. Don't be don't be weird. Like, hey, right, you're you're charity. no strippers. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't. I'm I'm getting some DMs Ooh. right now and some text about your possible charity choices, a right? So just, just, <laughs> just be normal, okay? Um, also, by the way, DVO suspension. Uh, uh, I've got some on my Taser. And A-Ray got some on his, on his e-bike. And uh, use the code PULPAMEX if you're looking for a fork or a shock for your mountain bike. DVO guys, uh, great dudes. And uh, they make good products. So, Yeah, I, I kept endoing. And then Swap Moto kept taking photos of me upside down in the rocks. So I needed to get some good suspension. And uh, I thankfully, I got good friends like PULPAMEX. And, and you guys are freaking taking care of me with the DVO suspension. So that was awesome. So I'm stoked on that. All right, Aray. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. And I look, I look, I look forward to uh, uh, thir- part More thirty, f- part thirty-four of the K. Clayson Alex Ray uh, battles uh, when we pick up in Atlanta. So just don't get salty when I get you back. You get so you get so salty. He does get salty, but then he kind of gets over it, like soon. Yeah, it's so. like a little salty period, and then I'm over it. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Aray. That's Alex Ray, everybody. Uh, Coming up, JT. Andy, you're calling from Arizona to to talk to Cade? I am, yeah. What's up, man? Hello, Cade. Hey, this is uh, Virgil's buddy, Andy. Oh, hey, what's going on, man? How's my (laughs) guy Virgil doing? Is he 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 staying Uh, up on it? Doing good. Doing good, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, every every, uh, LCQ... Uh, you you tend to make it exciting, and you ought to see him jumping up and down. He can't even sit down the last few laps. Virgil's the guy, Steve. That remember I sent you a picture of him. He was on a Yamaha in the full fly kit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I you, coach him you, a lot. You, you, out yeah, home. and yeah. Uh, dude, he's 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 uh, how, how is he forty nine? Is he fifty? I don't remember how old he is, but oh, almost fifty. And yeah. he's and just into it now. He loves it. Yeah, he loves and it. And he got a bike, and I'm 
uh, Andy and him are neighbors, and they ride together, and yeah. Right. Oh, that's Sick. awesome. Yeah, uh, Kay told me the whole story. He sounds like a really cool guy, for sure. Oh, he's awesome, yeah. Why don't we yeah, get him hey, something? Does he need anything? Oh, man, he needs all sorts of stuff. But well, let's I mean, hook him up. Oh, jeez. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll work some of our show guys and, and get him dialed in with whatever he needs. So, mm. all right. Yeah. Thanks, uh, hey, thanks for hey, calling I was, in. Uh, oh. Hey, I wanted to throw something in there on the on the rocks and in the web thing there. From from the uh, from the peacock uh, we have for watching the race, um, the last few laps uh, definitely looked like uh, Kenny was struggling through that sand as well, which yeah. was killing his time. Yep, for sure. So he was. I think yep. I think as the season goes on, he he's, he tends to maybe wear down. I, I I have to think it's something to do with his arms. You think? All right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, definitely, he's had issues at the end of seasons, right? Yeah, he always has. At the end of seasons, end of the race, end of seasons, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, maybe so. so. Uh, thanks, Andy. It's grueling. Thanks All for right, calling. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Got some people on hold here as well. Um, something about uh, Roxon and Webb and uh, Fly. Uh, oh, yeah. Fly Mesh. Uh, fly Racing. Speaking of Fly Racing, uh, Fly Racing. Uh, Justin Brayton, Justin Bogle, Zach Osborne are out right now, but they wear fly racing. But Joey Savacci's there, and Jalique Swole's crushing it at fly racing. Mitchell Oldenburg as well getting the 450 main event. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, the guys at flyracing.com are doing great things, whether it's the Formula Helmet with Rion Technology, whether it's the Zone Pro goggle, whether it's the, uh, the, the F4 boots or the all-new light pant. They have you covered. Uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Go to your fa- uh, favorite dealer. Tell them you want to see Fly Racing or go to your favorite e-tailer and check out the folks uh, from Fly Racing and all the things that they got going. Uh, let's bring our Fly Racing specialist in. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just listening to the uh, the banter as usual. Uh, we have a question about the Fly Mesh. Let's get that out of the way. LJ, what's yeah. up, man? Let's talk to JT about that Fly gear you're talking about. Yeah, I was just wondering, um, is that when's that stuff coming out? I usually buy two or three sets a year. It is coming soon. Uh, I would love to tell you that I, I can guarantee it for Atlanta One. Uh, that that is the tentative plan, and that's not even really public info. But why not? Let's let's break it right here. The plan is to go live at Atlanta One. Um, the only thing I have to make sure is that dealers have it in their stores for that to happen. So it's going to be a last minute thing. But I, I'm. 99.9% sure that it's going to happen in Atlanta. Um, just, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news at all, but there's been some serious uh, port delays going on, and the entire industry's really been suffering from it, and we're no different. So uh, as soon as we can possibly get it into our warehouse and out to dealers, we're, we're going with it. Um, the racers all have their stuff built. Like, we're, we're really ready. We just want to make sure that we do it the right way. Cool. So, LJ, look for it a couple right. weeks, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Oh, he doesn't sound that excited. Uh, uh, JT was on the review show, Cade, and talking. He was at Dallas Three, and uh, he was talking a lot about the track. And you were talking at the start of the show about how fun that thing was. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it was right. really fun to ride. Did it? Did it look fun to watch, JT? I mean, the track. I mean, I, there was just so many options. It looked uh, a little bit intimidating. And remember, I've been retired for several years now. Um, so yeah, some of the sections like. To have to pull some of that stuff, I I was good at that stuff. Like I was I was good at jumping, better you know better than probably my results indicated. But man, some of that stuff like you would just have to man up like the three 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 and then three out of the corner like to do the biggest rhythms. 
it was no joke. So it did look fun, but at the same time, I was walking through my own emotional process of having to, to pull the trigger on that stuff too. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we've had so many tracks this year where everything just gets done first practice and then it's literally just like, second lap. Yeah, second lap. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. doing all the jumps and, you know, then it's just a speed fest and not there's nothing really that technical about it where this weekend you had to be super precise. There was a lot of options. You had to figure out which option was the best. Yep. And I feel like having to grow a set and just do some of the stuff you know, separated a lot of guys. This weekend they started lapping in the 450 main uh, like six or seven minutes in where uh, the week before where the track was fairly simple and we were all doing the same thing, I didn't get lapped till almost nine minutes to go. So, right. you know. I mean, honestly, as a fan, if I'm sitting there just, you know, pounding, you know, Miller Lights, it's awesome. But I was more trying to put myself in your guys' shoes, having to pull that stuff out. You know, 15 minutes in, you're still having to go, you know, tabletop over two and stuff like that. I'm all for it. I think it's better racing. I think it challenges you guys who are all so talented and your bikes are so capable. I'm all for it. I was just more trying to put myself back into my, you know, riding booth and have to walk through that. Um, but if, if I get to draw the tracks up every week, I'll take that every single time. I, it was kind of cool. The first 250 heat takes off. They go around. They go through the first rhythm, or they go do the first lap, and then they, the leaders come around, and they go 2-4. The whole crowd kind of like does like a gasp because you were going two table over 2-3, and it, you went so high, and it was such a big table over 2 compared to the rest of the ones we've had this year. And it was just it was fun to see the crowd get so like in awe of you know a jump that not everyone was doing but most guys were doing and it was just so big yep yeah i agree did you uh did you ever do that three out of the corner after that no i didn't in practice it was so ruddy and i was like i don't really want to pull the trigger on this i saw a ray do it a couple times uh in his practice um, but he never went on to the next table so i'm like if i can barely get it and then not do the next part it's not worth it so if i go two on off four that's yep. super consistent, and then I can stay low in the berm and kind of, you know, if you can stay super low in the berm and then get the double fast, it's you don't lose as much time as you think. Right, yeah, I, I, I could totally see that because I was watch, you know, I'd watch the, the 250 guys, and, you know, it, it looked pretty easy for, you know, Justin Cooper to kind of do it, but by the time you guys would get out there, not to mention, you know, forget about the, the BNC practices for the 450 class in practice. The track is completely gone by then. But even by the 450 heat races, that turn made it pretty challenging. That's why I can't understand the last two weeks. Bowers is asked to be in the C group because it's less guys, he told me. But it's like, dude. Yeah, but he like in the B practice, we can't do the rhythm most of the time yeah, anyways. Yeah, if you're not in A, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So, like, it was crazy how significantly better the track was for me when I was in A practice. Right. You know, I rode half of each time practice because I had bike issues, but I still you know, qualified fairly good, and I only rode half the practice. Yeah, I, to me, when I look at it, you know, those guys in the A practice are, are accelerating out of a corner like that so damn hard compared to where the B guys, they are, but it's, it's not the same, right? The, the deterioration from A to B is nothing compared, like, you know, the A to B is much more significant than B to C. Like, the B to C is almost irrelevant, where A to B is a, is a huge drop-off. I've asked multiple times if for free practice – the B guys could, B or C guys could go first. 
you know, like let the, let us, you know, go CBA for the 450s as well in the free practice because they don't do it because of the fans and stuff and because of TV. But why can't we go first for the free practice? You know what I mean? Let us learn the track when it's a little bit fresher then and then give them the fresher track when it matters. I mean, I've asked that. They've said no, but <laughs> I still think it's a good idea. Right. Um, JT, would have liked to have seen uh, Roxon get a little aggressive with Coop. Not really sure why he didn't. Well, it, you know, I agree with um, – you know, the, the McGrath pick that you were swooning over at uh, Arlington, too. You know, until Kenny forces Cooper to respect him or have any glimpse of fear whatsoever, why would he? You know, why would you ever check up or ever have any hesitation until you're forced to? He, he really has no reason to. You know, Kenny has been so nice and so patient with any sort of aggression from Cooper. And I don't know, at some point you just have to draw a line in the sand. And in the words of Jeffrey, the dude Lebowski, you just have to say this, this aggression will not stand. And yeah. you have to stand your ground and make a move back to where if you have the inside, Webb's not going to just commit to the outside where right now, I believe he will. I believe he will commit to the outside and just say, you know what, Kenny's not going to knock me down here. So I'm going to go for it. Yeah, And until you put some sort of fear there where he has to think a little bit about, I don't know, if this is Jason Anderson, I can't go outside because I'm going to end up on the ground, you know? And there's something to be said to that. Kenny just has to force the issue a little bit. And I know Kenny wants to be – he just wants to be courteous, and that's the way he's always raced. But when you have a guy like Cooper Webb who's willing to take advantage of that scenario, you almost can't be. Like, you're going to have to up the aggression level and fight back a little bit. It's amazing you didn't, absolutely. And now this thing feels – I'll start with you, Kate. I mean, look, anything can happen, a bike problem or a big crash from Cooper. But, dude, this thing feels – I mean, it's not out of there, you know. No, but, but – It's definitely getting there. It's getting stressful. I think everyone knows if Coop, if Kenny whole shots, Coop's coming. Yeah. And he's going to keep coming the whole race. He's yeah. not going to get tired. He's just going to keep plugging away. He doesn't make any mistakes, really. And it's Dude, crazy. Dallas, too, he crashes, probably has a concussion of some sort, comes back, sets a, sets a top three time in the next practice. This one gets knocked down in the heat by Sexton, can't do the whoops, struggling, comes back and wins. Yeah. Like the guy, and he's coming he's, on later tonight. It's an anim- he's an animal, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's, it's just nothing seems to phase him. And, like, when there's adversity, I feel like it just fuels the fire. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I might agree with that for sure. Well, and, and, again, you know, the thing about this for me is it gets tougher – I believe towards the end of the season, I think he gets tougher to make up points. So if you're Kenny, the job is going to get more difficult as we go towards Salt Lake because these guys are going to lose interest. You know, the, the days of everybody just sending it, trying to get a result, and if, if Cooper gets a bad start, these guys are going to start like, ah, it's the end of the year, and you just they just start losing their intensity a little bit where everything's going to be on the line for Cooper, and he's going to find his way to the front anyway. You know, it just seems to work out that way towards the end of the year. It's so difficult to right. make up big points gaps because of the, the waning interest of these guys. I mean, I'm almost wondering if we're seeing it now with these top four guys checking out the oh, last yeah, two weeks. Sure. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? It, it like, definitely it goes that way, right? It's, right, it's a always. It's yeah. a stair step that direction, and, and it's hard to say when you see it. Where, you know, I think everybody notices that at different times, but it steadily progresses as the season wears on. Right. JT, most improved – 
Supercross racer this year, Kay Clayson, Cody Shock, or AP? Uh, I think all three of them should be mentioned. That's, I mean, you're talking about different levels, right, AP? Yeah, yeah. The, the step he's got to make is, is so brutal. Um, but I think, you know, Cody, I didn't really expect anything. Watching him last year at Salt Lake was almost comical. You know, he was the butt end of many was, jokes. It comical. Come on. Well, he was he the still butt made a main. Joke. He still made a main in Salt Lake. Right. Yeah. But we were almost like counting down the seconds until he was going to be ghost riding his bike across the track yeah at some point you know so to see him running inside the top 10 is a huge move but then for Cade you know I, I think to be consistently qualifying in this class right now is no joke and it's it's uh it's a tribute to the hard work he's done and you can really see that dedication and that hard work playing out on Saturday nights and I guess Tuesday nights as well so um Wait. for myself I, I was pretty skeptical about him getting in oh yeah win. And I was, uh, I've been proven wrong. So when I'm wrong, I, I will own it. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Cade deserves a lot of credit. Deep sleeper, I called Cade. Well, you were a year early. Yeah, I was. Early. I was. Um, we actually, after DV finished yelling at Rutledge Wood, he admitted on the show last week that it was a, it was a deep field. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he finally oh, had wow. to say it. Yeah, it was, it, was, wow. it was a monumental moment. Here. Yeah, he's been very much on the other side of that. Right, right. Yeah, he actually said that. So and Actually, Denny Stevenson was uh, railing against that this weekend as well. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Debo. Our guy Debo. He's, he's tough to please. Um, <laughs> where was he? I, I, I never heard the jest. What do you mean? Denny Stevenson. Where was he when he disappeared? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Do we know? Do you hit JT? No, I don't think uh, anybody knows. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was anywhere good. Oh, right. Uh, fly racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out. If you're in the market, he never, JT never named a guy. He just broke down AP. Like he never actually said one person. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that's a solid podium though. Well, all three I of would, us. I would hate to discourage any of those guys because I think they've all killed it. Like, how do you even, it waffle, would just be waffle, like, where's the waffle? I, JT, I'm, I'm fueled by how much you, you, You'd think I suck, so you just got to keep no, shitting on me. No, honestly, okay, I'll, I'll go with the, the most unlikely. How about that? And for the most unlikely improvement, like the level, I would say Cody Shock. Okay. Uh, his his ride at Daytona, I was like, oh, my God, who who is that? Right, right. That yeah. was so cool. Yeah. His, did you guys see yeah. his wheelie video through the whoops? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so please check out Fly Racing for all the things going on there. Two weeks. Kinetic Mesh uh, could be out, we hope. Uh, for those guys, you'll see the riders uh, wearing it. And, uh, of course, Maxima USA, of course, the Pro Circuit Cowie team with McAdoo uh, and also Tomac and AC and all of the gang, Forkner and the gang, all using Maxima USA, whether it's 927, two-stroke stuff. It's the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. Whether it's the four-stroke engine oil with the new Peak system in it, uh, please check them out, MaximaUSA.com. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima USA. Uh, I love the SC1. It's fantastic. Chain lube, great. MPPL, great. So uh, thanks to the folks at Maxima USA. Great stuff as well. Great grease, too. The, can't overlook the grease. I've been using it to do the Project 500 bike. So thanks to Maxima USA. We do have the expert. Are you not done with that thing yet? Uh, There's a lot of pieces in the garage. It's uh, No, it's, it's re I've really been taking my time. I've been slacking. I am going to – I have big plans for this weekend. Like I will just, say those forks look oh, good. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but also I've had a lot of issues with it. I've had some issues going on and things that have been in and out. Lots of, lots of ins and outs to this thing. So I want to get a, I'm going to get a a 1992 uh, Peak Pro Circuit CR125 with the number one plates, the black number one plates with that McGrath had. Yeah, I'm going to have a replica built. Uh, Max's Max Stephens of Fly Racing fame is going to build it for me. I'm very excited. Oh, okay, good to hear. Um, actually, let's go to Andy. Andy, you want to talk about the Nets? Because I'll talk for an hour on the Nets, Andy. Yeah, it's Alex. But, oh, Alex, sorry. Um, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to see if you can get uh, Lucas Myrtle on the phone and talk about your net worth. I know, uh, right? Anything Absolutely. Hunter, anything Hunter Lawrence wins after this is thanks to you. I, look, I wasn't at the race, so they showed him. I heard the crowd go, oh, and then Hunter disappeared. The most amazing thing is, yeah, the Nets saved his life, and, and I, I am to be uh, uh, you know, paid off for that, and I need to get all the gratitude that I deserve. The most amazing thing is somehow he got off of the net, grabbed his bike, and still got fifth. <laughs> like, that to me was like, yeah. what? In the main event? Like, how do you get fifth from going into a net? He's lucky his bike didn't get stuck like Carnell's did. When yeah, was, like, totally. So I, Honestly, I, he's lucky that the net was there. He, he would have been, if not injured, I mean, it's for sure a DNS. There have been multiple times when I've had to jump something into a berm that the net is behind, and it's like, if I OJ it, just stay on my motorcycle and commit to hitting the net. Yeah, like bag it. Just grab onto just it. Just grab it. Right. I have thought thought about and, this. And when, hey, when Carnell was, was going over, I, I don't, we still don't even know what Carnell was thinking in that situation, but when he was leading and he, and he went, he sent it into there, like, that bike would have hit AP. Oh, it, we, oh, there was a bunch of us standing there. Right. We would have been done. Right. Steve, have you ever seen the video of the guy in Miami in the late 80s that missed the tried net? To, yes. 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 Bounced off the net. He he was a stunt a stunt rider. I don't forget yeah. his name now, but yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Butler brothers were in attendance and watched this. Oh, they were? Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Watched this man fall to his death. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, Alex, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I just want a little credit. JT and Weege don't think that they can pull Carmichael aside, you know, and get it done. I would like some, some public yeah. credit for this from somebody. You get lots of they public did, credit. Yeah, but from somebody important. They did give it a name oh. on the broadcast. I just can't remember it off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, it was the A-Star net like or the, something. I, I don't know. I, yeah. How about we get there more of them? Like, seriously, what's stopping them? How much are those things? A couple grand? God, you see corners every time that you're like, that could use a net. That could use a net. Yeah. You know, what, what's stopping them? How expensive can they be? Yeah, but there's not like this weekend. There weren't really that many necessary. But some weekends there are. Yeah. Well, there's two. We have two nets. Could be more. Uh, thanks, Andy. I don't think I don't think it's or a Alex. Cost of Alex, thank you. These, I, I know yeah. that you've been there, but the Feld facilities they can build anything. I mean, literally anything that you can dream they up, they can build. Build I've more al- nets. I've always wondered okay. why Feld like they have their monster truck test track there. Mm-hmm. Why they don't build a test track and have the Florida guys come and do shoots and test things there, you know? I've always thought that that, like, you could hire a privateer to come out and, like, test different obstacles and different cool shit that they could build us, you know? They've got the monster truck thing. Why not just have a little Supercross sections? I don't I don't know what they would feel the upside of that is for them. <sighs> I mean, cooler things. I, I know. I, I understand. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I know. Yeah. He likes to do that. Trust me. It's okay. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. It's time for the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Hey, you know who uses X-Brand goggles? Angry. Not angry. Chiz. Chiz uses X-Brand goggles. Not baby Chiz. Yeah, but the Chiz. X-Brand. Fast Freddy Norn. X-Brand. Uh, Josh Strang. X-Brand. I have, I have a question. Yep. Did I used to Did I used to Chiz? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't know. I don't know because... Um, yeah, I feel like you did. Like it, it also goes on qualifying times, right? So yep. that kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Most weekends, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, am I like, am I like Granddaddy Chiz? Don't you feel like you qualified inside the top twenty all the time? I feel like Nick uh, Way is Granddaddy Chiz. No, Nick Chiz, was no, he was too good. Yeah, that. he was too good. He was too good. For that. You can't be on the podium multiple times and be Chiz. Yeah, I feel like JT, you qualified pretty decent. I nah, I, I don't know. When Chiz was at his best, he was qualifying really well too. Yeah, true. Uh, X-Brand I goggles. Just, when I when I watched Chiz, Chiz was better than I was. Okay, I, I'm I'll go with that. But our our racing tactics are very similar. There's yeah. nothing exciting about right, it. Right. There's no one. No one's getting out of their seat. Yeah. But we just find a way into the main event every single time. Yeah. Peak Chiz is better than peak JT. I, yeah, I, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Chiz was was legit when he turned pro. In mm-hmm. 2000, I mean, he's number eleven. Yeah, 2002, yeah. 99, whenever. He oh, well, I would have been number 13, 14, 15, like multiple years. But our system sucks. Um. So thanks to X Brand goggles, of course. Choice of champions everywhere. Uh, the new Lucid goggle is out, and it is amazing. And uh, so please check that out. Uh, and go through the folks at Motorsport for a deal on X Brand goggles right now. EKS twenty is the code to save with X Brand. Save on the Lucid goggles. Save save on the other one. Uh, whatever it is, X Brand goggles will have you. Working well, seeing seeing clearly. It's the choice of champions everywhere. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? Uh, no. No. All right. Uh, I've seen some grilling stuff, like uh, barbecue stuff on YouTube with him, but I, that's about as close as I've gotten. All right. I have a Chris Moser in my phone. Not different different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark. Marks, let's do this. 30 seconds. Steve, if this was the best track of the season, dirt obviously isn't the issue, so who can improve the track designs? Well, they can Dirt works can. How about letting the Griders yeah. do it again? How about that? They have the ability. That's the whole thing. Like it's not like it's magic. They know what to do. Let's let Chad Reed build just design one so he'll shut up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad will <laughs> you know design the, the best thing job. is. Right. You know what the funny thing is though, when the Riders got to do it, he did in the two thousand eight. And he didn't even do it. Larry Brooks did it. All right. Next question. Cade, besides A Ray, who's a rider you owe one to and who's a rider that owes you one? Uh, lots of guys owe me one. Jeez, I like to run into people. I'm not very friendly. Um, I, Carnell owes me one because I screwed his fast lap this weekend. Um, man, I probably I still owe Gardner one. So that's a that's a fair square right there. And you're gonna go like a year later. You're gonna get him. It's back? gonna have to yeah, be yeah. now. 2022, Carlin <laughs> Gardner. He's coming for you. All right. 26, 26 seconds. Good job. Is Cade faster now than he's ever been? And if not, when was he the fastest? Yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, you know, ideally, you continue to improve your skills as you, and then you'll reach a breaking point where it's downhill from there. But yeah, this is the best Cade I've seen. Nah, eleven seconds. No, nah, nah. He, Cade was better. Uh, no way. Eighty. What? I'm closer to the factory times now than I was back then. Nah, you were better then. No, I, I test, bro. When? Yeah, no, no. Back, back. Uh, the the last year before he got 17? when he was jumping the pole and all that. When he was jump cutting the corner, jumping and, the pole. Yeah, yeah. JT doesn't remember my awesome last corner pass. No, that was great. 
Uh, oh yeah, where, where was that? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Was yeah, there was no yeah. pole, and that's why it was okay. Yeah, Cade was faster. You you are better now than you were then. Like you you are moving up and catching like Brandon Hartraft, who was a podium guy last year. Like you're, I I fully disagree. All right, next question. Steve, what is your proudest contribution to Supercross? The Nets. The Nets. I mean, nobody will give me credit. You know, just looking for a little credit. Time. A little public credit. Four seconds. Cade, how many bikes do you think A Ray has broken this year? Uh, four to five. I know four for sure. Uh, JT, we diagnosed A Ray's problem uh, right before you came on. He goes through thousand RPM. He goes through clutches. He overheats his bike and he goes through rear brakes. So he's doing all those things at once. I put my yeah. second clutch in right. this weekend. Yeah. My second clutch. Of the year. Of the year. Yes. And this was round 12. Right, right. Yep. He is on the brake, on the clutch, and on the gas. Yep. yep. He's like, uh, have you ever been to like a crappy go-kart place where they let you just hold both down wide, like hold the gas wide right. open and then you can brake while that's, that's what he does. Right. All right. JT, do you think Webb carries this momentum and dominance outdoors? That's a great question, actually. Uh, oh, wow. I will say, I will say, dominance. No, uh, I think he will be in the mix to win, but I, I don't think uh, I'll, I'll go on the record and say he is not your outdoor champion. Sixteen seconds. All right. No waffling there. Nope. I gave you a hard. No, answer. yeah, yeah. That's very surprising. Very good. Yep. Steve, how many riders do you think have gotten COVID this Supercross season? Well, A Ray got it. We know that. Um. Was there another guy? Yeah, but I mean, we're just not, uh, we're just not going to bring it up. Remember, we had this conversation earlier. Oh, but I mean, like officially. Officially, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Ray, of course. If there's anybody, it was going to be A Ray. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing that no one's tested positive. I gotta say, like rider wise, yeah. like big rider, like big time guys, or anybody. Yep. Every time I take my test, I'm like. I'm how, gonna I'm gonna test positive. How has Greco not tested positive? That dude's in the bar every night when he's at the races. <laughs> I'm not in the bar every night, but I still like am just waiting it's, to it's test It's very positive. stressful. Like when you show up on right, Friday and right. you're like the next yeah. two races are riding on me right. testing negative in the next ten minutes. Right. Very stressful. I'm, see, I don't have that worry at all. I'm just more worried about being stuck in a hotel for two weeks or whatever they make you do. Right. Hmm. All right. All right. Cade. Uh, what are you so obsessed with? Why? <laughs> see, uh, right, I'm gonna read it how it's written. What are you so obsessed with? What JT thinks about you, Abs? Who's the last media guy to write something that pissed you off? I think that's supposed to be and who's the, yeah yeah. Um, no, I just I don't. I mean, I don't, I like JT's opinion. Um, I think he's smart and has a good opinion. So that's why I think I disagree. I think highly of what he says. So when he says I suck, it kind of i feel like coop and it kind of fuels the fire um i got mad at davy uh right after i got suspended because he wrote some stuff in a magazine about me getting suspended that i did not find factual <laughs> um <laughs> that i did not find factual and it was not factual and uh it is what it is but did you um, talk to him about it no okay and uh but it is what it is Okay, just for my, it, it's definitely not personal, right? Like, no, we, I get it. I totally, you have to. And, and I, honestly, like, I will go the opposite way if you deserve it. You deserve it. Like, you're riding really, really well. 
So it, it's really hard, and Steve can attest to this. Like, no matter what you say, if it's anything but that guy's awesome, you're going to take heat for it. Like, there's just no, there's no other way around it. So, well, I mean, yeah. I ha there's plenty of people that say, oh, you're doing awesome. And that doesn't really help encourage me to get better. You know, yeah. I, you know I give my dad crap. But every week he calls me, he's like, great job. And I could have gotten last in the LCQ. And I'm just like furiated. And he's just telling me how good I did. And it's like, sometimes I just want to beat my head against the wall. And uh, like Julian, he goes, he, I'm all mad after practice one day. And he's like trying to talk to me. And I'm just pissed off sitting in the rig. And he's like, fine, you know what? Sit up here and be miserable and alone. And I did. <laughs> I remember so, now. Yeah. And That's what I wanted to be. Honestly, when I was riding like shit, I wanted to be up there alone, leave yeah. me alone. Give me a few minutes. I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. Well, we got one more. Okay. Uh, JT, where is Tomac's balls out sped, and do you think he will find it again, or is this the beginning of the end? Do you think he writes company emails like this? I, yeah, I think he does. <laughs> I think he does. Incredible. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm I'm a little curious to see where this goes for Tomac because there has been some sort of change that went on ever since we left Salt Lake City last June. So I don't know if it's the relief of a title finally or if it's the birth of his first child, but he's still great. But there, it is not the same Eli Tomac as we left Salt Lake with. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more curious and have more questions than answers at this point. The, uh, I, I wrote this. Uh, I think the, 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 this outdoor season's big for Tomac on which way he's yeah. going. Yep. And, and if he's just happy to be – Win once in a while and be in the mix, great. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's absolutely. incredible. But he yep. has not been dominant. Like he's not the same him. guy. No, he, he's not the same guy. There's like a, a half a percent or a one percent right. lesser th Eli Tomac than we're seeing now. I think everyone else is a little bit better too, though. I think I don't think you can totally attest. Everyone it. else is better. Well, I mean, like Coop and Kenny. I think they're. I think they both stepped up, dude. There's but no why way. Was, why was Tomac tired at some of the races this year? I've never in my life ever. Seen Eli Tomac tired, what? and I think you'll agree, Steve. He was freaking tired at Orlando. Yeah, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I've seen, I've said this a few times. It's but amazing. there's so many times where like Tomac is like charging through the pack, and if there's one moment of adversity, it's like it all just unravels. But I think that's mental, though. Like I literally saw for the first time in my life a physically tired, not where he's just falling apart, but he was not. He didn't want anything to do with moving forward at Orlando, and I've never seen that. And he, it was physical. Like, I could see his body just kind of dragging, and I, I've never seen that. Not in, you know, 10 years of watching Tomac race professionally have I ever seen that. So I, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, if he, if he did take some time off and maybe his effort level was a little lower this year, that's fine. He's earned that. But it is noticeable, I think. Uh, I, yeah. I see it and, and have seen it multiple times this season for the first time ever. Uh, let's get this phone call here. John for JT. John, go ahead. Jason Thomas is, this is on John the line. Tomac already? He's yeah, already yeah, called yeah, 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 it's John Tomac, right. Go ahead, John. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a question where do y'all think that Webb and Out and Baker have figured out how to way to get or to train to where they peak where, where Webb peaks midseason? What do you think, JT? Well, that's always been a big part of Alden's program is not peaking too early and making sure that, you know, you're rested. And they do a lot of blood testing and lactic acid testing to make sure that those things are going to happen. So do I think they figured out a way to do it? No, because I think that's been a big part of Alden's program for a long time, going back to, you know, Ricky, when Ricky first started with them. 
Uh, but I do think it's effective, and I think you see that play out year in and year out with all those guys. From what I hear from people who have left there, and you know, they're they have may, maybe access to grind or they have grudges or whatever it is. Some of them. From what I hear, there's no backing off, and that's an issue. Alden grinds these guys. There's no, hey, we're gonna peak here. Hey, we're gonna do less and then more. Like like it is 100% in November to September and the guys that have left there are like dude if you're not feeling it one day like he doesn't care like you're doing the whole bike ride yeah but but I think but I think the other side of that would be he's looking at the science behind it yeah 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 yeah. and saying okay well you don't you don't feel it you don't feel great today but your body scientifically is telling me you're fine so we're gonna we're gonna fight through this mentally and until you're until your body tells me that you need to rest, tough shit. But I'm just push harder, right? right. And right. I'm and I'm just saying for John, like there's no, it's balls out every time, all yeah. week. But that's his job. Well, his job is to push those dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I was paying somebody 150 grand a year, I'd expect him to be on my ass 22 hours a day. Right. Yeah. Yep. Then I would say, then I guess Webb Webb has just got the mental strength to yeah. push through that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, if, if you if you look over history and you basically accept the fact, and, and you have the talent, right? You have that's a big part of it. You have to have the talent and the bike and the program and all that. But if you have all those prerequisites and you just look at it and say, okay, I'm going to do whatever this guy tells me. And whether you're Zach Osborne last summer or in his 250 championships, or if you're Cooper Webb or if you're Ricky Carmichael, or if you're Ryan Belpoto, if you're Ryan Dungey, or you, just go down the list. If you're if you have all of the necessary ingredients, which those guys do, and you're willing to do what that guy tells you, things typically work out. Yeah. You know so, you know yeah. you're ready. You know yep. you're good. Yep. Yep. So, um, all right. Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Beth. All right. Before we go to the commercial, Darren, you want to talk about the Rutledge interview? Hey, Steve. Good evening. Yeah. I wanted to give you some feedback, and, and hopefully it'll have some – benefit for you. My wife and I were listening to the show last uh, Wednesday, and of course we always listen to your show. Love it. It's very exciting. I felt like Relich kind of got on a stream of consciousness there, and he just kept going on and on and on and on and on. Some of it was interesting. Some of it was very um, useful for us. And it, it got away from you a little bit. I, I kind of oh, like it, it got away from me. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> it did. Yeah, and, and it got away from DV for sure. Oh, yeah, and it got away from everybody. I, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And so, like, tonight's uh, show so far, it's been so good back and forth with all of your guests and the guys calling in and whatnot, and that's the way that we're used to seeing your show, and I, I love it when you when you guys run it that way. So I hope in the future to reflect back, and, and it was a bummer for Rutledge, bummer for DV, bummer for us all. And even in the industry, there was a whole lot of fallout from that. You're such a heavy hitter in the industry. I hope you really recognize that. I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, do you want me? Do you want me to just start yelling at Steve and just freak out so he loses his mind and we can really ramp this up? Yeah, I, I mean, I can do it. I can do it. Um, listen, uh, don't poke I, the bear. I didn't know that DV felt that way, and then I felt like both guys just weren't letting the other guy speak, right? And then I think I came in a couple times and I tried to defuse it, like talk about the floor is lava, you know, and then that didn't really work. So wait, I'm confused. Are you saying you enjoyed that aggressive debate? This is or, for Darren, right? Yeah. Online. And are you saying you enjoyed that aggressive debate or you enjoyed or you enjoy more like tonight where everyone's kind of getting their turn to voice their opinion consciously? 
Yeah, I did not enjoy that aggressive debate. It was terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. You know, I love, the, I love a good hostile takeover every once in a while. Uh, I, I don't know, Darren. I, I lost control. I, I did. I was like, uh, you know, Jerry Springer yeah. when, when they start throwing the chairs and that the bald guy's got to step in? <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, oh, Steve, 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 we were feeling yeah. for you so much right. here in my house, and we were wondering how how long it was going to go on that way, and we just felt bad for you. I felt bad for Rutledge because imagine that he doesn't know yeah. this guy, he doesn't know me, he's never met me. I send him a, a, an email and say, "Hey, I'm Steve Mathis. I have this internet radio show, and love you to come on and talk about you know your gig and your stuff you do at Netflix and the stuff with NASCAR." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And then he comes on, and then this French guy. <laughs> Just starts yelling at him and says, "I go to the bathroom when you come on," and, and and then and then the guy says, "I've never heard of you." Rutledge is like, "I've never heard of you," and that gets the DV even matter. And fuck, yeah, Darren. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that right it, that that was that was rough for sure. I can appreciate the spot that you were in, and I can appreciate these two guys. Yeah, honestly, kind of, I want to have a clash. Yeah, I wanted to stop it earlier. Marks wouldn't let me. Marks is wanted to let keep it going. So I absolutely, do I couldn't do anything. Um, Rain marks in there a little bit. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Darren. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you for listening. All right, Steve. Thanks right. a million, buddy. Bye-bye. Uh, fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thanks, JT. Appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your two weeks off, and uh, we're, 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 uh, we're off next week, but then we're going to do a show the week after that. So uh, thanks, All right, for, guys. All right. Great job this year, kid. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right thank man. you. Yeah. Uh, Jason, Jason Thomas, making peace with Cade Clayson before he goes. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the uh, – the beef him and I had. It was good. I'm gonna keep I'm just gonna hope that he keeps shitting on me on the There's fantasy pod and listen, then I can just keep using that I, to I I uh I, I would say this I'm I'm not wanna make this sound like I'm talking shit on JT because I just hung up with him. I would have said this on the line. He's got his like look, I really feel like Adam Cincerillo, Zach Osborne are my guys. I talk to him a lot. But you're I, not afraid to shit on him. I am not afraid to shit on him. With 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 uh, with um, in a wow. non-literal term, wow. right? JT, it plays the sides. He's got his guys, and he's got his guys that he doesn't like. Not you. I'm not putting you in this conversation. And he's very, you know, I was on that side. Yeah, and and I and I just feel like I just call it like I see it. And he's got fly stuff, and he wants to pr- protect that end of things, and he wants to do the VIP stuff, and he he's got felled guys, and he you know he wants to make them happy and MXGP. He does stuff with MXGP TV, so he's got to watch that. I don't care about any of that. I'm DGAF. I just call it like I see it. Not, I'm not always right. Uh, obviously, I've, I've made plenty, yeah. plenty of mistakes. I feel like once JT, once you're here or here with JT on either side, that's it. You know what I mean? And, and then he just works that way. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, anyways, let's go to commercial break here. Uh, Kay Clayson brought to you by Decal Works with the motorsport.com guys, Fly Racing. Nick Way's coming up. Cooper Webb's coming up. Jeff Ward's coming up. Race Deck Rant's coming up. Motorsport.com Tweet of Talent's coming up. We've got a lot of things coming up. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. Everyone love everybody. He's just in my ass. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. 
Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. 
We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. 
Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mesh Show presented by Decal Works and Motorsport.com. Fly Racing. Cade Clayson in studio, privateer hero. Cade, uh, I want you to know that you gave me some of your merch uh, last race. I saw you at, and I wore the short shirt all day yesterday and was thinking at some point, like, hey, maybe I should take this off and wear it for the show tomorrow night when Kate is here. Uh, and then the Augie Doggy jumped on me at one point, and then that was it for the shirt. So I plan to wear your shirt tonight, in, in you know, kind of like in uh, in honor of you being here. But it didn't quite work out. It's okay. But how's it going with the merch? Good. I think uh, I think it's doing really well. I think the guy who helped me do it is pretty stoked on it. So yeah, I'm happy. I think we're gonna do some hats pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I think. Where do I people go to get to, to go buy some? The links in my bio. My bio. I think it's uh, privateerrideco.com/slash Kate Clayson. Okay. Uh, I don't even remember the URL. I'll just throw it in the bio, and it's easy. All right. Fair so, enough. Or uh, privateer, P-R-V-T-R, rideshop.com. It's confusing. It's in my bio. Everyone knows how so It's a good works. quality shirt you gave me. It's got a cool logo on it. I'm yeah. not stoked with Clayson 280 on the back of it. No? No. See, that's what the guy who helped me, he, was, he wanted to do one-sided stuff, like just the right. front. And I, I, I don't know. I just didn't really love the single-sided stuff. So we did okay. half and half. Right. Some of it's single-sided. Right. Some of it's Listen, not. Listen, I love I, the, the, the front. It's cool. It's a cool design. It yeah. looks good. And the shirt was a high-quality shirt. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for all that. Also, I want to thank the folks at Michelin, whether it's the E-Wild the mountain bike tires that you had on your bike today. I don't know. Or uh, the V-Twin Rider, the Commander 3 Cruiser. For the sport bike guys, they got the Michelin Power 5 tire. They got the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire as well. Uh, they also um, uh, help out and support the GNCC series. The Michelin guys do yeah. this year. So they are the official tire of GNCC, and they have support, and they have a contingency program and everything. So if you race GNCC, please go over to the Michelin rig and tell them you know Randy. Tell them Randy said you could have a free tire. And uh, yeah, they probably so won't give it to you. They won't give it to you, but just you know, anyways, it's always worth a shot. Just get Randy in trouble back at the office. And uh, so, motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information. Go to at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook as well. The Starcross Five, of course, uh, work great uh, off-road tires. So I just uh, saw on Twitter the other day somebody asked me for that. So thank you to um, Michelin for coming on board the show. And uh, again. If you have a, a small bike, a big bike, an off-road bike, an on-road bike, a pedal bike, Michelin makes a tire for it. So thank you to Michelin for coming on board. MotorcycleEnergyJobs.com, job of the week. Blue Crew, Yamaha, an ATV side-by-side product planner. Full-time job in Marietta, Georgia. I've been to their headquarters in Georgia there. Full-time job. They've got an excellent opportunity for an ATV side-by-side product planner. To join the motorsports team in Marietta, Georgia, this position will provide direction for the development of color and graphics and maintain a cohesive model lineup for all ATV and side-by-side models. That sounds like a really important job. Yeah. Like big time. Not something I could do. Probably not me either. But it's a full-time job. It's an engineering, manufacturing, production, product design, product development, that kind of stuff. If you want to learn more about this job, go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Search for the Yamaha category. Or if you want to upload your resume for free today and have somebody uh, uh, you know, uh, check you out, or if you need somebody and you're in the industry, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please go there. Check it out. Let's get Nick away on the line if we can. Can you go on there and like just upload like your resume and things that you've done and people can search you? Yes, people can find you. On there, yeah, it's really good. If you want. and like we said, like look, not everybody can get started, like being you know basically the head of Pulp MX, like Travis Marks, you know. Well, like a guy well, actually Swizz, Swizz the head. Yeah, I'm kind of the butt, I would say. So, so I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you and Swizz, 
like in a Russell Crowe gladiator, fight it out for my love. And I'll go like thumbs up or thumbs down. So Uh-oh. I'd like to see that. Oh, Swiss can have it. Okay. <laughs> so back to the point. Not everybody can be Travis Marks right away and be running Pulp MX. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, I was wondering because like a guy dropped in my DMs. I'm sorry, Tits. About being a truck driver for a team. Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't you just upload your thing saying you want to drive a truck for? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if um, if people can 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 do that for for. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, I don't know if race teams advertise on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. But if they do, it's on there. But if you want to get started in the industry, it's a great place to go. Sure. And and just what my whole point was is uh, you may not get a job right away to be the you know gear guy at, at uh, Fly Racing, but you can start somewhere at WPS and work your way up. That's the point I was trying to get at. Got it. Okay. Nick Way coming up here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by uh, – Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Of course, Kay Clayson's here to talk about Dallas 3. And all that happened there. I want to, we got the Race Tech rant coming up. Do you have one? Do we, uh, do we not, have? I'm not ready. I haven't decided which one. No, I no, no. But are you, you I'm working you're on loading it. on one? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's get to our next guest of the night. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, uh, the star racing guys, and, and Justin Cooper, and James Stewart, and Chad Reed in the past, they all use Vortex Racing sprockets. Uh, email Kyle at VortexRacing.com to get a deal on a sprocket or a set of bars. The V3 bar is 29% stronger than the competition. They put years of R&D and testing into these bars. They've got the sprockets as well. Like I said, the star Yamaha guys are running all the sprockets all the colors uh they've got uh, oversized bars they got the seven eights bar and uh lots of things at vortex racing they've been with us for a long time so email kyle at vortexracing.com to get a deal bringing you our next guest on the show he's a friend of the show of course former factory rider former top privateer he's done it all it's nick way what's up buddy what's happening steve Kay clayson is here with me he's a lot better than he was nick he definitely, he's definitely been riding pretty well for sure. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been watching. Yeah, yeah. I was. We were debating on whose clean out was worse: you cleaning me out back in the day in New York, or A Ray running me off the track. Which one? Which one was worse? And <laughs> the hostility is still towards Nick, but right. we, we've crushed right. the beef. Yeah. Well, which from this weekend? Yeah, it wasn't. Everyone's like saying how bad it was, and I'm like, man, the one Nick Way cleaned me out. It was way worse. Yeah, you were swerving me. Yeah, I was swerving. There was a lot of. There was a lot of. Look at. Uh, but that was a bad one. I apologize. Uh, it's no, okay. listen, it's the LCQ, man. That was for yeah, the spot. Yeah, was, I was. I was forty feet into the start straight, upside down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it when guys like, like Nick back in the day that year, or other factory guys are in the LCQ, and you can kind of see them be like, "Oh shit!" Like, I'm not gonna make this. And you guys, Nick, guys at your level, like when you need to, you can really lay it down to catch the privateer guys. <laughs> yeah, there was too many times that I had to get in the last chance and get a little sketchy. Our, my knee still, my knee is still sore from one time I, and I think it was, oh three at the first race. Yeah. And my my bike blew up in the heat race in the last chance. And I don't know one of the one of the races it was like super tight. And then the, the Yamaha guys helped to get my bike back going. And it was stock for the last chance. And I had like the very last gate pick. Oh yeah. And then I ran into I ran into the side of Voss after the over under, and my knee like my knee's still not the same. <laughs> Dude, it's got to be like like if you, like you're sitting on the line, and you know whether you're a factory Suzuki. I don't know if you raced any that year or Mach One or. 
you know any of your any of your, your your teams where you're the number one guy or, or you know one of the highly paid guys, and you're on the line for an LCQ. I mean, Dino's done four of them this year, I think. Does, ju- does Scuba come down and stand in the tower for? Uh, yeah, for the LCQ? yeah, they do, they do, they do. Um, but you sit on the line, Nick, and you're just like shit, right? Like, I mean, it's it's so much pressure. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you definitely take. Kate knows you take inventory on who's in there, and then right. who you want to stay away. Who you want to stay away from? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Uh, how was Texas uh, amateur racing? How was that? Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I went to. Uh, I guess this is the first time I went to the underground event that Moto Playground puts on, which is the week before Freestone. Oh, okay. I didn't know anything about that. All right. Yeah, so it's like, it, it, I guess Regals owned it originally, so that's where he rode and trained mm-hmm. when he was first turn pro. And uh, now Regal, somebody else owns it, but Regal trains a bunch of kids out of there. But the track is, I don't know, it's I guess Randy Poulter owned it second, which he does most of the tr- the track preps for the Nationals, and I think he built the Supercross track at Daytona, so he's a pretty good track builder. So yep. the, track, the track layout's pretty cool. It's kind of like a facility-type deal where, you know, all the jumps are, like, elevated and, kind of taller but the dirt itself is pretty sandy so i my little dude that showed me a bunch of youtube videos of it so i was like well i really it's not ideal for me to be spending this much time away from home but we're going to texas for one anyways and then i'm going to go to the race saturday with cameron right um plus like the track the track turned out to be like super good experience for them because my little dudes you know like we live in california right so it it rained and it was what was considered really muddy for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California kids <laughs> so, are like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it was cool. And one, one, the one day I missed, I because I mean I don't know. It's to me, it's like my kids eight and eleven, so right. it's not like that big a deal. As long as they can be safe and learn something, that's all yep. I'm cool with. Really. Right, right. I mean, obviously, I, I want them to do their best, but so I, I didn't go. I don't think I think I went to the race on Saturday with Cameron the first. One. So, like, all day I was at the race with Cameron, and um, Mom was, Nicole, handled, yeah. Nicole handled it. But, like, so Vince, Vincent's sponsored by Husqvarna now, so Nathan helps us a bunch, Nathan Ramsey. Yep. He's, like, the team manager. So mm-hmm. he was, like, helping on the gate and whatever. And then Wyndham happened to be there, too. I guess he he helps some kids that ride a 60 and 80. They, he must have a bunch of kids at his place oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right. That's cool. So he was there. And then they were, like, you know, all working on the gate, and then Vincent didn't get a very good start. And then the next day, they're sweating me about my start technique. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, basically, like, don't worry about what I'm doing, idiots. <laughs> uh, so, and then, and then, then he started 13th with their help, and then all three whole shot, all three motors that I was there for, they I, he whole shot, and and they were Wyndham's like, yeah, I mean, f us, what do we know? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny that like you, Wyndham, Nate, Timmy. You guys are just all there now at these races looking at each other going, yep, here we are. Yeah, dude, I, I, I was parked 15 feet from Timmy, and I said probably five words to him because we were both so busy washing bikes and yes. working on them. Right, exactly. Literally, we parked next to each other, and I literally said, like, I don't know, seven cents until. Right, right. Yeah, dude, it's it's gnarly. You guys are deep. You guys are deep in. Does Vince need X-Brand or Fly? Do you want to ask him? you want to check it out? I, I, I mean, yeah. I feel like you've already been grilling him. I have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do a sticker deal with him, but his terms were were, were crazy. He he I'm wanted. Sure I jumped. I'm sure. I'm sure I jumped in there. He wanted. Vince wanted a, a twenty bucks a position or something. At some rate, I'm like, no, I'm not paying you that much. Like, 
What does that mean? <laughs> 20 bucks for every guy he beats. Oh, that's a great He doesn't idea. know what that means. He I don't know what that means either. I'm like, yeah, bro, that's that's too much. That's that's I'm not doing a contingency deal. That's way too much. Especially for so, how many classes he probably right, races. right. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it's crazy the uh, the stuff you're doing, and 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 then Freestone was after that, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, then I went. It was so I went to the race with Cameron Saturday, and the boys raced Sunday, which it downpoured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then practice was Monday at Freestone, so I. Packed all the stuff. Went, oh, I was obviously up late. Mm. Drove back. Yeah. After being at the Supercross, went back, got the stuff ready early the next morning for the next day, and then they raced and then packed all this, washed up, Ugh. packed this stuff up, went to Freestone, did the same, signed them up, whatever, and then yeah. practice was again mon- Monday. Yeah. I signed Vin- I signed Vincent up for four classes at this underground one and five at Freestone. <laughs> okay. So Operation Toughen Up is a go. <laughs> Just bikes everywhere, stock bike, mod bikes, um, limited bikes, just stock, everything. Yeah, stock bike, mod bikes. He he rode a sixty. All of your oh, favorite yeah. guys, Steve, are just turning into amateur dads, and yeah. now you have to be a fan of amateur racing. No, Timmy. Timmy's like, hey man, all the amateur people hate you. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, it's cool. <laughs> that's what that's what Timmy told me. I'm like, all right. Oh, Except well. Hymus's dad. Yeah, yeah. Hymus is Hymus is cool. Mumford was cool when he was amateur. So yeah, I'm working on him. High desk guys, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So, so did you go to Tuesday's race? Well, the I went Tuesday, but not until the night show. Oh, not for the night show. Okay, God, dude. Yeah, yeah you like, put some miles on. You put some hours in. Jesus. So it's like only Donovan two hours. raced. Donovan raced at like four forty-five. Okay. Like it was like pretty late in the evening. Yep. And then I packed. I had like pretty much everything ready for the next morning as before I left, and then drove up, and then I got there. Just before the heat race, I guess. Oh, jeez. Uh, is, yeah. Do- is Donovan getting into it? Is he getting more into it? Is, is oh, he- yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. He's a, he's a, he's a little bit of a problem. Because like, <laughs> he's usually like he's that guy that is just like, you know, chasing butterflies out there. But right. his, his older brother's always giving him a hard time. So then now he's like half reckless because he's like, he's not really ready to be going as fast <laughs> as he thinks he wants to. <laughs> And then Nicole told him to give him a hundred bucks if he hole shot. And then like Freestone's first corner is a little bit dicey. Yeah. And he he got closed off. Didn't let it. Didn't let off. Went straight. Oh no way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! What a night. I'm like, please. I'm like, please, no. Right. I heard. Uh, I heard Levi Kitchen was a big star uh, there. Really impressive. I don't know. This is what yeah. I heard, Nick. I mean, I don't really know, but. Yeah, I mean he rode well. Okay, all sure. right, all right. Don't, see, don't, seems, don't sound like, so thrilled on him, but I heard Hymas well, was good he, too, though. Yeah, yeah, Hymas. Although all those guys are pretty good, but Hymas had like Hymas doesn't start great. The Kitchen kid starts well, mm-hmm. but then even if Kitchen didn't hole shot, he would get to the lead quickly. But some of the times, that, like in the morning, they would ride it. I think they ride it like ten and one. But yeah. at ten, it was like pretty flat for a a class still. Right. And so he could still make a gap even when the track was flat, which was kind of impressive because, you know, obviously yeah. there's not a lot of separation there. Right. Um, do you have any desire for yourself to race any of these vet classes and get in there? Any any desire? Uh, uh, I really I really would like to ride more. I got a new bike. It's been like a month since I've ridden at all. Okay. So I, when I, this week I'm going to definitely ride at least once this week. Oh, you're back. Coming back. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. Race right, 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 right. But do you want to race? But, I mean, could you do? Could you go to Loretta's? Do you see this happening for yourself? 
Well, I have to ride 25 plus now because like 40 plus is sportsman or something. Oh, now. I, oh I heard all about it. There's there's a there's a co-host of mine that's very upset. He's not going to get to run the number one plate. Yeah, very angry. So, isn't there a 25 plus A and a 25 plus? I don't know. I think there's just 25 plus. Don't ask me. Yeah, I'm out. But but, but I think I think I I think Alessi's racing this year. I know Kiefer was kicked out. I know that because he got one point in one main event. A main event. Yeah, if you get make a main or score, if you score a national point, you're booted. Yeah, but that at, at the at that time, if he got a Supercross point in one twenty five, that wasn't a national point. Mm, it still counts main event, whatever. Well, still, that's what. Well, that, you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah, that, yeah, back for sure. Then it didn't count towards your national number. So, oh, I know. He, he, he could argue it, I guess. I guess maybe he should get on Coombs on the line and start yelling at him. Yeah. But uh. Uh, yeah, he's he's you know that one main event that was a highlight for him, you know, when he was a kid, screwing him over thirty years later. <laughs> I remember, I remember the heat race because he was leading. Yeah, he was. He had a big bore then. Um, that was and a big I bore. was like, who? I was like, who is this dude? And then, <laughs> and then he had a Cherby's gear or something yes, on. Yep, I, yep. I could tell he was like some sort of test rider for KTM. And then at the time, Brock Sellers would show up to the U.S. Open or whatever with that two hundred. Yep. And then instantly my brain went, yeah, he's probably got that 200 toner with the 125 pipe. <laughs> no, that was different because um, I was at some... – I know, but yeah, that yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I thought. Right. I was at uh, KTM when Sellers raced that 200 at the, at the U.S. Open. I, we, we did some work on that. So, anyways. Um, yeah, that didn't really work out too well. Nick Way on the show brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com to, uh, to save with that those guys. So, um, hey, uh, McAdoo, obviously uh, you're working with him and – you know, look, he had a steady race. I was I wasn't at Dallas three, uh, but I was watching it, and he would. It looked like him and Cooper were pretty much the same. Uh, Cooper maybe a little quicker, but I mean, still a good race, a runner up spot, second in the points, all of that stuff. You got to be stoked. Yeah, I mean, he's been riding really well. He's obviously made a, a lot of uh, improvement. Uh, I think certainly in the Tuesday race, he panicked once he crashed. Yes, and then. Um, you know, maybe I, I don't necessarily feel it was just to get three points taken away, but certainly he had, uh, you know, at least a point for yep. skipping the turn and such. But I think he obviously rode really well then, and I, I think in his mind that he thought that if he, you know, if he could have made some passes, that win was his. Mm-hmm. And then obviously getting docked didn't, you know, he was a little, maybe a little embarrassed there. So he was, I felt like this weekend maybe he was thinking a little bit too much about, Okay. You know, not feeling great about how Tuesday went. He could have been a, maybe a little bit more offensive with how he was riding. Right. Maybe closed the gap on Cooper. Yep. But Cooper was riding really well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, – I mean, I just feel like, you know, ram it and, and, and send it and we we make all these jokes about him and, you know, he's he's given us some great entertainment. He looks just solid this year. I mean, I, I'll ignore the fact of OJing the triple in the first untimed at Dallas 2. And then jumping onto the elevated lane because he couldn't make the turn. I'll block that out of my mind. He did that. Yeah, he went. <clears throat> what's a what's a triple? Sixty-seven feet. Sixty-five uh, feet. Sixty-five, I think. He went. That seven, triple was small though. He went seventy-five. Couldn't make the turn and just bounced and pinned it and went right up on top of that elevated turn. It was great. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'll take that out of my mind. He looks like a different guy though, Nick. He looks calm. He looks steady. He looks like a championship guy. Where if he's in seventh. He just picks them off, right? He just picks them off. Their fitness is there. He just looks like a confident rider this year. 
Well, I mean, he's definitely made a lot of gains. Um, but back, going back to Dallas, just, with it being so slippery, you have to be pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it was another like a little struggle for him on him wanting to try hard and he, you know he did, he lost a tiny bit of time here and there a little bit with lappers a little bit with like being too aggressive with the throttle and the slick conditions and yep. for him yeah I was I was proud of how he rode because that those conditions certainly do not you know favor him so I, I think that with uh, I, I expect Atlanta to be better you know, whether yeah, it, yeah it just yeah. it's gonna have more grip for sure whether whether it rains or it doesn't i feel like it's a track and have more grip which will allow him to be a little bit more aggressive and so yeah i, I think he's in a good spot what'd you make of uh a ray on cade in the lcq there getting that last spot and then a ray taunting cade i don't really know i don't really have i don't really know the backstory just the backstory of these two guys hitting each other over and over well I'm, well i mean certainly like Cade tried to cover the inside, and A Ray went in. So I mean, it's, it's, it's the next to last turn. So oh, I, yeah. I, both of both of them would expect that. I think there. Yeah, See, Nick gets it. No, yeah. All these yeah. softies on social media <laughs> claiming it was dirty, claiming something else. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do anything yeah. anymore without upsetting the people on social media, though. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do either way. Yeah. Um, AC gonna be back in Atlanta, you think, or are we sitting it out till uh, till Moto Motocross? Well, we're gonna see how it feels. Yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll be back. He's gonna do a partial riding schedule this week because it's been uh, he's got cleared from the doc. He's gonna go get X-rays to confirm. But right, um, yeah, I plan to to ride this week and then see how he feels from there. We'll we'll evaluate and see what the team thinks. And mm-hmm. I, I expect him to come to California here shortly so we can get to work. Do you have a preference for yourself? Like if it was you. Or, or advice for him? Obviously, like you said, the team is involved in all this, and, and you guys are as well. Do you have a preference on what you'd like to see? Uh, certainly the goal is to be a championship contender next year. So the more, in my personal opinion, the yep. more experience he can get, the better. Yep. Um, but that being said, I, I do think he's an honest-to-goodness championship contender outdoors as well mm-hmm. this year. Right. Um, so there's arguments either way, but certainly if, if he can, if we can get him to where he's comfortable and, uh, his fitness is good enough to do 20 plus one, uh, without stretching the yeah. distance or put himself at risk, then I feel like maybe he should get out there. But if, if, uh, you know, if he can't, or he doesn't, if we don't feel like he's capable of reaching his goals, which would be winning. Yeah. Then, then we need to take our time to be 100% ready because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go out there and put yourself at risk if you're not ready. No, no. 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Nick Way. Give us a call on the Pulp and Mech Show here. Yeah, Cade, I mean, for me, like, if you put him out there and he's not quite ready to go 20 plus 1, that's okay in my opinion because you're – this is all – burnt. This you're all learning. You're learning, you're learning, you're learning. Yeah, but the way I look okay. at it is – What's the flip side? I'm thinking, you know, I think he can win outdoors. Right. You know, he can win multiple motos. He was there last year. If he can just get a little extra prep time, make sure. I, I don't really remember what the extent of, like, his groin or whatever was bothering him in mm-hmm. his leg or something. As long as that's better and his collarbone's better, you know, if you can get two extra weeks of outdoor testing with the team and be at home and be totally fresh and, you know, a few steps ahead of those guys come right. the first outdoor race, you know, you win the first outdoor race. That's a lot of confidence for the rest of the season. Where if you come out, yeah. you suck. <laughs> we do have an extra week in there before the outdoors. 
two extra weeks, I think, from normal, right, Nick? Oh, yeah, three? yeah. yeah. So definitely, there's definitely more, uh, a fair bit more prep time. Right. First to the 29th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what I mean? So I don't – both sides, Nick. Uh, yeah, both, I see both sides. Yeah, yeah, to- yep, yep. totally. But just the last thing we want to do is put them at risk. So we're definitely not going to do anything that right. doesn't make sense. Nick, do you do you do all their off-the-bike stuff for Cam and, and Adam, or do they have somebody else that does that, or do they do it themselves? No, I do all that stuff too. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm, it just, I mean, I started, when I first started helping Adam, I was just coaching him and he had, um, help with training through another guy. And then it just, it's just, I, I, yeah, I kind of need to be like for me to help as much as I can, I need to be like one stop shop where I'm kind of in control of it all to really get the most out of it. And so I think this is the third year. Yeah. So do that all at 19 20 and then this year i did all of adam's stuff and then obviously worked with cameron last year and this year which i knew that you know it was going to take probably like two years to get cameron to where i, I saw you know he was going to be able to be a contender for race wins and things like that so yeah he's coming along nice how how much do you have to hold cameron back on the bicycle because that dude just loves to hammer uh yeah, I mean, he definitely he definitely likes to try hard for sure. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're we're getting like some pretty quality riding in, so he's not super amped on like just hammering down riding bicycles. He, he, there's just we're, he, he's using a lot more energy at the track than he used to. Right, right. Dude, our club days, like if he was coming on our road bike ride, we knew it was just going to be like an extra two miles an hour the whole time because <laughs> hammer time Cameron yeah, just was... would freaking pound but, out. But you got to work smarter, not harder, right, Nick? Right? Exactly. There's, there's a little well, bit of that involved. Yeah, I mean, he, we definitely still we, we he still I mean, yeah, he's a lot. It's a, there's a lot of arguing on bicycle rides now between Adam and Cameron. <laughs> talk, talk about where are you going? Cam, Cam's hitting all the hills. Well, he's hitting the bigger, yeah. the biggest hills he can Listen, find. Listen, bring him up here. I'll put him through a, the t- an e-bike grind torture test. We'll get a base going of where they're at. Right? You know how you got to take that 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 concussion test at the beginning of the year, Nick, as a racer. Mm-hmm. Well, you bring him up here. I'll put him through the paces. You're- of an e-bike you're ride, gonna give the, you're going to give them the baseline, and then yeah, then we go baseline, and then we'll we'll go halfway through the you come, you bring them back up, we'll we'll see how they are on the baseline. Make sure they're peaking mid-season. Yes, on a but bring the e-bikes. It's only e-bikes. We don't ride regular bikes here. So, um, uh, hey, how much? I did, listen, okay. I did listen to your last show with DV, dude. You made me laugh, dude. So you were teammates with DV, and so you and you know I was on his team, and we know him. That is DV, well, no, isn't I, it? I, I've, well, well, I've gone through like not knowing DV and being like, "Wow, this dude's too much." <laughs> so like him being him being on the MDK team with me when he was like, you know, at the end of his career, where he definitely wasn't as as intense as he was at the beginning, right? And then his uh, his wife and my wife are friends, so like we we've known them for a long time. Yeah, or his ex wife. Yep. we've known them for a long time, and and and. It started off as like me being like, "Wow, this dude is a lot," right? <laughs> but now, like, I really, I genuinely like respect. I re- I respect him a lot. Yes. And uh, but yeah, he but he is a crazy talker. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's unbelievable. Poor Rutledge Wood. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But no, Rutledge Wood. It made it made me feel like Rutledge Wood offended DV when he had <laughs> yeah. the comment about the affliction shirt. Yes. Like DV was, yes. like DV was wearing one at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me. It, it went off the handle, and I was just like, what's going on here? Why is DV so upset? 
And then it went into, hey, listen, I go to the bathroom when you come on the TV. It's like, okay, we didn't <laughs> yeah, need to do that. We didn't need to say Rutledge, that. Rutledge got him when he said, "Would do you ever... Do you ever even cross your mind that you could be wrong? <laughs> he was right. Right then, DV was like, I "Can't argue with this guy." Right, I'm, right. I'm out. I'm uh, out. Oh, <laughs> trust me, it was. Uh, I yeah, it went sideways, and I was like, I actually talked to Rutledge the next day, and uh, and we we talked it over a little bit, and he was cool with it, but I was like. Hey, dude, I just want to let you know that that wasn't like an ambush where I had this like French guy. Well, and then Rutledge's like, I've never heard of you. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because like we both know him enough to where like stuff he would say triggered DV. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because DV hit it with the, I'm the most qualified guy to even say anything. Yeah, I like, know. Oh. I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was it was fantastic. It was great to have him in here. Our, our listeners, uh, they love him. They loved him. Like, they just thought it was great, so... Well, um, really, we needed. We just need someone to trigger him somehow, and he's, we're running out of options. Well, ev- evidently, Rutledge, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you with RV. Like you know how to trigger RV. You know the buttons. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like DV now is like in his life at this point. He's like super aware of the fact that people get him to say what he d- shouldn't say, so he's like watches what he says. But yeah. he just couldn't with that guy. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah. How much of your job is just to keep Chris Betts like just? away from Adam and just calm and all of that. <laughs> Speaking of guys on our show, we have bets on every once in a while for an update. He's he's a hype man. It's great. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They, unless they talk more often than I think they do. I don't, I don't necessarily know if they're in communication that often. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I want you to know that Betts has Adams back at all times. Oh no! Oh, I know that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, assholes get the fuck. Oh, yeah, he's a super good dude. Oh, awesome! Guy. I, I love his I love his enthusiasm for the sport. Oh, it's, it's it's next level. It's it's unfortunate he's in training camp, spring training right now, for uh, for yeah. baseball because I feel like he'd be he'd be on this, you know. So, um, yeah, oh, 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 I'm hoping the best for him. It'd be cool to see him, see him yeah. move up to the big leagues. Oh, yeah, no, we're already we're if we make the big leagues, we're going. His uh his team this year though it, it's something. What's his what nickname of his minor league team this year? The Potato Chips or something? It was like, the Potato his, Chips. His, his minor league team is nicknamed the Potato Chips or something. Oh, let me look it up here. It, it's it's amazing. So we're 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 planning on maybe going to a spring to a to a minor league game, and, and checking it out. So uh, I don't know. I'll let you know, Nick. If if we're yeah, it's funny because there's a lot of like little. I mean, in the, in Lansing, the next t- town over from DeWitt, there's a yeah. minor league team called the Lugnuts. Yeah. yeah, and he said he said he spent like a lot of time playing with the, that team and the in some other cities like around there, like Midland, I think. Yeah, yeah. I grew up racing at the track right. in Midland, so right. I'm like, I'm shocked that he knows of all these places. And he would tell me of like riding a a bus from here to there and like where they would stay and i'm like oh my goodness you gotta really want it yeah they those minor league guys they don't get treated very nicely thankfully he got that big contract so at least he's all right with that but yeah they're the privateers of major league baseball making a million dollars i think they're okay no 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 no. bets is a second round pick but those minor league guys they're making 25k a year oh like i think it's like 500 bucks a week or something yeah so wait what does what is Betts playing? Well, he he's a minor league guy, but he was drafted high. But most of those guys aren't drafted as high as Betts in the minor leagues, and they're making nothing. So well, Betts is wrong. like the Ken Bet- Roxon of the minor got, leagues. Yeah, Betts, Betts, well, is, Betts got drafted, right? And then he got like a signing bonus. Yep. 
but then beyond that signing bonus, he's on the same pay as like the everybody else, right, I guess. Right. Which I'm, I would assume that there's a lot of guys in the same boat, but there's probably a lot of guys that are just on the five. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a ton of those guys that don't aren't anywhere near his his money, uh, and they're yeah. chasing the dream just like you, Kate. Chase it away. Right. Um. All right, Nick. What else? What else? We go? Hey, how about this? How about this Cooper Webb guy? He's coming on next, dude. Like just tracking Kenny down. He first of all he eats a whoop at, at Dallas too, and then he comes back and he and he wins. And then this weekend Kenny's gone. You know, on a good track, Webb's got a shitty uh, rut in front of his gate, as Kate told us earlier, and and uh, and seventh in the heat or whatever it was, and then the freaking guy wins again. He's on fire, man. Yeah, he's he's determined for sure. Yeah, you can even see him in practice. He gets frustrated and then he yep. keeps at it. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's keeps on chugging. You know what? This is a crazy comparison. So just let me know if I'm stupid with this. But he reminds me of RC a little bit. Obviously, not as dominant. Obviously not his wins, but Nick, you were around. Ricky would have bad practices. He would crash in practice. I can't tell you how many times we were like, oh, we, you know, Chad's got him tonight or whatever, you know, and then Ricky would make it happen. Yeah, but I, I, I think, I think uh, Carmichael was always, if he wasn't the fastest, he was close to being the fastest. Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes Cooper comes from, I don't know, not recently, but like you know, he'll right. he'll, he'll be sixth in practice, and it won't really bother him. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think Carmichael ever came from That's that far off. Probably league. a good point. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, about that. right. It's like an but, but you're right. Cabra. You're right, though. I mean, it's kind of it's it's very Carmichael-esque the way he goes about it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not that rec- You know, not not that kind of win records or anything. Else. He's got a long way to go for that. But I'm just saying that that fortitude a little bit is impressive for the guy for sure. No, 100. percent There's definitely similarities. Right. Um, well, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You must be just worked. You must be so happy there's no race this weekend. So happy. <laughs> so you get to spend time at home. Yeah, I just brought the, I just got home a couple hours ago because I waited till after the race and then brought engines and suspension home for pro circuit guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and then I, I parked the motorhome after a free zone at the Stasic headquarters, and then I drove my van down to the stadium and back and then i left sunday morning early so i just got home so i'm pumped to be home yes pumped. oh i bet yeah i bet that's awesome did uh, the rest of the family fly oh yeah they flew oh <laughs> top of the line amateur crew uh, uh bets team is going to be called the montgomery biscuits no way yes not potato chips biscuits no that's awesome <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> you gotta love it uh well thanks for coming on buddy i appreciate it i especially you uh, appreciate you coming on after you know driving and and doing everything else uh so i really i really uh know you probably just want to relax so i appreciate you uh calling in and giving us some time yeah i had a i had a lot of time driving so i actually even listened to your show and the dv the dv one killed me dude. It was fun. right i'm glad i'm glad that i'm glad that <laughs> it, it was uh it was fun too to have him have him here for sure so uh yeah thanks buddy thank you man all right good luck to you right. this uh next next race Cade. thank you all right. See All you, man. Right. See you guys. That's Nick Away, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at uh, Vortex Racing, of course. Email Kyle at Vortex Racing what? He goes, you were swerving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were swerving a lot on me. I thought that was funny. Uh, for 25 years, uh, well, Vertex Piston uh, guys are doing great. Four-stroke, two-stroke Piston 65 years ago. Vertex Pistons founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Did you know that, kid? I have. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Gas Gas, Beta, TM. Yeah. 
Uh, Two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, replica high-compression GP-style configurations. If you want a deal on the Wrench Rabbit stuff, uh, Vertex Pistons, uh, sales at PivotWorks.com. Sick. Wrench Rabbit, PivotWorks, hot cams, Vertex Pistons, all of that. All one company, all sponsoring us, and uh, sales at PivotWorks.com. So simply email them or email us on the show, and we'll get you a deal. Speaking of KTM, we got the winner of uh, the last main events. Uh, last three main events here. Uh, Colin, he's got the points lead as well in 450 Supercross. It's Cooper Webb. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's up? We're good, man. We're so, good. So, Cade, you want to you want to tell K- Cooper about what was going on in practice there? He was very upset at you. He was very. You were upset at me, and I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> no, I'm not. Man. I'm not. I heard the revs. I think everyone in the stadium heard the revs. But <laughs> yeah, I was on the fast lap. I was gonna. I was gonna ask how much you attributed your crash to anger. <laughs> you, you came into those whoops rather angry, and I think it was all just aimed right at me as I was rolling by, and I just watched you pile drive into. Him. I'm like, well, that was probably all my fault. No, no, it's, uh, I mean, how it goes. It's he, hot laps are, are like gold, and us racers get, get yeah. fired up really for no reason. Hey, and look like idiots well, afterwards. The, the, the worst thing is Cade, Cade was like, you know, I'm on my fast lap, and then uh, he just really, I'm, I'm holding him up. <laughs> so it's like Cade is going balls <laughs> out. Cade's going balls out, and you're just like, get out of the way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm trying so hard. You could have given me like two more seconds yeah, at the yeah. finish line, and you wouldn't have caught me. Right, right. But, like, I I lost it all in the whoops. I lo- I lose it all in the whoops. Right, right. Um. Well, congratulations, Coopless. You've had some impressive race wins, uh, including Dallas too, where you took that crash in the whoops, like Cade was saying. Uh, this one was uh, man. After that heat race, you know, you were struggling a bit with the whoops and some combinations and. Dude, and then, like, so I was wondering, at the start of the show, I said to Cade, I don't know how he got that gate pick, because, like, Kenny, Kenny, you know, you were seventh pick, but Cade, the rut was terrible. So, yeah, I, I think I started in that gate in the heat race, because mm-hmm. I obviously didn't have a great heat race gate pick, but nobody chose it, and I'd rather be on the inside, but the gate next to me was perfect. The rut was, like, super yeah. wide and smooth, and I was like, that has to be the gate that Kenny took. And the one you took yeah. had to be it. And I'm assuming that you were just thinking, hey, if I can't beat him out of the gate, I can at least follow him because I know he's probably going to start up front and I can just tuck the inside then. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, it was the when, when I went down in the heat, it kind of, you know, I think I was yep. 10th pick. So you never, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, I was assuming I was going to be outside and yep. a lot of guys went, went outside. And I mean, yeah, it's, Sometimes for me, like the the rut is important, but you know also where you're at and situations and stuff is is also important. So, yeah, the rut was was no good at all. But um, I felt like it was one a safe spot to start, and even with the bad start, I think it it worked out to where you could still come out the first turn with a good track position. And to be honest, my start was was still good. Like yeah. he beat me out, but it was. Um, you know, better than the six or so guys right. inside of me. So it all, yeah, like you said, it, it worked out. But well, Ricky, uh, uh, like yeah, Ricky always says condition over position, right? And meaning the condition yeah. of that rut. And and so and I and I've had riders when I was a mechanic definitely be like, look, I don't, I'm not starting with that rut. I'm going outside, but not for you, yeah. though, Coop. Not for you that time. So generally, are nah. you are you generally? A condition over position guy, or do you not? You're just always going to go inside if you can, as far as inside as you can. Go. Um, 
I think it. I mean, every race is different. Like I always yep. look at the angle of the first turn and try to get the straightest angle, mm-hmm. um, but also kind of understand the next few turns too. And when you have back-to-back left-handers, you know it's you got the inside two corners the in a row. Inside is yeah is important in my opinion to to be on the left side. You know right. Um, but you never know. I mean, yeah. I've gotten good starts from. From all over, uh, sometimes you know I, I genuinely like to be by the box just to have that little bit of extra room on on mm-hmm. whatever side you choose. But sometimes that's way out there, and um, well, so yeah, I think it just depends. I mean, I, I always look. Yeah, the rut's important, but like you're saying, I I tend to look at how things have played out all day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I watch like every start and kind of just see where they're coming from, and sure. that's usually where I try to be around. Right, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a good move. Did you give Kenny a little bit of a rev in one the one turn? Looked like you came in hot, and I don't know if you yelled or you know rev pulled the clutch in and revved because in that battle in the main event, it looked like he hesitated for a second, like oh shit, Coop's coming. Yeah, no, I didn't. It's, okay, it was uh, weird. Like uh, that kind of happened to me in the the heat with Chase. It, uh-huh. The way that that section was. I think because we're we were landing super hard and turning right away, it I, it happened to me too where Chase was was behind me. Okay. And just the way he in the air, you know, when you when you take off and land and if he, like revved in the air, you you feel like the guy was like on your real wheel. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> when they weren't, so I think it was just kind of like an area where you're off the gas. You know, it's like I think Kenny was off the gas. Sure. And I was still mid-air, you know, to where it, it kind of sounds like, oh, man, he's right there. So, um, and I'm sure I think, like, earlier in the main event, um, I kind of ran that line a similar. I wasn't close enough to make the pass, mm-hmm. but I think, like, second lap just to kind of show a wheel. So I'm sure maybe that's what he was thinking is, right. is this is a passing spot. But, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, uh, a good – I, I was close, but like yeah. you said, for 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 me, it was more just to kind of let him know I'm right there, and hopefully have him hesitate, which which he he did, and uh, miss that rhythm, and then that set right. up the the eventual pass. Uh, the sand section, Cade and I were breaking down a little bit. He was struggling there a little bit. You look like you nailed it. I also I wasn't there. Uh, I guess that doesn't matter anyways because I don't get to walk the track or anything. But I couldn't on TV. I'm like, hey, that looks fairly simple double double to the inside and there we go but man it was giving a lot yeah. of guys trouble it was tough i think because you couldn't see on tv there was ruts all the way across and yep they weren't straight you know like it was i don't know how but they were angled every direction but straight so <laughs> guys like kate <laughs> guys like kate are fucking it up every time yeah yeah i don't know what was going on <laughs> but i mean uh it was tough i mean and i think I, I noticed Kenny in the heat race was doing that same line he was doing in the main event, mm-hmm. and on that right side it was it was way smoother. Yep. Um, but I think what happened in the main event from everyone just kind of going down the middle, it almost got knocked down, and almost easier. It almost got to a point where it got so rough that it was just kind of one main line with holes, opposed mm-hmm. to just um, soft sand. Right. And. Also, they they put a clay base underneath it, opposed to normally it's just a pile of sand. Right. And we were down to the base uh, 
on the face of it there in the middle. So, yeah, I think it was it was um, looking back, like when I watched the race and stuff, I feel like that was where I was making mm-hmm. some good time, and then that's you know where he made his few mistakes. And um, but it was it was tough. I mean, I'm not a fan of sand and supercross, so I'm never a fan of it to be fair. But yeah. uh, anyway, you know, it, it, that particular sand section actually did set up some some passing or at least opportunities yep. for mistakes. Right. to normally just one line and get roosted and you can't see anything. Yeah, the sand turns in the corner. You just What are you guys doing? What what, what are Supercross yeah. guys doing? Why are you putting sand in this turn where everybody's just going to go yeah. inside and blast everybody in the face? It doesn't make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, well, but. Supercross suspension doesn't make it fun, too. No. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Cooper Webb's on the phone. He's the points leader right now on 450 Supercross. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Coop. Did you guys, I don't know if you guys use like the Dartfish program at your rig or obviously mm-hmm. you guys do film and stuff, but in the heat you came out and you were going two, four, three, and then obviously Kenny passed you there and then you, you switched it up and started going three on, three off. Do you guys break that stuff down? Like, did you just assume that uh, two, four was close enough? Because when I watched film, you know, I don't have the Dartfish stuff. It looked yeah. so similar because you gave up so much at the beginning. But then right. in, in the heat race, it was clearly better to just pin it to the outside, pin it across, three on, three off. and Yeah. Know. No, we do. We we use, you know, all that stuff. And like you said, in, in practice, there was there was really nothing in it, nothing in it time-wise. You know, the amount of uh, track you would give up to go way out there to get onto the three, you know, through the actual rhythm was faster, but uh, when we did the times and stuff and the segments and, and me doing it, I actually did it faster doing the, the two, four, three. So um, that's what I kind of just stuck to. And I was like, hey, it's the inside. You know, no one can can pass you, in my opinion, in that section because you are you got the inside line. And, yeah, for whatever reason, the way they prepped it, I think they made it quite a bit steeper uh, for the night show. And, man, it was – it was slow to do that line as we saw in the heat race. And right. um, I should have probably, I, I couldn't really see from the first heat, but that's where I guess Tomac had passed Barsha and, um, you know, doing that line. And then yep. that's where I was getting eaten up pretty, pretty heavy and also passed. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when little sections, not that they change, you know, deliberately, but with prep, every time you prep something, it can change just that little bit. And I think they just lift it up, you know, a lot more and, and seemed to, you went so much higher than we were going in practice. But yeah, like you said, in practice, I didn't think there was any difference, you know, to be honest. Um, And that thing was lippy to begin with. It was big. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, There was some, there was some big ones on that track all, all night. You know, those, those rhythms were, uh, we're definitely bigger. Kate, oh. Kate said that table to table was 80 feet. 80 feet. Jeez. Really? That's yeah. what the one Dirtworks guy told me when we were in the tunnel. He's like, yeah, it's, it's like 81, 82 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. big. I mean, when, when we went table, the table was big, but to go all the way, yeah, it, it was big. I mean, um, it didn't feel it. Like, it, it wasn't as sketchy as I guess it you would think. Um, going from table to table and such a big gap, but I mean it's it was big. It was everything you know the the 450 had and right. Um, Damn, you know, that's big. Do you enjoy racing? Um, obviously, that track was more technical than 
the first two Dallas's we had with the, all the <laughs> options and different rhythms and stuff. Do you enjoy something more like that where the risk is a lot higher, but the reward of doing that stuff? Because obviously there was only like three guys in the main doing three, five, two, and mm -hmm. not everyone was going three on, three off. So it's like, do you yeah. enjoy that stuff? I did. I mean, it's it's tough because, like you said, right? It depends what uh, what situation you're in. Um, you know, I think if you're coming through the pack and it's a big obstacle like that that guys aren't doing in front of you, mm -hmm. then it becomes kind of sketchy because you might be jumping over top of someone type deal. Um, but I think as you saw too, you know, in 25 laps, it's key to to make it every lap, mm -hmm. you know, because there's so much time to be lost. So um, I I liked it. I mean, we were just talking too. Like I felt like all the rhythms. Um, gave us options like yeah. we saw that was two two options in the one the other the one we're talking now had shoot three or four three options, three options yeah for sure right yeah it, it is crazy too though like we we discussed and in, in this day and age it seems like of racing with the dart fish in the video it's it's like like for me i did that that big one one time in the free practice and then by the first qualifying practice you know Three or four other guys are. Everybody doing it. sees like, it. Yep. So it's like, so we we all kind of learn the the rhythm so fast just from that technology, anyways. Yep. Um, but I I do think it's it's nice to have those style rhythms where, hey, if if you don't get the corner right, then it's going to affect the rhythm lane and um, you're going to lose time. You know, so it's not so. Um, it's more. I guess you got to have technique. I guess a bit more than just hammering and, and scrubbing as hard as you can or driving through a rhythm as hard as you can. So I enjoyed it. I thought yep. the, the track was, was actually a, a, a good good track. I thought all of them, uh, it could, they got better, I felt like, right. as the Dallas races went on, which I was pumped on because I feel like with the turnaround time, uh, it's hard to do that. And they they changed them entirely, which was cool. You know, I felt like before uh, maybe at like Orlando and some of the Salt Lakes last year and stuff, they would almost just leave the same rhythms. And it's like, yep. man, you know, uh, that's, in my opinion, that's one of the coolest things about Supercross is we get a brand new track every weekend. And that's a challenge is, is learning the track every weekend. And so uh, I was pumped to kind of get like three, in my opinion, totally right. different tracks under under one roof i was i thought dallas one would be awesome and it turned out to be terrible i i was like oh look at <laughs> a split lane you got some speed you got some bowl turns i'm like this yeah. thing's gonna be great and it was follow the leader because everybody's doing exactly yeah. the same pace and i'm like okay never mind i guess i can't design a track because i thought no and that's like you said man yep. we, we had that conversation a lot it's tough it's tough when we're all so close in time mm -hmm. to make a a track racy yep but with dart fish too i mean it's like you know like you said you have a split lane but after free practice you already know yeah. which lane faster yeah. by how much yep and it's like man it's it makes it tough yep. you know i, I mean yeah you got to cut on some slack you're right it. yep yeah um uh, kate is there anybody i don't think the fans realize like the at the end of a 25 lap main event the track is hammered it's Almost unsafe. Uh, Kate, is there a better guy than Coop at figuring that stuff out? It's incredible. 
like the tracks are get sketchy. They get so rutted up. They get so beat up. And I've been so impressed with Coop on figuring that out as it goes. Well, Coop's so good at staying low in the berms. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of the other guys struggle. And I, I, I tend to lean on that as well because I don't love threeing out of tight corners. So, like, if you can stay low and just double out really fast, it's almost as fast as going high and tripling out of it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, you, and you can do that for 20, yeah, 20 laps. easily. Right, right. Where, right. like, once the track starts to go away, Coop just resorts to, like, hey, I'm going to smash into the bottom of this berm, pivot around, and double out of the corner right. really fast. And I think it's he's really good at that, and it makes it easy for him to make up time that way where if you have to slow down to set up for this rut – and then pin it out of the rut and then clip the three out of the corner. It's yeah. not as fast. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a special skill, I think. Uh, we got some phone calls for you, Coop. All the lines are full. This guy's been on hold for two hours and 40 minutes to talk to you, so we, we, better, wow. we better get to him. Um, it is Jake. Jake, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for holding for so long. What are you going to ask Cooper Webb? Yeah, what's up, guys? First of all, I just want to say uh, congratulations, Coop. Man, that was awesome sweeping uh, Dallas like you did. Um, <laughs> Thank you, yeah, for sure. My question was, you know, uh, rewind back to uh, 2020, and you know, you, you crashed out in the uh, Dragons' back, and obviously. Oh, we um, never saw any replays of that or anything. I never really saw any replays of that. Good God, dude. Anyway, right. So, uh, no, so like you know, you fought through that injury, and you were still super competitive. You know, um, going through 2020, and I think I personally think that it cost you the championship. I think you were you would have won it 100 percent. Had you been 100%, you know. Um, so my question was, coming into Dallas and sweeping like you did, do you feel like that was, uh, you know, a redemption um, coming in here and doing what you did? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, it, it's it's crazy in racing. Uh, we were talking about it uh, even yesterday. You know, you there's so many highs and lows in this sport. And like you said, a, a year ago I was getting scraped off the floor you know, like you said, in my opinion, lost the championship right then and there um, or any hope at really winning it at that point. And, you know, even cost me points, but pain and whatever you want to call it, you get mm-hmm. injured. And like, I, I still have, you know, I had lingering effects from, from that crash from outdoors. So uh, to, to rewind and then fast forward to a year and have the ultimate success and and racing being winning but winning all three in the stadium that took you out the year before is is honestly pretty special and um just to prove to yourself that you can mentally you know get through that and and come back a year later and say you know what i'm gonna tackle this thing and um you know grab it by the balls i guess and and own it and instead of being kind of fearful or or thinking about that and um so i think that's the cool thing like you said when it when you look back on you know for me i just always try to overcome things and to be able to do that i felt uh was was huge not only for you know the points and the way the series and all that but just for for mentality and um just proving to yourself like hey you know you you can have a season altering crash and an incident but be able to a year later you know have the the mm-hmm. ultimate redemption cool thanks uh, yeah. thanks jake yeah for sure yeah dude you are one tough dude i gotta tell you man <laughs> oh, guy well i don't jake seen. jake i don't know because phil 
Phil was calling him a pussy for not finishing that race. Phil thought yeah. that he should have got up and finished. So I don't know. I'm <laughs> fucking Phil. Yeah, well, but that's God just Phil. Bless. Phil's gonna give him shit, and that, that's just that's how right, it's gonna be. Right, right, and so it, right. So thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks. Bro. Yeah, no problem. Uh, one last thing, uh, I got to give a shout out to my Rocket Farm riders. All right, sounds good. Consider it. Right. Consider hey, it done. Y'all have a good night. Take All care. Right, thank you. Yeah, Phil, just being like, oh, he raced the next race. I mean, how bad could he have been? Just shut up, Phil. Yeah. Moron. Fucking Phil. Uh, I, I told Phil he didn't race because he had a little cut on his hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, nah, just kidding. Luke, uh, what's your question for Cooper Webb? No, I, I didn't have a question. I just okay. want to tell him thank you. He uh, Back in 2016, my daughter had a bad wreck in a barbed wire fence, and Coop didn't ha- know me from anybody, and actually through Marshall Plum, uh, got, he signed a jersey to my daughter, and Marshall gave it to us. And I just want to say thanks, man. Um, you didn't have to do that. You didn't know me from anybody or my family. I just, I just appreciate it, and that's a big reason why I love this sport. Awesome. Yeah, man. No worries. Glad I could help out, man. Cool. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it, and congrats on the win. Let's bring it home, man. All right. Yeah, thank you, Ben. We'll try. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Uh, next up is Herb's on three. Herb, what's going on? You're a friend of Coop? Yeah. Hey, Cooper's Herb Roberts. Hey, how are you, man? <laughs> what's going on, dude? Just around Pult, man, and having some fun. <laughs> Good deal. Look, I just wanted to let you know, man, I'm over at Richie and Jamie's every every you know, every race night, and we always watch a race together, and I just want to give you – Huge props, huge congratulations on the Arlington Sweep. That was about as impressive as anything as I've ever seen. Yeah, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. It was, uh, like you said, it was super special, and um, man, I'm pumped. Yeah, that uh, that's well said, Herb. Thanks for calling, man. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to see the turnover that we've had in this series, and you've just grabbed a hold of this thing, Coop. It, it's been it's been amazing for sure. Uh, dark side. You want to talk about Sexton? Are you going to try to start beef with Coop and Sexton, Darkside? No, no. I um, I haven't got a chance to talk to him in a little while, so I figured I'd have to do it on your show. Um, two things real quick, Coop. In the heat race, when Chase took out your front wheel and you went down, how much – knowing you, I feel like that was a lot of motivation for the main event. Like, I know how those things fire you up. So I'd like you to talk about that, and then I want you to answer – Usually, when a track has big whoops, you're not as good as the other guy sometimes. That's your weakness, it seems like. You figured it out. You figured out a blitz and then kind of a like a double-double or something at the end that was working. Did that break Kenny, in your opinion? Does that break him for the season? Um, I guess I answer your first question. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was – I mean, it was a racing incident, you know, no – no big deal, but at the same time, yeah, I was I was pissed. I mean, as a racer, anytime you get taken out, you know, intentional or not, you're not pumped. I mean, and and for me, um, you know, being in the position I'm in, it's it's important to to get those good gate picks and stuff. So yeah, I was I was super fired up, and honestly, um, I think that kind of helped me in the main event because I was. You know, the Raj and Ian came to me like, "Hey, you know, just let it go, let it go." And I just told him, I said, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go, but I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna win this main event, and that'll be my redemption." Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were all pumped on that. But yeah, I mean, it was um, like I said, I think for me, I, I 
fuel off of of situations like that. You know, I feel like I'm in in that area. It's pretty pretty good. So um, for me, it was definitely a as bad as the heat race went for me riding, and then getting you know taken out. It was like almost took my mind off of how bad I rode to like, ah, oh, screw this. I'm going out there and I'm going to try to kick some ass. So, uh, yeah, it worked out. And then, um, yeah, I feel like for, for me this year, I really did try to improve the whoops and I'm not the best guy in them by any means, but I feel like I've improved a lot. And, um, obviously I'm good when, when I can jump them, but I feel like I'm, I'm still, uh, quite good now even with them getting bigger or uh so far this season i i don't feel like i've been uh hindered in the whoops like maybe i have been in the past and so for me i uh, i think it's it's good to you know like you said ironically passing kenny in the whoops is something that i've probably never done so um you know it, it is pretty cool and but uh, yeah i agree i think for for the guys they used to kind of bank on me struggling mm-hmm. in the whoops and, and knew, hey, if there's big whoops tonight, he's yep. he's not going to be in the mix. And I think uh, that's not necessarily the case anymore. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have that kind of in my arsenal to, to obviously still plenty of, of improvement on, on that end, but to be able to be a competitive and, and especially Kenny, I mean, he's, he's exceptional in the whoops. Um, so I think it is it's good to – to have improved that this year and, and be able to be in the mix, you know, no matter what kind of tracks we get or big whoops, small whoops, jumpers, whatever. We uh, we had James and, and Chad blitz whoops like nobody else, Jeremy, of course. Then Marvin comes around and he jumps whoops like nobody else. Coop, you're bringing the jump blitz program to many sections, <laughs> and it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, – Yeah. Yeah, it, it worked out. I mean, um, like you are saying, I think it, it it's – getting to where we're the tracks are just getting rough and yep. uh it's tough but you know i think uh like you said those guys back in the day had some incredible speed in the whoops but there was times too where i think it just kind of depends what the track does i mean sometimes it's it's faster to i don't know how but sometimes it is faster yep. to to jump or but like i said i think for me this year being able to have the ability to do both is um is good I think, you know, Chad's going on Instagram about, you know, uh, blitz. He's jumping, you know, DV and Chad are yelling and screaming on social media about blitzing whoops and nobody wants to blitz whoops, blah, blah, blah. I think what they forget or what they don't remember is the four strokes are beating the hell out of whoops, right? And yeah. th- these things are not blitzable by halfway yeah. through the main or early. Like, they're just not. And these guys, yeah. I think they forget about that. Like, guys, guys, that two-stroke days, whoops stayed that way all, all night. You're right. but Yeah. Four, and I feel yeah, like... I- Go ahead, Coop. Yeah, go ahead, Kate. Or, I feel like they're they're also the unevenness of them mm-hmm. plays a plays a huge factor in that. I mean, um, at least for me, like you know, when they're fresh and like you're saying in free practice and even in the first few practices, yeah, we don't jump them because they're still good enough to blitz, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, as the amount of bikes we have on them, and I think what a, a people don't think about too is back in the i mean shoot just a few years ago everything was lapsed yeah now that it's time what people don't realize is you're adding two to three more laps in a heat race times that by four 
you're adding two to three more laps in an LCQ mm-hmm. times that by two, and then you're adding five to ten more laps in a 250 main as well as a 450 main sometimes. Yep. So you do the math on all that, you're adding 40 or 50 laps to a track in total, and that's back in the day, 40 or 50 laps less than what they did. And, yes, two strokes and, yeah. you know, the evolution and, and whatever you want to call it. But I think that's a factor that a lot of people kind of tend to overlook as well. Yeah, I agree. Dark side, anything else? Yeah, I was just going to tell him, like, honestly, Coop, I had you at second on the night until Chase took your wheel out, and I told Kevin Kelly that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, I think, again, like what Steve said, the it, you were not very good those first couple laps of the main and the whoops, and then uh-huh. you changed. What everybody keeps saying about you is you, you adapt, right? That's the word everybody keeps using, and you proved it, man. And it was impressive, dude. So, um, I yeah, appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, Thanks. man. Um, yeah. All appreciate right. Thanks, it, Thanks, Darkside. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Coop. So, uh, motocross testing? In California, for a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're right. um, came to California do do some riding and um, sweet. Probably not test. I feel like I I made that mistake. We always do where it's hey first day back on outdoors. Let's go test when we're right not ridden it and still on supercross mode. So I think for now we're just gonna do some riding and uh, yeah, kind of get some motos in to, to cool start some things on the on the outdoor program. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. You get hit up by a lot of us jerky media guys. So yeah. I, I always appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. See All right. You. Thanks, Coop. All right. See you. That's uh, Cooper Webber, buddy. I like Listen, it. I, I was going to tell him this on the show. I, I just didn't get around to it. I, I, I would have bet a huge sum of money that he was not going to win when Kenny was out front. Well, I, I would have bet I would have bet a wrong. Huge, I would have bet a huge sum of money that it, Coop was going to be like, look, it's been a rough night. I'm going to lose three points. Kenny's going to be motivated like hell. You know, blah, blah, blah. So, fun guy. That would have been a bet I would have taken. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you can't bet against the guy. Vertex Pistons bringing you Cooper Webb, everybody. Thanks to Vertex Pistons. Two-stroke or four-stroke? Whatever. See the fake news media just silences you and they don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> just hits the mute button right over there. Hey, do you use CBD? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, Cambio CBD, Cambio-USA.com. Visit Cambio-USA.com today. Look for the Pulp MX link on their webpage to get a hell of a deal on CBD stuff. Uh, they, uh, they offer the finest pure and organic CBD products available, including athlete-inspired performance and recovery packs. I use CBD uh, on my uh, tendonitis I got on my elbow going on a little bit. I take some uh, sleep stuff. So, yeah, I've used it. Oh. I'm a believer in it. Not for everything. Hasn't worked for everything I've done. But, uh, yeah. Uh, my dad, I send my dad a lot of stuff that Sweet Aroma sends me. Yep. And uh, he uses it for his shoulder that... Uh, I think it works. Yeah, I think it works I too. Do. I think it works. Uh, also working well, Skosh. Skosh.com uh, is on board our show, of course. Pulp MX 2021 is the code to say with Skosh. Whether it's charging cables for your uh, iPhones, uh, whether it's mounts uh, for the cars, for the bicycles, for the for the motorcycles, Skosh.com. They got a Bicelink modular charging system. They got the uh, boom bottle. We're going to have to chat about that. Why? My truck got stolen. My car mount got oh, got boy. taken. All right. We'll dial you in. We, we, might, we might need a phone mount. Well, Pulp MX 2021 is the code to I save. still got my magnet on my phone. I just I just need got the, the mount. part for the yeah. dash. Oh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it figured out. Thanks to the folks at Skosh. Use the code and save. They got a lot of cool electronics on their site, of course. And, uh, yeah, they support the sport for a number of years, a number of ways. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. They're bringing you our next guest on the show. This man is a legend in the sport, multi-time Supercross and Motocross champion. He's been a trainer for a number of riders over the years, and we're lucky to have him on the line. It's Jeff Ward. What's up, Wardy? How are you, man? 
Hey, Steve. Doing good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, did you go to Texas? Um, I went to the amateur races there. Yeah, and, yeah, that's uh, what I meant. Yeah, the Freestone. You were there? Yeah, yep. that's the Supercross. Yeah, I was at both of them, Spring Ding and, and uh, Freestone, yeah. And you're working with Jet Reynolds, among others, I see? Yeah, Ryder Francisco. Yep. And Dylan Cunha just... Uh, oh, I thought it was Jet. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. Uh, I suck at this amateur stuff, Wardy. Yeah, Jet Reynolds and then Ryder D. Yeah. Oh, oh so, you, okay. All right. Um, got, got it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's been fun. I've been working with uh, Jet since um, early November. Um, you know, he's been injured and mm-hmm. had some stuff. Uh, the first day I was riding with him, he had a shoulder problem and... Then he broke his collarbone, but had, was supposed to have the plate taken out before it got broke, so he had to have that fixed and then had, like, a shoulder done and, like, four other surgeries to take out uh, stuff, and he's all healed up. And uh, so, yeah, we've just been working with him and then Ryder D from, from Bakersfield. Um, right. It's been working well to have them ride together, push one another. Yeah. Um, and Ryder's improved quite a bit. He won... I think uh, four out of six races he raced, and he kind of got hurt a little bit there at Freestone um, and packed in a little early, but he's doing fine now. So, yeah, just enjoying doing that and taking them mountain biking and, you know, trying to push them harder than they probably wanted to be pushed at this uh, early age. Well, that's where I was. My next question was, Wardy, uh, do you have to find yourself – like times have changed, kids have changed, people have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you find yourself – being like, okay, I, I can't tell them that. I got to talk to them this way. I can't load them up with all this information right away. I can't, or lo- I can't load them up with this program right away. They're not ready. Do you find yourself, and you were certainly one of the fittest guys around when you raced, and even now, I, I follow you on Strava. It's fucking insane for people who are wondering. Um, do you find yourself having to be like, okay, like I got to back it off a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, because if it, I mean, if it's not fun, I mean, I. I, I enjoyed running and cycling and right. doing like triathlons on off weekend. That was just my passion of, uh, I don't know, I mean, just a racer wanting to be better and pushing myself. And it helped for my motocross. You know, I don't think it ever hurt me by like, I was made sure I didn't go overboard and, you know, I didn't have the time off and off season. I just enjoyed it. Well, a lot of the guys, I mean, they just like enjoy, you know, riding their bike, but supercross, if you do too many laps and you start getting tired to push that cardio, you know, it's like it's just six inches off here and there, and you're down and you're hurt. Where on a bicycle, you can bury yourself a little bit, right? Find that you know that zone where it's hurting and get through it, like you'd be in a national and not freak out. But you also you got to make sure they enjoy it. I mean, like you got to get a base going, and where you don't take them out on this first thirty mile ride that lasts <laughs> three hours. And, they never want to go again. Yeah, you know, I, I don't blame them. I was in situations like that a lot of times too with people I've been over my head when I was younger to go ride with, and it's like it's you know even doing the motocross stuff back in the way at forty minute motos, they were the week that I died. I was scared to go the next week. It's like I don't want to feel that way again. I'm you know right. I felt like I'm going to die. <laughs> but then you work into it, you train harder, and it becomes easier. But it's never easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you have to bring them along and make it enjoyable, you know, recovery rides for me are easy, but maybe to have them go on an e-bike where they still spin their legs um, and get moving um, and don't have to put down the power when you head up a hill, which you have to in mountain biking, no matter how slow you want to go, there's still power to be put down. So, yeah, it's just finding a fine line and to get them to enjoy it and 
and try to get some of that off bike training a little harder. And you know, because you know they can ride. And yeah. All these kids are yeah. extremely fast. Yep. Um, and keeping them healthy is the hardest thing. And 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 they're also so young at this age, fifteen and sixteen. They still have a lot of growth and strength just naturally with age. Mm-hmm. So you know they're going to get that as they, as they get older. I mean, there's some kids that can make it happen at sixteen, seventeen, but there's downfalls and injuries and mm-hmm. seems to be when they get to their 20s or 22 they seem to be a little stronger physically just because of the body itself but um yeah just trying to get them going and and have them enjoy it and not be too uh too scared of the workouts yeah yeah i can imagine was this uh i pulled up your strava was this a mountain bike ride 43 miles three hours and 25 yeah minutes? i well i was like i said i was in tech I, I went to daytona first for the yeah. Supercross the amateur, so then I, was, I stayed back in Florida to work with this little kid. I was working with Peter, and then I flew straight there. So I was gone for like 14 days, which feels like a lifetime. <laughs> so you were just dying. <laughs> but I did do a lot of stationary stuff because they have a warm-up there. I went to a gym once, and then I rode somebody's e-bike at Freestone on the road out front. It was like a two-mile road with no cars, and I rode the e-bike with the power off for 25 miles back and forth up and down the road like eight times. <laughs> You know, for a couple of days, so I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of sick and, and, and mentally, you know, yeah. deranged. But yeah, um, yeah. Then I came back, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I did like 37, 43, and then 25 and 12,000 or 13,000 feet of climbing just because I missed it. So uh, 40, 43. Um, I took, I took yeah. a day off today. I took a day. Oh, that's well, so. good to hear, Wardy. Uh, how old I'm are you? Late. Yeah, I'm lazy. How old? Uh, I'll be six, I'll be sixty in June. 43-mile so, mountain bike ride, 3 hours and 25 minutes, 4,000 feet of climbing. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. So, uh, but I still enjoy it, and I think it keeps me sane. Yeah. Uh, keeps me healthy, for one thing. Yeah. Um, if, I yeah. did have, if I did have problems, I'd certainly know. Wardy, what's, um, what's the most elevation you've done in one ride? Uh, let me think. Probably around 12,000 feet. Well, that, well, I shouldn't say that. We did the ram at 17. So across the country, so yeah. that wasn't one ride, but that was a Kenya seven right. days straight. Of, yeah. You know, we probably ended up getting fifty thousand feet of climbing in that week. So you're um, fucking kidding probably, me. <laughs> yeah, I think about twelve thousand feet. I mean, I did a couple. I mean, I did a time trial, 12, 12 hour time trial, like a year and a half ago. For twelve hours, I did two hundred seventeen miles, and I think it had a thousand feet per loop or something. So. Now, uh, now you just gotta you gotta do your Everest. You gotta do your Everest, and you'll be. Yeah, there. there's that challenge. We got I got plenty of guys here that do it at this one hill that, you know, they do what thirty three thousand feet or something. You gotta do and yeah. I don't know what it was. I I did a ten thousand feet up and down on the top of the mountain I live on, and yeah. you know I did ten thousand feet at nine thousand feet of elevation, just up and down. Yeah. And I wanted uh, to die when I was done. I was like, well, I'm good. I'm never probably yeah, going to do more. I never really that's, need to. That's a lot harder almost than, like, doing a long. Like, the hill's a mile long, so you're doing the hill a mile. You know, of course, it's going to take yeah. you only about a minute and a half to get down because you do about 40 miles an hour. It's so steep, 50 miles an hour. And then you're climbing. So it's like a constant climb to where if you're doing, I'd rather do 150 miles and get that 20 because you're not continually climbing all the time. You're you're rolling and you're going somewhere and it kind of goes by faster. I mean, slower, but not as straining of like every second you're on a climb, but I got friends that do it and I just haven't had in really, uh, really have wanted to do that right now. (laughs) 
It's unbelievable. <laughs> Wardy hit me up. He's, he was coming up to Vegas for his dentist is up here. So he's like, hey, maybe we'll go for a mountain bike ride. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, oh, I just, I got an e-bike, Wardy, like, you know, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 you're good. <laughs> like, like, like he wasn't really like, I was just, I, and afterwards I was like, why did I text him that? Like, what does it matter? I got a fucking rocket bike. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Wardy's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like thinking like, hey, just to let you know, like I have an e-bike, but <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's fine. No, fine. I know the hills out there, they're not too, too bad, too no. bad, but yeah. um, e-bikes are cool, man. I mean, I, I'm, it's cool seeing you out on them and. Yeah, I have tons of friends that go riding sometimes that would that would never been able to go where we go, and and have fun and still get a workout. Yeah, and yeah. I've ridden them quite a few times in recovery, or we'll go up stuff that we'd never go up on our other bike because it's too long and steep. And right, um, it's just they're fun, and you still get out and you still get a good workout. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, been it's been a lifesaver. I mean, literally, I've lost a bunch yeah, of weight. Exactly. Like I, I bicycled forty five hundred miles last year. Like I know, exactly. you know, yeah. I love it. It's great, and and so for me, it's been a total game changer, right? So, um, yeah, I'm stoked that you recognize that fun of e-bikes for sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure if you would have gone out on the regular bike, the first ride you did, you would have said, "I ain't doing it. I'm not doing <laughs> this again." No, you know, exactly. you'd almost die three times going up a hill to stop and sit, and you're yep, like, "Yep, yep." Well, it's like I'll never get to enjoy this. You no, know, no. Well, it's like some people they go out with say, you know, if if say someone older went out with you for the first time they're not going to hang so they're just going right. to feel deflated right off the bat where if you go out and they're on an e-bike and you can ride together and enjoy conversation yeah. and do cool things yeah. you still get a workout they get the enjoyment of a workout but still getting to do it with you and not feeling like a total loser because they just got waxed it's That's a, yeah it's the worst feeling because you're like you go with a group ride i mean i got some good cycles i'll get dropped a lot and it's like you went with a group ride and it ends up being a solo ride because you get dropped on the first hill. <laughs> and then but I'm mountain biking, it's worse because they usually wait for you at the top. Yep. And then when you get there, they're rested. Yep. They waited for you for a minute. <laughs> and then they take off. And then you got to catch up and you're still trying to, you know, so it's a nightmare. Yeah. But uh, the e-bikes, uh, they saved they saved the. Uh, a lot of people. <laughs> thank you. No, absolutely. I want to thank the folks at Skosh for bringing Jeff Ward on the show. Uh, Pulp twenty tw Pulp twenty twenty one is the code to save with those guys. Also, Wardy, you know the guys at Maxima and Pro Filter as well. Profilter dot com. Mm -hmm. Enter the code Pulp twenty at checkout. Uh, side by sides, dirt bikes, street bikes, everything in between. Uh, these Pro Filters sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. You can easily pick up a pre oiled, ready to use premium air filter oil filter for your next service. Uh, our buddy Dogger down there at Maxima Pro Filter. Just, yeah. Just crushing it he's got good, he's got good uh mountain bike chain lift too they have like little uh, mountain bike chain lift yeah so yeah cool. uh, yep i use that a lot they've got uh, the se1 yeah. of course making my intense tasers looking brand, like brand new exactly yeah um, <laughs> i want to talk to you a little bit about the series this year i'm really interested in some of your thoughts and opinions on this stuff so first of all like look you came from a different era you won mm -hmm. titles in a different era, and you know, so it is different now than it is back then. But I think a lot of what yourself and RJ and Jeremy and Stanton and these guys, I in my mind, a champion is a champion is a champion in any era. The bikes right. are better now, but I really believe this. So let me pick your brain a little bit on this stuff. Um, so Coop takes Kenny Y to Daytona, causes you know a social media meltdown, which mad to make you laugh, right. by the way. Um, yeah, and and then. Kenny has those words on the podium about like I can play this game too and and no problem like you right. know, and then this week in Dallas three Wardy he's got a chance to, and I don't mean like Kate and I were talking earlier like don't t bone the guy don't 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 knock him don't don't take yourself down all this kind of bullshit, um, but send a message 
Yeah. And nothing. Yeah, we I, got nothing. I, I, well, I don't know what he's afraid of because even like when Webb passed him, he, he went high and stayed high. Yeah. I mean, he had to know. And Webb's notorious for diving under low and making a tight cut. And so you know he's going there, and he still went high, and he was almost afraid he was going to get hit. He like yeah, kind of like and Cooper didn't even hit him. No, you know, it wasn't like Cooper passed cleanly. So um, you know, it's just not Kenny. I mean, I wasn't the guy that went out there to, but you know, yeah, you have to be a little more aggressive I think and um, it's hard to it's hard to say but uh, yeah I would have definitely right had, I mean he's behind in points so what do you got to lose if you slam the, even, if, even if you're leading you know he's coming close the door and if he hits you and you both go down maybe you get up first and his you know his bike yeah. breaks or something but he doesn't even take that risk of getting of wanting to get hit he goes high and lets right. him Turn underneath and pass them, and I don't know. Well, especially so. those after that speech on Daytona, where he's like, "Hey, I can play this game too. I, uh, you know, I'm ready." You know, and you're like, "Okay, great." Like Coop yeah. took you wide, probably cost you uh, maybe a race win, but podium for sure. So that that was all fair, and nothing wrong with Coop's move. Yeah. But now's right. your time, Kenny. And there was nothing, and I was surprised. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like that's been his mo for the last few years. Always, even with you know, right. Mac and. Just, that's just the way he is, and maybe when he's out there, I don't know, maybe he's, no, nobody knows. Maybe right. he is tired. Maybe his wrists aren't as strong and his arms aren't as strong as they should be, and he can't afford that, maybe that confrontation or that impact. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't say why, so right. um, you're just assuming he's just not being aggressive. But in your, which, position, um, in your position, you're sending a message, I think, back in your day. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wasn't going to get hit and then not hit somebody the next week if I had the opportunity. Right, right. I mean, there's no reason why, you know, if you didn't, then all of a sudden you're just going to get pushed over, you know, if you don't push the issue. Just, you'll know, every time you stick something in there, you're going to let him have it, you know, or, or if he does something to you, you know, he's, yeah. you know the guy's thinking, well, he's not going to get back to me anyway, so what's the matter? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah um, I'm not saying you need to be Rollerball <laughs> or Jimmy or Hollywood out there, but can we, you know, can we can we be aggressive? Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say what he's thinking, but right. uh, yeah, if you're if you're definitely going to say you're going to do it, and you have opportunities, and you don't, then yeah. then don't then don't say it. I liked your uh, interview the other night with uh, with um, the Cobra there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. DV, I thought he was pretty good actually, and I agreed about almost 100 percent of everything he said. I was like, that guy's spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the Cobra um, for you. That's what he does. It's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I think he was exactly right in all in all accounts and all that, and, and I liked him, you know, talking with RC about being the goat and mm-hmm. and all that. So that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, another theory I want to run by you. So, look, Eli Tomac's one of the greats. He's going to go down that way. You know, he's passed you in uh, in records mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, Eli Tomac is going to be when it's all said and done. Uh, 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 you know, on the on the select five, six, seven riders in, in the sports history, along with yourself and other guys. So I'm not mm-hmm. bagging on him here, but he hasn't been the same guy since he won a Supercross last year. He's got wins. We have yet yeah. to see that afterburner. We have yet to see him dominate. We've seen a lot of rides that are mystifying a little bit. Last summer included, once in a while he got on it, but most weekends outdoors, you know, he didn't quite mm-hmm. have it. And I just think, Wardy, mm-hmm. and, and again, back me up, like him and John, they're in Colorado, and they are hammering, right? He's hammering, and he's doing more work mm-hmm. than maybe everybody. And he's got a, a, a child now, and he's you know in a relationship, and he's older, and he's got certainly all these records and all the money. 
I just think, and I don't know because he's reclusive, right? I don't talk to him much at all. Uh, you know, he's he's. It's hard to keep your nose to that grindstone as much as he mm-hmm. did in today's day and age, and it's showing a little bit. What What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's like they all say, you know, eye of the tiger. I mean, there's always like there's always somebody coming up young and hungry, and mm-hmm. as well in the push. I don't know if he's going any slow. I mean, there's times he's still amazing, but yep. I think everybody else has kind of picked up the pace a little bit, um, especially the front, you know, three or four, and then even guy down to tenth. Everybody seems to be like really on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I can. I mean, I know he wanted that Supercross, and then yeah, you get it, and you kind of let your guard down. You know, that's why it's right. hard to repeat. Supercross champion because you work so hard to get it. You take that little breath and it's like, okay, I got it. And then you get out there and it's that urgency of like, you know, wanting it as bad as you, you know, ever wanted it isn't the same. Yeah. Because you already have it. Yep. So that's, that's, that's something. But, um, you know, these guys still all want to win. But yeah, he's in a different place for sure. I mean, he's got a kid, family. He's done everything. He's broken record, you know. Um, so. What's the motivation, you know, just to still be the best? Did you go through that? Did did you go through that? Did it hit you ever? Like, okay, so you win 87 Supercross title, 88, you're still, you know, maybe the second or first best rider in the world. Uh, 89, 90, you know, things start to change a little bit as far as, you know, younger guys coming up. But did you get to a point where you were like, man, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I retired. You know, I was still in pretty good shape, but the injuries, I'm – they go through injuries just because you don't hear about it. You know, right. he's hurt something on the weekend. Um, you're therapy somewhere, doing something, and um, it's just uh, a lot of work. But I had the same, you know, thing. I still won the championship in 90 on the 500. I yep. was close in 91, and I was really close in 93. I won a race, my second-to-last race on the 500. And, yep. Um, I was still competitive. Supercross was tougher because, yeah, you're getting the young 125 guys coming in and, they're just sending it everywhere. And right. Your speed isn't. Your speed isn't. It's probably you know good for the whole race, but not you know to to close the gap from how big a gap they get at the beginning because um, of their speed. But um, yeah, it's just I think it's just a in any sport as mm-hmm. you get older and the fire is gone and not that they still don't want to win. I mean, I still want to win today on everything I do. Right, right. So it's like yeah. I never leave. Yeah. It's just the the fact is that you can't do it anymore. Um, but your brain still thinks you can, so you still give it the effort, and it just doesn't come as easy. What year? Did, how old were you when you retired? I was thirty-two. Okay, yeah, so you're fine, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the age, yeah. of, like Larocco or Ferry or Wyndham or whatever, right there. Yeah, yeah. and back then, I think that was the old. You know, I mean, everybody was done in their late twenties. Yep. I mean, it seemed like if you were twenty-five or twenty-seven, you were old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like so now it's like now you're prime. So. Um, yeah, 32 was just, you know, really old. And, um, but I wanted to go into, you know, get into something else, car racing. And I yep. felt like if I drug it out two more years and didn't do anything and, you know, I wouldn't be able to draw some sponsorship or some attention that way. I'd just be a next motocrosser instead of, a you know, yeah somebody coming out of it. So um, that helped. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I was watching an old race and they're like, Hannah, he's 28. He's just like, he's so old. <laughs> He was 28, yeah. and they were yelling. Larry Huffman was yelling about how old he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were hyping on it already, you know, know. about the age. So, um, yeah, and times are different. I mean, yep. therapy, everything, medicine, just mm-hmm. the body, stuff you take, you know, there's just so much more stuff that I think can push everything up. You know, look at, look at Brayton, you know, and right. Chad. And, yeah. 
the problem is just with our sport is one of the most physically demanding and scariest of all the sports put together, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the big issue at that age is you don't bounce off the ground as good. And, of course, when you do hit, then you're wondering, should I still be out here? And then as soon as you say that, you're pretty much done. Um, yeah. You know, that's the, that's usually the name of the game. It was like when I did Indy cars and I was 41 or two, you know, and then yep. like you take all these risks for almost 10 years I did it and crashes and mm-hmm. then you just kind of, when you start thinking about, oh, I don't want to hit that wall, then, you know, it's, then, it's, oh, man, you're pretty much done. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's in the back of your head. You also... You also had years lopped off your career by trying to look out for chicken and dogger off the track. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you're just, you're just like, listen, can I just I, can I just focus on training and myself instead of Turner? I was basically, yeah. the, the most expensive babysitter. That, right, that right, ever right, right. <laughs> Turner's like, listen, Morty, you've got to keep chicken and dogger like focused, and, and you know, and you're just like, God. Yeah, just, it, was, you know. it was fun. It was a different time for sure. I mean, I'd be picking up chicken to go riding or he wouldn't go riding and then dogger you know pulling him out the hotel room after the the first double night of the double header and get him to the track and then he you know still win the second night after right. his bit you know the stealing my mini bar from the night before and it's um yeah good stories good times and do you, definitely different than it is now do you think like there's so many dogger stories right and we need to get into all of them but there's so many <laughs> i mean are any of them made up? I feel like they're not, Wardy. I feel no. like I feel like they're all true. They're all true, and I didn't even know <laughs> right, right, half of them right. until Dogger came out and you know went to jail and did the whole thing. You know, I had, I was clueless because I was just so naive, pretty much. I think right. I was so clean cut, and I would never think that somebody could beat me that did that. Right. So um, yeah, when you heard about the stories and running from cops on the moped mm-hmm. and hiding in his attic. It's just all, they're all true. Yep. So yep. There's nothing to be made up because they're, they're, all, they're all good. Yeah. So, or uh, 88 Disnations out all night, you know, and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, pulled, we pulled up to the hotel room, you know, because the door's out front with Roger and Ricky and the dogger's door opens up and it looks like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> and a uh, big old cloud comes rolling out and dogger sees you know, Roger, and it's like, oh, my God. And yeah. So then I had to pee, you know, I had to pee in a bag the next day because there was supposed to be a blood test and drug test, and Rodaga was freaked out. And, but then he went out and won both motos, hands down, yep. you know, everybody and Gone. typical dogger style. It's so, a, um, it's amazing. Just, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we got a call for you here, Wardy, from Eric. Uh, Eric, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, Jeff Ward brought to you by the folks at Skosh. What's your question for him? Hey guys, uh, great show tonight. Thank you. So Jeff, uh, I was uh, at Washougal in 1984 and got to see you wrap up the 125 title. Yeah, and watch yeah. you and you and Johnny O race there that day. And man, you guys were amazing on the 125s. And um, like it, getting to the rivalry thing, you and Johnny always seem to keep it pretty clean. But I'm just wondering, like, was there any point in any of those battles with him? Where you really had to maybe send a message. Uh, high Point. There was some. There was some fireworks at High Point. I think in '84. We had. There was fireworks at Saddleback. I took him out the first moto. <laughs> uh, he went wide over to go up the step up. I came in. I, I did hit a bump. He didn't believe me, and I missed. <laughs> I, I didn't miss the brake, but I rode the front wheel a long ways, and I just cleaned him out. I thought I was going down, but I. I you know I. Yeah. I cleaned it. I won the first moto, and then uh, he came looking for me in the pits. 
Um, I hadn't got back yet because I think I was in winter circle. And when I got back, my mechanic, McAndrews, would say, man, Johnny's coming over here to fight. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, so then the next moto, he actually won, which, you know, uh, he only beat me like two times that year in the second moto. So he was pissed off. But then, um, yeah, Mount Morris was one. He missed in the last corner. I got him there. And then the Washougal race you're talking about, um, I had like an 18-point lead going into the, the last the first moto, so we were, I had the lead. He seemed to always, not always beat me the first moto, but I always just seemed to be a little tight the first moto, or mm-hmm. he was just on it, and uh, he beat me. So I'm leading the whole time, and uh, so in the back, um, you know, coming up to the mechanics area, right in front of the starting gate used to be a pop, you yep. know, the finish line is, yep. and the right-hander, then there's a tight left, the mechanics area was there where you ended exit the track. So he caught me a little bit, and it's probably like five, six laps from the end to go. So I go in the mechanics area, and I pull wide, and I go to wave them by. Like, right. you know, I'm not even racing with you, dude, because yeah, yeah. I got the championship. The only thing that could happen is you clean me out, and then my bike breaks. So I, I have my hand out waving them by, going through the left, way outside the berm. Well, he came straight up and cleaned me out. Oh. I had my hand off the oh, bar. shit. <laughs> took me down. Um, so I got up. And oh, I don't remember that. Bike. Shit, we were up on yeah. the hill. <laughs> yeah, he cleaned me out. And the mechanics were fighting like the next lap I came around, <laughs> and and I believe I I believe I uh, chased him down and I won the first moto, um, which I probably shouldn't have done, but that was his tactic. Like if he didn't do it, I was just going to cruise and get second. So if he got me mad to come after him, maybe I'd cartwheel or maybe right. you know he could get me again. So yeah, we were really not friends at all. We were pretty. We didn't like. We didn't talk to each other the whole season, but. Now he's a good buddy. So well, when you guys were you guys were buddies, you helped him get the ride at Cowie, right in '90. You were yeah. a big part of that, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, I was talking to Roy, and you know, because like I said, I was getting older too, and I knew how hard Johnny trained, and I actually was riding with him before he was even at Cowie. Um, then we do some triathlon, biathlon stuff together for fun, and so you know, we needed to get a, another rider, and but we needed somebody for testing, and Johnny was a really good test rider and could go all day, you know, because I was the only one doing the testing at Cowie between chicken and dogger. <laughs> dogger. So, dogger would just be like, I don't need to go, I'll just run my warnings running. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, let's get Osho. So, yeah, he came on for the two years, right. and it was super cool. Uh, um, yeah, but... Eric, you uh, you didn't notice when uh, up on the hill when Mike Byer came by in first that year or whatever year that was. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you were like, "Where's Wardy O'Mara?" You, you don't really know what happened. Right? Oh, I know. Like, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and the rest yeah. of the stuff in the series, like I was like you, Steve. Like I was a kid up in Canada, you know, reading MXA that I got at the Seven Eleven, just like panting at the door as yeah. they unpacked the boxes. So you didn't have all the series information, right? And that nope. was like my first ever U.S. national I ever went to, and I was just like. Yeah. Like this Ward Omara rivalry, like it just like it was bigger than life to me because I only knew what I knew from MXA, right? Right, right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, that's, that, what, that's, what was, that's what was cool back then. It's like, you know, you only saw these people, or myself, you know, Hannah, Marty Smith, all the guys in magazines. And then I remember meeting Marty for the first time. And it's not like today where you see him on Instagram every day. You feel like you know him. Right. You've seen so many pictures and see him talking and. The magazines you never saw that you know except in maybe an interview on tv but then when you saw them it was they were bigger than life and i thought that was just a cool time but um and eric uh, yeah it was eric 83 125 nationals warty omera lachine bomber like what like what ah that would oh, be that just, was, that yeah, amazing just crazy uh, yeah lachine yeah. on the 224 I, yeah that, yeah 
I was bummed, Wardy. I was bummed because I was a Barnett guy at that time. I would have been uh, nine years old, I think, then. And I was a, yeah. I rode a Suzuki, and I love Barnett. And you guys worked them, and I was like, oh, bomber, like oh. Yeah, that was the, well. That was the first year we did because the two or three years before right, that, right, he, right. he made mince meat out of us little boys. He was a he was a man with a mustache and was like foaming at the mouth at <laughs> these races. And we were just like puppy dogs going, oh, my God. Yeah. And he killed, he killed us. We finally figured it out a little bit. But yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, Eric. Uh, anything else, Eric? Thanks, Eric. No, no, that's all, all right. good. Great to talk to you, Jeff. Take care. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Next call for Wardy from Mike. Mike, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Jeff Ward? Oh, um, I raced uh, Nationals back in 83 to 85, and uh, it seemed like if you weren't on a works bike, you were getting lapped yeah. in fifth place, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much better was that bike than, say, a production bike, oh. or even or was it as yeah. good as Omara's motor? I mean, those 83 to 85 works Hondas, I think, were just so it's superior, but obviously you beat them in 84, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it was no secret the Honda had Really, Suzuki had some of the best bikes in the early 80s, mm-hmm. 79, 81, and then Honda came in. But, um, yeah, the, the, the Honda 250s, 500, 125, and 83, 84 were unbelievable. Um, our Cowie in the early 80s was junk, um, too heavy, just it had a good motor. Suspension was terrible. But then 83, it came around. That's when I, was, I won a couple. I mean, I won a couple in 82, and then overalls. And then 83, I was in the title hunt. You know, the whole season. Uh, 84, the bike stepped up another notch where I felt it was, uh, I don't know if it was better than the Hondas, but it was certainly equal with them. Um, so, mm. yeah, production bike, I was the only Cowie on the line. So there was no <laughs> other, nobody rode a production Kawasaki because, I mean, the works bike was barely making it at the time. So, you know, the production bike wasn't going to be great. They were always the last to get disc brakes, the last to be water cooled, the last to have the you know, the linkage. Suma Cowie was always behind um, the curve um, with the development, and then we finally kind of hit it in 84 and 85 when I won the 250 Nationals and the Supercross on the 250. The bikes had stepped up. And, and 84, too, was my first Supercross win, too. So we just got our bikes going good, and then they went to the production mule in 86, and then we were back to square one again behind. <laughs> so but, but- there's another... By 89, they were good. You were back on good bikes by 89. Well, yep. the 500s were good. Yep. 86, 500. The production 500 was the best bike, you know, hands down, I feel. Um, yep. You know, when I went on other bikes, I think I could have still figured it out. Cowie definitely was a good 500 bike. 250s took a year or two to 87 was pretty good, 88. And then we, I thought we came pretty equal with the Hondas when we went to production roll. But the factory bikes, for sure. But, yeah, no, nobody could uh, win the the factory bikes on a production bike. Mm-hmm. Um, except Marty Moe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, Carl's bad. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's about, it. that's about the only guy I know that's really, that did something like that against all the factory Euros and yeah. American guys on a, a production Yamaha you bought, I think, or something to run. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, Mike. Thanks so. for the call, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Appreciate it. Um, there, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, but so like 87, 88, uh, Dogger's getting a few wins, but basically it's you and Rick, right? You and Rick Johnson are winning everything, and you guys are trading off titles. You guys are number one and two all the time. Like I said, once in a while, some guys would squeak in some wins here, but basically it was you two guys. Were you taught? Yeah. And there's a famous story that you've told us 
about being out at a practice track uh, where, where one of you guys were running out of gas. Track. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but were you guys talking? Like, I mean, I imagine it's like Coop and Coop and uh, and Kenny or James and Chad or like whatever two champions you want to yeah. make it. Did you guys have like like I like a fuck you RJ and fuck you Wardy or would you talk back then? No, we didn't. We didn't talk at all. Okay, yeah, nothing. Yeah, at, at all. Even that day, we parked different places. And yep. There's it's a flower track. that's like Carlsbad. It's a single lane, like just a technical fun little. And we're on five hundreds, which made it really hard to ride. And, um, we just I was there riding two or three laps where he got dressed and we ran out of gas um, just because nobody wanted to pull in and right. So and, you know and it was just loaded up and took off took home you know went left never said a word and we never said a word at races you know I mean you know it's like when you're up in the podium or something you'll say something about something or whatever yeah. but never yeah never. It was never like track walk. Sense. Yeah, it was never like track walk time. Like, hey man, how you doing? Or no. nothing. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Was your, how was your week? Or how's you know right. doing? Or, you know something. But um, yeah, that kind of would that way. I'm, I'm a, I was a loner. Right. You know, like I trained by, I trained by myself. I mean, I had Jeff Spencer for like ten years, but mm-hmm. um, I went up to see him. But I did everything. You know, he told me what to do, and I did it. And then my riding, I'd go ride at Elsinore. I'd be out there by myself. If I had to and do my motos, you know, right. scary because it wasn't a racetrack. I was the only one there from the hills. So, you know, if I crashed, I did one time pretty hard. And I remember I broke a chain one time and had to push my 500 out over a couple hills to get back to my truck because oh. I, I didn't want to leave it there because, yeah. you know, somebody would go four by and find it. And I didn't have a photo <laughs> drive to go back there. Oh, jeez. So just stuff like that, I did all on my own. So I really wasn't mm-hmm. you know, until later when things, you know, got kind of settled down. And, right. You know, Johnny and I kind of had a little good, pretty good friendship. I always loved, you know, David. David was always super cool. Um, John Michelle Bale was cool. But Ricky and I just, he was, uh, wanted the limelight, and I kind of wanted to stay away from it. So it was like, and then I'd get mad just because he'd search it out. It just it yeah, like he, vinegar and oil. Yeah, he much. was, you know, like I, I've said this many times on my shows, like you were either an RJ guy or you're a Wardy guy, depending on your personality, yeah. depending on what you rode, you know, raced at home. Like you liked exactly. one guy was flashy, one guy was the crowd favorite, one guy was pandering to everybody, one guy was super yeah. serious, super quiet, hardworking, right? Like it was, yeah, it was hilarious. Looking back on it, you just had to be an yeah, R- no. RJ or Wardy guy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because I mean I know everybody's saying like, oh, how come he doesn't? It's just who you are. It's my personality. You know, it's yep. RJ's personality. He's not, yep. he's not doing it on purpose. It's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, it's like what he's serious. You know, then you got Jet Lawrence. You know, it's just. Nobody's that. You just go up and do your job, and but some people just have a different personality that yeah. you can't force it. Right. You know, you can't go up there and make stuff up and look stupid. You just kind of do what you do. And I mean, yeah. Stanton. I mean, God, you know, Stanton's interviews. You go, did he ever oh. smile? Did he ever say anything that you know? I at least laugh and I would say stuff, but I would never be like a, a no. He was and, yeah. and be cocky, but man, he was just. Straight to the point, and then also he'd say his own name. You know, Jeff Stanton feels pretty good today. It was fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he speaks to himself as a third party, like a second party or whatever. So no, I know, and and now like I, I asked Stanton for a jersey once when I was a kid. He almost bit my head off. Like I was like, oh my god, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like I was like, holy yeah. shit! Like I was at Millville one year as a kid, and so yeah, you are who you are, right? So you get these impressions by people. Yep. People don't like you for some reason because they catch you at the wrong time. And yep. 
that's not York. Stan's one of the nicest guys in the world. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, I love that guy. And even when we were racing, even though we were that competitive, he was still the type of guy that you could kind of you know, have fun talk to and travel with or something. Right. The nations and stuff, you know. And RJ just, for some reason, not, we just could never get on the same page. Yep. Uh, um, except that, you know, the donations, we travel and ride together, but we didn't go eat too much or yep. anything like that. But it, it wasn't too bad. We had some good times. I can't say that always. Kate, uh, in Wardy's, one of Wardy's prime years, he told this story, then Wygan and I. How many days in a row did you ride, Wardy? Oh, I don't know. It was over I don't know, 95 or 100, something like that. You rode days 95 in days in Sometimes a row. he would just do some starts, like if he had an early flight or a later flight. Like, what, like it wouldn't yeah. be full motos every day, but he would be on a bike 90 yeah. straight days. Yeah, <laughs> even after Chris, even after even Christmas Day, every day I went for a ride, like, just to go moto somewhere, like out in the hills. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it started. It was, like, it was like our stupid things back when we'd see how long we could go without taking a shower. Um <laughs> Oh shit! It was like, how long you can go without riding your your you know washing your riding gear? Right. Uh, it'd right. be weeks. You know, it was just like your socks would stand up in the corner and they're wet from the day before. So oh. we'd have a bunch of stupid stupid stuff that nobody'd ever do today. But, um, <laughs> maybe because we didn't get too much stuff, we had to yeah. do their stuff more. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think I'm that dedicated. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't so, think I'm that committed to winning a bet. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I raced in 85. Like, we didn't have helmet liners that you could change out. So my helmet I wore in 85, I wore the whole year. Right. I, never, I wore one helmet yeah, yeah. that whole year. And one pair of boots. I just need the boots and the, and the thing and I'd bring my helmet home. And I like, Put it off. You're, you're just immune to COVID. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you won't catch COVID. I you're just immune. <laughs> I have got it. My son's got it. Two sons have had it. My daughter. Yeah, I've been around it, and I haven't got it. So yeah, I've got a good immune system yeah. for all that yeah. fungus stuff. It's been built up over the years. David's uh, David's got an old school question for you. David, welcome to the show. What's your question for Jeff Ward? Hey, thanks. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? Good. How you doing, David? Good. Um, I'm going to take you way back, 1976. You guys pull into yeah. Las Vegas with that van. It had a van yeah. body behind it. Yeah. Okay, that, so that was... racing Brian Myerskoff and uh-huh. Mike Brown, Lenny Geiger, and Paul Lenny Emerson G- in Vegas. You remember that? Yeah, I think Joey D was there. Um, yeah. Some other uh, <laughs> Vegas guys, yeah. I know all those Exactly. Guys. Okay, I was yeah. just curious if you remembered way back then. That was some impressive stuff. That was really impressive. Well, we, we did a race called the Mini Mint um, up there at Prim, which is Prim now. You know, um, out there by Buffalo Bills, we did a desert race out there one time too. Um, my one and only desert race, I did. I soloed <laughs> it. It was like a super long loop on an XR75 in the desert, and I remember my dad made me do it for some reason. Uh, those guys were all there, but they it was a team race. But I, my dad made me ride by myself, so I just yeah. kept doing the lap, filling up the tank, and they traded off every time. And I still think I won it, but. Um, uh, yeah, that was my last desert race. It was like it's like the story we're talking about with uh, taking the kids on a hard bicycle ride and never want to do it again. That cured me of desert racing. Yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, oh, never that's again. funny. Cool. Uh, cool love love hearing about it. Thanks, David. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah. 
All right, Wardy, we've kept you long enough. Uh, I really appreciate. No yeah, I really appreciate the uh, the chat. It's been a while since we had you on. I know that. I was looking through the archives, and I'm like, hey, man, we haven't had yeah. on for a while. So, um, yeah. Yeah, listen, to you guys. I, I mean, my rides, I, I go on uh, on your wet thing there, and I pick out a one of the episodes, and I put it on my headphones when I go up for my ride, and I listen to it while I'm riding. Oh, awesome! So, cool. Yeah, so that's how I can. Otherwise, I mean, I need three. You need three hours to listen to a lot of them. So, yeah, right? yeah, that's the only time I can do it. Yeah, no, I hear you, man, for sure. Uh, go ahead, Kate. Wardy, have you ever ridden Mount Lemon in Arizona? No, no, I've only been out. Uh, there are a couple trails out there, the Rubber Ducky, um, one that's over there by Red Rock, I think. Or something. Oh, that—that's yeah, here. Yeah, that's. Uh, he was saying Arizona. Arizona, though. I, oh, I live down in Tucson. Arizona. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I no, I didn't. But I was I, when I was out, I raced. Um, uh, what, was, what was I out there doing? All um, oh, the rally cars out there when they had it at the yep at the, where the Bondurant is out there. Um, there's some hills before you get there. Yeah, South Mountain. I, I, I went, South Mountain's there. Yeah, I went over there. I, I saw on Strava and bought my bike. You know, went over there and rode some of those. Pretty fun hills. I mean, the rocks are sharp. Real sharp. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You go down to one of those, you're not gonna have a leg left. I mean, yeah. Like. Sandpaper. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to go to the Cactus Cup, but I was gone last week when they had that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Have you ever done the, yeah. the 24-hour race? Uh, I can't think of what it's called. The old uh, something to Old Pueblo? No, no. I know. Uh, well, I've never done 24-hour. I mean, besides doing the Ram the whole time, but uh, um, we've done some 12-hour mountain bike races, but not uh, with the team stuff, but never solo. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I. I don't think I'd want to do that. No. Oh yeah, they have they have like different categories, like every size team that you can basically go up with, and uh, yeah. we were supposed. The twelve hour one was called the Salty Dogs or something because you have an age, like uh, uh, they pick a number of like uh, two hundred and twenty, so you could have somebody two fifty, three fifty year olds, or you know one eighty or something, a thirty year old, or you could have a sixty, a four, you know. So there's an age number you have to get to. Um, on your team, which is pretty cool, because then you're you know you're racing against guys your own age and right. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You remember that when we on the trail today, Cade? We stopped uh, at that where I said it was good scenery. There was yeah. a sign there. We hung a left, mm-hmm. and we went straight down there. And there was those drops. Yeah, there was like a left and right drops. Yep. Wardy's still like I think sixth or seventh fastest on Strava on those drops, and and and, and we kept going up that hill. That's all Wardy's up there, like six or seven, still. Just Wardy. Rushing yeah, you still you're still in the top ten. I, I th- I'm pretty sure you're still in the top ten for that section. So Steve would know because he doesn't put it on e-bike mode. What's that, Wardy? Yeah, okay. So I didn't, that's, I've only been there once, so I didn't know the trail. So yeah, like, yeah. See exactly. Uh, yeah. Once you learn it, then you can get a little more time out of it. But um, yeah, that's a fun area. It, it is fun. Yeah, I don't cool. I don't put it on e-bike, Cade, because there's no segments. There's segments. There's not. Dude, that ride today, if we went, if I switch it to e-bike, there'd be uh, six segments. So make them. Dude, I I'm, I got busy in my life. I'm not making segments on Strava. <laughs> like, what sucks is, like, if they would just port them over just from my, before there was an e-bike category. Just, right. I, I, I would only put mountain bike, right? Because there was nothing else to do. And so then I get these guys on my on my Strava being like, oh, you fucking, like, if I get a KOM, I delete it. I don't fucking run around like I got right. a KOM on a on an e-bike but you know i'll be top right. 10 in some sections but big fucking deal i'm I'm sixth fastest in this one segment on an e-bike that i took the right. guy's fake trophy i mean listen if, yeah. you're, if you're on straw if some if mr strava's listening just it's got to be easy to port the segments 
all over to an e-bike. Why not? Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Strava. I'm just saying, like, there's no segments for a Strava for e-bikes. So what am I supposed uh, to do? Yeah. We have them out here. I mean, well, I don't know if we have them. I mean, you just put, like, you rode an e-bike and it changes it. I know, uh, but. It takes you off. Yeah, it takes you. It takes you off. But then there's no segments. And when you do e-bike, like, for out here. Right. There'll be like right. six segments in an hour and a half ride. He's just saying he wants the segments that are all there for all the mountain bikes. Yes. Like when you click it into uh, e-bike mode, he just wants the same segments, right. but just people yeah, who yeah. have ridden them on e-bikes. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care right. about the trophies. I just want to compare it to myself to, to yeah. when I rode when there was no e-bike category. You know what I'm right. saying? So. Right. That's all. Okay. I don't care about I don't care about the fake trophies. All right. I care about the fake trophies, man. Koms. Yeah. They make the legs stronger. Well, like I said, I've gotten some Koms. Exactly. I delete them. I delete them. I'm not taking a Kom. That's that's fucked up to do that. Yeah. So. No, that, that guy would be really pissed because right. he worked pretty hard. <laughs> what about the guys? What about the guys that like go out on the trails? And I'll let you go, Ward, in a second. But you yeah. got you got like a little like switchback, right? And then eventually mm -hmm. the guys will go straight, right? The line straight. will just start. Oh, okay. I had guys that did that. This one's called Trail to Alto Edge or something. It's got like 40 switchbacks. Yep. And I was top three or something. And I know this guy that rides. And I mean, I just know how he rides. <laughs> and next thing you know, he had the KOM. And I'm like, well, how do you – if you go on the maps, like if you go on the what map and scroll in, you it, it, uh, it doesn't bring it in close enough. But then if you – tap it again and go to this other map you can zoom in and then it changes the line it doesn't follow that it shows where exactly where you went it's just a straight line oh i didn't know that it's oh like, i didn't know okay yeah 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 there's there's a way you could figure there's two maps like one's on the first page you look at it, it just it'll follow the route just because you went from yep. the start to the finish right it doesn't but then if you click over to uh, the real page like when you go to look at your segments and go on the map and zoom in it shows It'll show a straight line like you cut. <laughs> uh, and if you go, and it's, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. I called him out kind of like a, uh, just kiddingly, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I forgot to delete that. Ah, <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I, well, on, our, on some of my trails, like, I don't know who these people are, but they'll erect a rock wall to stop people from going straight. And I'm like, I I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't care. But I'm not spending, these look like, the pyramid of egypt yeah. they, they look like they spent 30 minutes looking for <laughs> and stacking people. rocks so that you don't go straight and cut that corner and i'm like look right i'm fine with it like i don't don't cut the corner whatever but i'm not out in the desert for 30 minutes piling rocks to stop buddy from going stop people from going straight i'm just I'm, not i mean there's yeah. people who the people who go work on the trails trail advocacy groups yeah, yeah. they they do that because it's they yeah. supposed to keep you on the trail they need to get a life because it's a yeah. volunteer thing, Steve. Listen, you use the trails probably just more than anybody. You should join one. It's the desert. We're not hurting any uh, plants or animals. There's nothing. You. It's a <laughs> gravel trail. You know, like. Anyways. It's a new line. Help uh, me out here, Wardy. Line. All right, uh, Wardy. Thanks for your time. Hey, Appreciate man. it. Uh, as always, right, uh, good to talk thanks. to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, take care. All Bye. right. See you. That's Jeff Ward, everybody. Supercross, motocross legend. I feel like I just went to history class, dude. Legend. I, I didn't have a fucking clue what you were talking about for half the half. Really? The, yeah. Like you didn't follow? Like, I mean, I know it's a long time ago. And I know you're all younger than I am, but you know. I just, I like 2002 is like as far back as my knowledge goes. Like DVRC, like that's all I got. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm probably not much better.
I mean, like I know who the I know who the guys mid nineties. Like I know who the guys are. You know what I mean? But like you've got results and who cleaned who out in this race. Like I don't know how you do that. You just—it's common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's impressive. I could—I could tell you were like you're just like I, I don't know. What, <laughs> I didn't know what I to ask. Nothing. I didn't know what to say. Right. I was like, five hundred. That's all I could think about the whole time. Lori's a legend, dude. Yeah. I should have just brought up Al Dick. I'd be like, what was yeah, it like? I don't think he knows. Dick? I don't think he knows who Al. He knows who Al Dick is, but he wouldn't have any stories. But he would know. Oh. Al won a Golden State in the mud. Mm. Like back in the day, so it was according pretty- to Al, he probably beat Jeff Ward about a thousand times. Well, he he, he definitely beat Wardy a few times, uh, not straight up when Wardy cr- crashed or whatever. Take what I can get, man. Yeah, that's where I'd look at. That. Um, Ride Engineering's full KTM Husqvarna gas gas linkage is back in stock, Kate. Sweet. The same linkage used by Grant Baylor on his uh, KLM Milwaukee Tools gas gas. Grant Baylor just won the GNCC. That's your guy. Time. No, Stu's my guy. Stu's Blue Crew. Oh, Grant is his brother. Oh. Okay, yeah, sorry. Confusing. Uh, Advantages are improved comfort on acceleration bumps and better handling. Three color options available, black on black, orange on black, and blue on black. Retails for $449K, but with the code PULPFAN20, you can save 20% off. How about that? So please check that out. Same linkage as Grant Baylor, ride-engineering.com. PulpFan20 saves you money on everything from the folks at Ride Engineering. Uh, Thank you for those guys. Um, uh, Cade, before we go to commercial break, uh, you were in a bad accident in that LCQ. You got hit. Hit another, hard. Hit hard. Uh, you need to call Arthur Draper. He's an attorney. You think he could help me get some money out of A-Ray? Absolutely. He's a friend of the show. He takes the time to know the clients and will take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call. He only gets paid if you get paid. All right. Yeah. So let's take A-Ray right to fucking court. And Bowers. Orlando and Bowers too. to Orlando. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. ArthurDraper.com. There's no risk to you. Help is only a phone call away, and Arthur's got your back. ArthurDraper.com. A-R-T-H-U-R. Draper.com. Uh, and please check that out in A-Ray. Uh, look for a subpoena coming real soon. Uh, all right, going to commercial break here. we got the uh, Race Tech rant, so Q1 up. Kay Clayson. And uh, motorsport.com, Tweet at Talon, and, uh, and much more coming up here on the show. We'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. Yeah, he knocked his dick loose pretty Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. 
It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559. And mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, 
the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Racetech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com 
or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate, as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new. 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Clayson, how's some Creed right about now? Some Creed. Right? I dig it. I picked Creed because that apparently is the last time that you, the first time that you remember pro racing was Creed when, when Creed was popular. Well, 2002 ish. They're still pretty popular now, I think. No, they're not actually. At well, all. I listen to them sometimes. It doesn't mean they're popular. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Jeff Ward. Great interview. Uh, thank you to Wardy, Nick Way, Cooper Webb, Alex Ray. Which yep. interview was your favorite tonight, Kate? Uh, a race sucked. Yep. Um, I like talking to Coop. I uh-huh. feel like he's pretty honest. I do. Not yeah. not scared yep. of the not yep. scared to talk the shit. I feel like Marks or Talon. Anytime we have Coop on, he's good. Like any, th- he's always good. I'm eating a cookie, but Marks wants to point to me. So, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. I'll take it. Um, no, he was really good. Yeah. I was. I he's was always say. good though. Like that's yeah. what I was gonna say is. Uh, I have a weird thing where I didn't like him for a while, and I didn't really have a reason why. But every time he comes on here, I'm like, man, he's he's pretty chill, and he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and his interview is really good, so um, 
Uh, it was really good. I, that was my favorite so far of the night. I just want to point out that uh, before, right as soon as we went to commercial break, Talon was like, "I'm really tired." I'm really so tired. this was Marks. Marks was really tired last show. I forgot. I was gonna open yeah, right when, you, when you introduced me. I was gonna be like, "Oh, Steve, so I'm tired." Yeah, no, that's how I. That's what I get for these guys. So there's just there's you know pure hard work over there. Four million monthly listeners for Creed on Spotify still. By the way, Jesus, I don't know if that's good or not. I wish I was one of them. Uh, motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, Cambio CBD, FMF, I'm wearing my FMF Drop t-shirt, just got this, sign up for it, get some socks, a shirt every month, uh, they don't sell them either, so, uh, yeah, please check it out, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, our buddy the Noof. Noof! AtlasBrace.com, Works Connection, Pulpomex 20 is the code to save with WorksConnection.com. OGO Power Sports, if you want a bag from OGO, you want a backpack, uh, I run them both. Uh, email us using the contact form on Pulpomex.com and we'll get you a deal. You got OGO? Oh, dude. Do I You're have OGO? OGO guy? I love OGO. I had the same gear bag from 2013 when I turned pro to this year. Wow. And I got a, they a sent 9, me a new one. You had yeah. the 9800. And I still have it. Yeah. Still use it. Right. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Get Data, Guts Racing, great company for the seats. They do a really good job, and uh, thanks to the folks at Guts Racing. They work with a lot of teams in the pits. They do a lot of great work out there, including the uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit guys. Uh, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA for wheels, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, and Intense Cycles all on board with us tonight. And, uh, again, sponsor deals for all the codes and to save money. It's a great, great uh, spot to do it at. Pulp 21 is the code to save with Racetech, Racetech.com. Uh, please check those guys out. They they do the, they of course, they do all the zombie blows and stuff they have for a number of years. Uh, that's your Arizona buddy. Zombie yeah, he's, he's he's upset with me right now, but it's Cause, okay. Because you haven't been there? I haven't been there. Right. He's just going to ride in the desert anyways. Though. Exactly. He right. goes and rides in the desert and then goes out and gets fifth. Right. Like, that doesn't work for everybody. Uh, Nuclear Blast Yamaha team of Wageman and Munoz use the motors, um, of course. The SGB guys use Racetech. Uh, Racetech's offering CNC's dig- digitized porting. They're done all in-house in Corona, California. Uh, so if you want to, uh, if you're a tuner or an engine builder, uh, the, the Racetech can use an NDA and they can they can confidentially and securely CNC port your head, so you can offer your customers your best product and intended design every single time with confidence. So it's a team up with Racetech, and uh, with an NDA, you you can uh, do your own work, or the Racetech can do your own work uh, easily. Uh, they're quickly becoming a leader in engine man- machining services by investing in industry leading staff and equipment. Use the pulp code to save on your Racetech engine or suspension needs. Uh, check it out, please, if you can. Uh, Racetech Rat of the Night, Kay Clayson. I only get one, or do I get multiple? No, you need multiple, sure. Okay, number one. Yes. I'm upset with you. Okay. Because you are very hostile on the mountain bike trails. How do you feel? How do you, oh, please please, uh, please get into it. We, we're on e-bikes. Yep. And you catch up to people, and you're just riding on their ass, and you're like, right behind you. Yeah. That's all you. That's all you give them, and then you're like swerving all over, trying to get around them. No, no, that's that's fake news. That's that not is, that fake is fake news. news. Not swerving fake news. all around them to get behind them. Like no, you're just you're just like instead of waiting because I, I was totally waiting. Did you did you notice that parking lot that we went to? Uh, the, the first parking lot we hit, I could have caught that guy. Well, way, way before, before. Yeah. but I didn't. I let him go to the parking lot because we I knew were, that we were a hundred yards from the parking lot. Not a great excuse. I'm just saying. You're fucking kidding me. You you are very hostile sometimes I, when, I, when passing non e bikers on the. I, I disagree. I, first of all, you have to get up to them so they hear you, Correct. right? 
So you're, that's why I'm on their ass, quote unquote. Second of all, right behind you is, is, you know, just whatever, just when you have to, I don't know. Excuse me, sir. When you have time, I'm right behind you. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to break it all down. Like I, I, I there's no hostility. There seems there, to be. If there was hostility, there would have been like, you know, like when that guy stopped in the middle of the trail today. <laughs> that was really funny though. Like I could have yelled at that guy. Well, I'm not going to, I would never yell at that guy. He didn't mean to do it. Yeah. It was, was, it was really, a mistake. I wasn't referring to that, but that was a really funny. So we're riding along and we catch these two guys and they're just cruising up. But the guy in the second, the guy like right in front of Steve, he's behind his friend has headphones in, doesn't hear Steve asking to get by, but the guy in front of him does. does. And a few, I don't know, 100 feet later, the guy pulls over and his friend stops in the middle of the yeah, trail the right next to him. Yeah, the friend's just like, hey, what's up? Why is my like, friend stopping? And Steve and I almost run into the back of him. And then Steve goes off into the bushes to pass him and then almost falls over. No, I didn't follow. I just had to unclip and get out of it. But yeah. It was it was classic. I, 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 I vehemently disagree with your hostility take on this. This is this is not true. This is I was very kind. I was generous. I didn't pass people when I didn't have to. Uh, yeah. I'm speaking for more than just today. Okay. But it's okay. All right. I was telling you about the race I was in two weeks, or Daytona weekend, and I was moving over for those guys, too, and I didn't even have to. Just, yeah, you did. I'm going uphill. The uphill guys have the right away. There were also signs stating that there was a race happening going in the other direction. Well, I didn't know about the direction ways. I found that out quickly enough. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, no, fuck off. They didn't rent that for their super, their, their big race. Like, you don't own the trail. I'm going uphill. But no, no. Anyways, I recognized there was a race going, and I moved over. Yes, those so, dudes should not have yelled at you. They, and then they still yelled at me. They did. Two guys yelled at me. I was agreeing with you. It's a fucking race, man! It's a fucking race! As he zooms by me. And I'm like... Maybe he's just trying to get you to watch out for the people behind him. He's oh, trying yeah, to okay. give him a good yeah. advantage. All right, okay. Uh, number two. Yep. The your, hus- your first take was bad. Bad. Okay. Okay. The hostility on social media yep. towards people when their favorite rider is like, like say A-Ray cleans me out. The right. hostility towards A-Ray on social media is very unnecessary. What about, like, what about Dino when he got held up Kenny? Yeah. Like insane. Like, not intentional, but like the hostility is not needed. Right. We don't like, no offense. We don't need to hear your million ideas to fix the problem like we know like dean knows he fucked up right you know or i know i should have stayed in tighter in that corner there's a million things i could have done in that race but the fact that everyone on social media feels the need to dm me and tell me all these things that i should have done differently like i get it yeah i know right like i don't need fan is short for fanatic so i don't know um somebody i don't know anything that's going on in ncaa tournament right now but some guy blew a foul shot for the for, for the team. They lost because he he couldn't make the foul shot. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was one or two. Do you guys know anything about this or no? I saw the screenshots. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. The, so the so the guy it, the guy posted screenshots of people what they said to him. You know, I mean, it's it's inexcusable to say these things to a person who made a mistake on the on the basketball court. Yeah. Like, if it's so easy, you would be out there. First of all, if 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 I ruled the world, which would be awesome, by the way. No. If I ruled the world. I would send police to each one of these people who made these comments to this guy and haul them out and put them on a boat and drive them out to an island and they have to live on the island forever and hopefully eat each other to survive. Because you don't deserve to be like a regular working human being, a father, a son, anything else. If you say these things, like what were said to this kid. Mm -hmm. Follower of Christ. 
Follower of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Follower of Christ. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, y- like I, y- I, there should be, look, I, I don't, I don't even want to open the door, but there should be fucking rules yeah. on these people. Like you can't, you can say, oh man, bummer you missed it or, you know, yeah. anything. But And I get lots of those too. Like, and I'm all like, this, that's fine. This stuff was insane. Right. Marks this stuff on the screenshot the guy posted. I mean, yeah, it was, it's, um, you know, yeah, I got a few of them. I got a few of them up here. You're effing terrible, bruh. Uh, I'm going to get a hacker, find out where you live, and smack the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, a lot of of things that you can't say in 2021. Um, hopes of death. Yeah, I would just, I would just, that's yeah. it. I, I, like, I'm just, I would just send the police to their door. Yeah. That's it. It's just, it's just so unnecessary. Yeah. You it, know? It is. It's brutal. Like, I get that we're, like, mainstream and people get to see us, but that doesn't mean that. Like, it's okay to say things. Like, I always, like, if I want to say something on a post, I always write it and leave it sit there for, like, a minute and think about all the consequences that could come with that comment. There's not a bigger Toronto Maple Leaf fan than I am. I've been a fan of them my whole life. You know what I mean? I want them to win the cup before I die more than anything else in in the life, really, right? And I live and die by them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? They're my team. They're They're my team. I would never send a, a message to a player that screws up or the goalie who lets in his brutal goal mm-hmm. never think about sending some the message and you know what's weird is that like i don't feel like these two jerkies would i know them fairly well i, I don't feel like anybody i know nick way yourself a like I, all these friends i hang out with a, a group of 50 people huh maybe truman would <laughs> but, yeah, that's but you know what yeah. I mean like I don't know anybody that would send a player messages like that I don't know I don't feel like I personally know somebody that would do that we're all re- reasonable grown adults you know but who, who are these people that are sending all these messages exactly who like, are they I don't get it are they I mean, like accountants are they do they work at Walmart What? who are they I have no idea right you know and usually they're private right so it's like you can't go on and see anything about them most of the time right follow so of Christ like, yes yeah. <laughs> And, uh, like I probably got 20 weird, like you suck messages after the heart raft thing. You suck. Yeah. That was great. You came in aggressively and he, yeah. What was I know, yeah. but like, right. I don't get it. Like I get, he has fans too. And I guess, you know, maybe a Ray got some shit for the stuff with me, yep. but like, if you're my fan and you're sending a Ray messages, I'm probably going to shit on you, not him. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my two. All right. Do you, you want to talk about the masks or no? I don't want to get in trouble. Why don't you say it in a nice way? I mean, I just think that riders should follow the mask rules and not be such a pain in the ass on race day. Mm -hmm. Like, we all know we have to do it. It's not really that hard. And I think that the Feld guys could maybe not... Not the Feld guys, but there's a few guys in the pits that are... It's their job to enforce it. And they are not very lovely to deal with on... Right. Like they have egos, power trips. Yeah. Yeah. And like they just need to take it a step down right. where we can also be a little bit better and just work so together. One, one of the guys was telling me in the pits, so Feld is going around and getting people, they're finding people or, or you're getting a written warning? Is that Something, it? Yeah. And so they're going around and saying, hey, put your mask on, right? Which is fine, whatever. Like you said, everybody needs to do that. But then I heard that they were getting people to sign mm-hmm. these things that written warnings, but it was like the same pen, right? And, and like, that's a perfectly good point. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, I don't want to touch the pen that Cade and A-Ray and God knows where A-Ray's hands have been. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to touch that pen. I'm not signing your paper. I'm not going near your clipboard, right? Like, mm-hmm. all the, like, okay, is that a little extreme? Yes, but not that extreme. We're in the times we live in right now and yeah, what I we're mean, doing. You're not, saying that I have to wear a mask in my pit. Right. But you're allowed to come into my pit when right. you've been in everybody else's pit. Yep. Making other people sign this thing for with not the, wearing a mask. With the pen and the clipboard yeah. and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Get out of Like, totally. Totally. Yeah. Ma- like, what you're saying there is a perfect defense. Like, get out of here. Like, yeah. You've yeah. been in everybody else's pit. What, you know? So, yeah. Because yeah. uh, if you're going to enforce it, then let's do it right and do mm-hmm. it across the board. Right? So, um, okay. All right. I felt like that was gentle. Uh, race tech rant for me. Pulp 21 is a code to save with race tech. Get your motor. I mean, honestly, it's just employees that are tired. That's my rant. It's just... <laughs> You, 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 they have one job a week, you know, one, one show a week that they have to work in. Yeah, and I am a shitty media guy. And they, no they, doubt about it. They, 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 they abuse me with clips. I they, like dick cheese. They come in tired and they don't give me their honest effort. Kate. I'm sorry. That's where I'm at. I'm really here giving you He was sitting in this chair last night and looked, looked hot. Yeah. That's, you know, that's when, they, that's what they do. So I'm sorry. That's all I wanted to hear when Wardy was on the I phone. I know. I chickened out. I pussed out. It's fucking... I was over here just like, drop it. Were what? you tired? Is that why you didn't do it? No, it's just Wardy doesn't know what's going on. But then he tur- he said he listened to DV, which I had no idea he listened, so he might have got the drop Maybe stuff. he would have. Right, right. I didn't know hey, he listened. Shoot your shot. Right, right. I mean, this... Who's saying this- that in that clip? Is that actually Brian? <laughs> yeah, it's Weege. Yeah, it's Brian. Or is it? Oh, it's Weege. Okay, I could. I you know I didn't. I couldn't really tell. Yeah, we race Ryder D. We'll get there. Come on, we it's not. Time. It sounds just like Brian. Who, who was it that you uh, that you were playing the clips for? And you asked who it was, and they actually said Deegan, and you guys all just were like, "Yep." I think it was Fairy. And moved on to the I next one. I think it one. was Fairy. <laughs> it sounds like something Timmy. <laughs> I think was it was Timmy. That, that was amazing. Right. Um. Yeah, it's uh, th- this. Uh, so Ryder D's Instagram, people sent me screenshots. Like, it's like, we'll race them when it's time. And Ryder D posted something with Deegan in the photo and said, we'll get there when it's time. Like, <laughs> it's 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 going off. That's it's actually, funny. If that doesn't make you a Ryder D fan, I don't know what will. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. How about, though, like, we just only got, like, a limited vocab. Like, when I try to press him to say more <laughs> things, he, he just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing it one time, and I think I texted you guys this. I was like, he sounded like a, a Game of Thrones characters with a bad accent, like, trying to... <laughs> Trying yeah. to put words together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, all right. Motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. <laughs> no, that's my mom. It's the Motorsport.com tweets at Talon segment. No. Underrated intro. Motorsport.com. Those are right. Dirt bikes, motorcycles, UTVs, and ATVs. No, Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts. Riding gear and accessories. I want to just make an announcement that we got DV hooked up. The folks at Motorsport for his builds. So we'll be using Motorsport for those guys. So that's really good to hear. Where was he ordering stuff before? All over the place because he's cheap as shit. So we just tried to, like, you know, show him what Motorsport could do. Okay. Uh, Motorsport dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride at Motorsport.com. Myself and Ryan Villapoto and Phil Nicoletti, Motorsport. Do- what are you doing? Videoing. Motorsport.com athletes. In the middle of the show? Yeah. I was, Fuck, man. You were can yelling you, at me for focus not, a little you bit. Were, you were doing an ad, and you tell me I need to post about the show. Camera was on you, bro. The the uh, of course it was always is <laughs> never never hooking me up ever. Uh, so these questions are submitted to at Papa Mech Show on Twitter. 
talent goes to the best ones for myself and Cade Clayson, and uh, and we ask them. So please go through our banner on pulpamex.com and pulpamexshow.com if you're going to make a purchase from Motorsport, and we get a small slice of that. There's specials from Michelin on there right now. There's specials from X Brand on there right now. So yeah, do it. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. Ha 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 ha. You told me uh, you do the same thing with Amazon, right? Yep. I told you I spent all that money on Amazon. Yeah, you didn't go through so, my banner. I, so I just it was in my cart all yep. the stuff. Yeah. I went into the app or on the website. Yep. Clicked on the banner. Mm-hmm. Took me back to the app, and I bought it. Nice. Did that do it then? I don't know. I think so. I don't know if it's in your cart if it already counts or I don't know how that works. But I tried. Thank you. Maybe next time try a little better. Try a little harder. All right. Okay. Check out my boat, dude. <laughs> Why didn't I run that with Wardy? <laughs> yeah, he would have liked that one. I think he would have loved that one. Yeah. We we blew that one. That was a team, team effort. Dropped the ball right I there. Would, that one would have been better than the Deegan one because he loves chicken stories. Yeah. 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 All right. Maybe next time. Let's do this uh, uh, guy in the corner there. All right. First one from Make Me a Flagger. What's up with the Utah Sports Commission sponsor? Is this just residual from when they allowed Supercross to come there during peak COVID or is there something else behind it? No, bro. They paid Supercross money. They they wanted the last round of the series to be in Salt Lake. Remember that last year? It was going to be in, it was going to be the last round. It ended up being seven last rounds. but um, They and, got their money's worth. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Utah Sports Commission, the state, is paying Feld to uh, hold the races there. So a great deal if you're Feld Motorsports, for sure. Shitty deal if you like to actually go out uh, and party after a Supercross series. Or if you want a cool stadium to race in. Yeah, if you want a cool stadium or anything, yeah. All right, from T Hall seven sixty seven. Who would win in a tag team race of friends who hate each other? Phil and Troll or Alex and Cade? Let's say Death Cross because we know who would win in Motocross. Oh, so Supercross race, Phil and Troll versus Cade and Alex. Well, Troll's probably the best. Troll's probably taking the W. That means Cade and A Ray against Phil. I think we got it. Yeah, been a few that's, like a, that's like a supercross champion. True. That's a one four versus a two three. Yeah. Yep. So that's a problem. From Jesse three eighteen, RV has been laying low for a while, and his backing out on Moto Fight Club cars was never explained. Anything going on? Can oh, you he, get him back in? He soon? had a he had a wedding to go to for the Fight Club car thing. There's some there's some rumblings of another Fight Club coming up here, people. So stay tuned. So privateer fight club. Yeah. Be that'd great. be sick. That'd be sick. Um, that's, that's, that's better than the LCQ dash for cash thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I don't know. It depends if you guys, do you guys want to get hurt? <laughs> I mean, we risk it already. I, know, I say I you make so. it like a real fight club though. I, I, uh, I haven't talked to RV for a while. I texted with him like maybe like two weeks ago about just really short. I had a question or he had a question. I don't remember. And then that's it. I haven't really, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. Fight Club would go well with the photo I posted on Instagram yeah, Saturday night. It would. So maybe we just need a Fight Club Cade and A-Ray. Just like a multi-event Cade and A-Ray competition. Love it. From Mac McGuire. How great of a development is it that Chiz has gotten territorial about the use of Chiz and Chizzing regarding the infant Chiz yeah, moniker? Yeah. First of all, I made up Chiz going to Chiz and Chizzing. That was me. I don't remember all the things that I make up or talk about or whatever, but I definitely know I was responsible for chiz and chizzing. Right? Do we agree with that? I, I don't know. Okay, sure. th- thanks. Anyways, so I'll fucking take it back, chiz. I'll start taking that shit back. All right. Ranham, 84. For I mean, Cade. we did jump. Infant chiz, we made a bit of a leap. I mean, infant chiz was a joke. Right. That DB, but infant chiz means I'm just way down there and DB just has some faith. Yeah. Ranham 84 for Cade. 
What has been the biggest improvement in your riding this year, if you can pinpoint one thing or multiple? Probably my starts. I mean, I don't remember one time starting inside the top five ever last year. I've nearly whole shot at a bunch of races, so just putting myself in a good position. And then probably my whoop speed has gotten a lot better too. So starts on whoop speed. While we're on topic from Fresno's Smoothest, huge props on a very real improvements this year. How do you take another step forward in 2022? How do you become a bubble heat race guy and or a regular LCQ winner a la Chiz? Um, I need to get more aggressive. I need to pull the trigger on some of the bigger rhythms some weekends. Like this weekend, I didn't go three table on a table. Uh, that's something I need to get off my list and just sack up and do it. I know I can do it. Uh, so just my aggression and my qualifying times need to get a little bit better. Sometimes you watch me ride and it looks like you're watching paint dry. So aggression level, just, I need a little bit of a Ray in my life. Really just need to get a little bit more send in there. As we said with Kyle and a Ray, Kyle, Kyle Ray. Ray. Yep. From roost expose. Not that it'd be wise, but theoretically, could you intentionally perform poorly on your baseline concussion test to give yourself a better chance at passing if you actually had to take it at a race? I heard a story about somebody taking their concussion test drunk one time. Yeah, you could for sure. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, I think that's what JT was saying. Some guys did that. So, yeah, why not? It ain't worth it to me. If I get a concussion, I'm not riding. From the voice of the drunken people. Pulp affiliation helps a lot of privateers like A-Ray and Cade. Are there ever any riders that try to be more on the show and you turn them away for whatever reason? I feel like this show, the Monday night show, is special, right? It's our biggest one we do, and I don't want to fill it with privateers, to be honest, because the guys that get the numbers, the reason why this show is good, because I can get Roxon in, I can get Coop on, I can't get Tomac, apparently. But um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can get the big names. I do. I feel like I can get just about anybody. Ricky Carmichael now. Um. So yeah, I feel like the this show. But I feel like you have a lot of privateers on. I have. Yeah, Morans was just on not that long ago. Starling. Um, Starling came Carnell, in and co-hosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peters. So, if we're counting him as yeah, I don't know if I count. But yeah, but you know, so no, no, I don't really turn anybody down. But I'll be like, hey, let's do a privateer island with you, or you know what I mean, stuff like that. So yeah. this one, I feel like, needs to be a little more star driven. Yeah. But when Starling was here in studio, he did a great job. Yeah, and, I thought he did yeah, a good job. I listened right, to the whole show. Right. From Keel McStovepipe, what's the deal with Rhino and the knee pad nonsense on his Instagram? Oh, my God. Did you it's see this? so annoying. Like, why does it even matter? Do you think he's winning races? Because I should have asked him this question. He he. Did you see his rant the next day? I got tagged in on that. Rant? He, he's posted it like six times. No, but then he posted Coop winning the knee, the yeah. shot of the knee. And then I went on there and said, but Tomac's won the last, the most races in the last five years and he wears braces. It's like, look, Rhino is out there. I don't, I like Rhino. Tell me, Cade, what you can, what you can't do with your knee with a knee brace on. I think I can do more with my knee brace. I have no ACL in my left knee. Yeah. I think I can do more with my knee brace on than without it. There's nothing a knee brace does that holds you back from extending or anything. When you look at uh, uh, gripping a bike. You look at what knee braces do to a bike, like plastics and graphics. I like, think I, I mean, can grip my bike better right. with my knee braces on because I, I feel like I they're bigger and bulkier. Like I feel like I have shields on my legs. I love my knee braces. Right. I, I, he is off on this one. He's fucking crazy. And to start I, pointing, and he said in his rant, like, I'm not saying that Coop is winning because he's without the brace. Yes, you are. You are saying that. You keep saying that over and over. That Webb is not wearing knee braces. 
and that's why he's winning. Yeah. Which is complete garbage. Yeah, it's dumb. It's it. it I'll, I'll buy the. I think he's wrong on the neck brace stuff too. When you look at the, the Atlas brace right here compared to the first generation Liat, I, I I understand some concerns with that first generation Liat. I I get it, but this thing, no, Rhino, you're crazy. But I don't even get why it matters. Like it's all like a preference and like a confidence thing. Like I'm confident that I don't. I don't think I need a neck brace because I feel more mobile without one, so I don't wear one. Right. Where some guys feel more comfortable with one on because it protects them more. Right. That's fine. It's a seatbelt. It's a, whatever. It's yeah. a personal yeah. preference, right. right? And if Coop, like AJ Cat, wears knee braces or knee pads, yep. I think he's freaking nuts. And but it's more comfortable for him. Where I I could not ride my motorcycle but without to knee braces. To say the reason Coop is a badass, one of the reasons is he's a badass is because he has no knee braces. Is, yeah. is insane. Yeah, that's so stupid. Again, because what does a knee brace hold you back from? You've got extension. You have uh, ability to bend. You have ability to put your... Like, there's nothing that a knee brace stops you where you're like, oh, God. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That's so, dumb. He, he's, he's out to lunch. From McNoche134. Pulp Fantasy has abil uh, the ability to generate a lot of hate towards riders. Can a rider opt out of being a part of the game, or has a rider tried in the past? No and no. On that note, um, you want to opt out? No. Uh, we were on the privateer pod, Aaron, and I, yeah. and I said what I said about, um, you know, giving our info about being in or out. Oh, Did yeah. any of the experts yeah. say anything about that? No, they wouldn't have listened, I don't think. I mean, Troll did us dirty. I don't think he did. I mean, I, I he might have done it on purpose just to piss He didn't you do off. it on purpose. If he, if he didn't do it on purpose, then it's not dirty. It's only dirty if he did it on purpose. You got to let people know you're out. No. You don't. Yeah. Why? But because why? Pe half the people are dumb enough to pick people who didn't even ride qualifying. Not half. Some people. Not half the people. That's a whole separate issue, though. But I'm just saying, what difference does it make if at 6 o'clock I put up that I'm hurt? If the people are, if some people are stupid enough to pick people who aren't even at the race. Because the the amount of people that would pick you who they think is racing over it, it's not even close it's not even it's not even you're it's an apples to oranges kind of deal here i have people dm me when i'm on their fantasy team all the time and i look at their team and i'm like that person's not even here because they're hurt okay but you're picking morons so I, I don't these morons are dming you i don't i don't well, know they're picking me too so yeah, thanks right uh no like listen I'm troll is a big time name rider he's uh you know he's a big deal and he wasn't racing, and he should have let people know. He had about two hours to let people know. Yeah, but what if he didn't know he wasn't going to race till six forty-five? That would have been that would have been, been better. Yeah, six forty-five would have been cool. Yeah. Seven oh one, not so much. His first priority needs to be social media. Yeah, no. his sponsors. What about people paying money? The sponsors. I'll find out when he's not on the fucking gate. Oh wow! So that's how you treat your sponsors? They give you money. I'm just you'll saying. find out when I'm not on the gate. Fuck you. That, I'm just saying. Like, there's people at the race that you have to deal with first before social media. Nope. From Jake Dover 12 for Cade. Wrong. You are wrong. Sir. Let your employee talk. You are wrong. No, 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 no. From a writer's point of view, what was your favorite and least favorite track so far this year? Also, will Atlanta trump this year's Daytona? Dude, Atlanta's going to be sick. It's going to mm, be so long. I'll wait and reserve judgment, but yeah, we'll see. As long as they have enough dirt, right, and they don't skimp out and make the obstacles like two feet tall. Mm -hmm. which I don't think they will. I think mm -hmm. they'll have plenty of dirt. And it doesn't rain at all of them. Atlanta's going to be sick. 
I think it's going to be weird because the heat races are going to be like four or five laps. Um, but my favorite so far was this last weekend, for sure. And my least favorite is Daytona. Outside of Daytona, what's your least favorite track? Houston, um, Houston won? I don't even really remember Houston won. Okay. Um, no, Houston won wasn't bad. I thought it was a good first race. Okay. I had some options. Uh, Dallas won sucked. Uh, Orlando. One and two? One and two were both pretty bad, so probably Orlando in general. From Zach Root 17 if you could bring in any company to become Supercross's new title sponsor that actually makes sense, what company would that be? I feel like having a big-time outdoors company like Bass Pro Cabela's would be a good fit. I read this when I was scrolling through, and I think it would be cool to have a sponsor that doesn't conflict with team sponsors. Like, obviously, Monster conflicts with Red Bull, right? Like, have a title sponsor that can be active with the riders. You know what I mean? To... Right. To then promote the series and do things like that. Where, like, it's hard to have a Cooper Webb in a Monster Energy Supercross commercial. You know what I mean? Or go to a Monster Energy Supercross event where they, they can only send Adam and Eli. You know, they won't send a privateer because they're not Monster either. You know, where right. if they sponsor the series, in reality, they sponsor all of us. Mission Tortillas. Great. Wrap it. Wrap it. Wrap did it you, up. Did you listen to the review show? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Thanks, JT. Thanks for breaking that all down for me. I'm like trying to like, you know, talk. Uh, oh, you know, they'd have to pay Feld. And I, uh, thanks. Yeah, I thought they could just fucking come in and set up shop and missing tortillas and, you know, maybe have an oven there for tortilla chips. Too pragmatic for his own good. Though. Thanks, JT. Thank you. I, I wasn't sure that Mission couldn't just set up the series <laughs> and have a $5,000 dash for cash. I wasn't sure. Thanks. Mission tortilla chips are pretty good, though. They sponsor Flat Track. They have a $5,000 two-lap race for four of them. Think about if you put five grand on the table for me, A-Ray, Bowers, Bowers Starling, The unspeakable things you guys would do to each other. It's, yeah, yeah. Five grand. Right. Seriously, a flat track, a sport that, no offense to those guys, doesn't draw anywhere near the interest of a supercross. I mean, it's fucking nothing. They have 5K to one guy for a two-lap sprint every race. I think it's every race. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. That's the same as winning a 250 Supercross purse money. Mm, is it? Sure. It's right around there. That's aggressive. That's pretty bad. And these guys get it for two laps from Mission Tortillas. Hey, man. Flat trackers go fast. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's flat tracks. I'm saying, like, our sport's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if a company came in to do that, Feld would just be like, no, no, you can't pay anybody. You can't pay the riders anymore. You pay us. Pay us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, we could never do that. Yep. It's, I know. It's, it's, just, it's so fucked up. It is stupid. All right. From Chons, is this the end of Marvin's KTM ride? I don't know. Still got the outdoors coming. They like him. He's, I you heard, know. I heard Marv's Audi. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, like, he's choosing to be Audi. Yeah, he's going to retire. Mean. Yeah, uh, I heard that last year, that it was going to be his last year, but I haven't heard anything lately, so I don't know. Yeah. Who is outdoors, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. From Marshmallow113, Cade, what's it like being A-Ray's bitch? Easy. Oh, wow. It's oh. aggressive. Talon, you're just coming in with the harsh questions. Oh, wow. Oh. How's it feel? Or if you're a little not, bitch. Not a fact. 
Not a fact. I mean, to be completely honest, I put his ass on the ground, and he just made me miss a miss a tough block. So that ain't that ain't much. From Caleb Hubbard, fourteen. Is this win streak by Webb an indication that Webb has picked it up, or is this the second half drop we have seen in past years from Kenny? No, I think it's safe to say that Webb has picked it up. I think, I think, he, I, I think he's going faster. Yeah. I think he's slightly better than round one Cooper Webb. Right. Just a little. We never an- we didn't really answer that question about what sponsor, though. It would be a good title sponsor. What? The question was, what what was the sponsor you'd like to see? Yeah, Mission Tortillas. Okay, Mission Tortillas. Okay. From Stephen Tay 017 any word on Bobby Hewitt's Instagram post with a picture of Roxon? He posted he's heard lots of rumors. Oh, really? I didn't see this. I didn't know anything about, about this. It was just a black and white photo of Roxon. And what did it say? I, uh, nothing really. It was just a generic photo. But in the comments, it said he's seen lots of rumors. And I think that's what got people going. <laughs> Hold on. Bobby Hewitt posted a photo of Ken Roxon. And said he's heard lots of rumors. That's it? That's it. If you don't know, nobody knows. Oh, here it is. No, Bobby says, hashtag Supercross Live. That's it. That's all Bobby said. Great radio, bros. I I, I don't understand. I don't know. How is that anything? Supercross Live, meaning I'm at Supercross, so I love Supercross, and here's a Supercross rider. Yeah, I don't get it either. Kenny's got a multi-year deal with Honda. And then Red Dog commented and said, always some truth to every rumor. That yeah. might be what people uh, are Red, saying. Red Dog's an idiot. I Maybe he, I could, just he also... He, hold on. He could have I also, just read the questions. He also could have edited the... Yeah, see, it says edited underneath the caption. So he could. He probably changed it. It probably used to say something else. Oh, okay. All right, my bad then. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. It's from Smorsky281. Do you think Webb will be a serious contender outdoors oh like he god. is indoors? Oh my god. No. No, He's no, no, suck. no. Yeah, no. Fuck, fuck him. Talent, what are you doing yeah, over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, what is happening? Why what <laughs> How fucking tired are you? What is going on? <laughs> All right, last one from yeah, uh, they don't know shit. Mac See, McGuire. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Why why would you pick that one? Better than tits. What did he get last year in points? Well, Third? he crashed out. He raced one and then round the year before that. And the year before that? I don't know, but he was a title contender. How are you the producer? What? I'm going home. Hey, d- 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 I, I, I said in the, in the things, Talon picks the best ones. You like, did. that's literally in my intro. But I take that all back. Talon does not pick the best ones. It took you over a year to get this rant, so you did pretty good. Yeah. Do you think Webb? <laughs> it's well, entertaining. No, I'm doing first, my job. The first one that I'm got me. The first one that got me. Do you think Webb is going well, <laughs> like fast or something? That's the first one. Where I'm like, hold on. Yeah, oh, I you'll do. Love this next one. I do. He just swept Dallas, and then that got me thinking. Like, that was an odd question for Talon to ask. <laughs> and the next one. Do you think Webb will be a title contender? Hey, wait, is this a is this a mascot? Maybe this is Moser. Hold on, you're gonna really love this last one. Just let me know when you're ready for it. We're ready. Mac McGuire, what was the worst takeout move of last week? A-Ray taking Kate out in the LCQ or the stairs taking Biden out? <laughs> oh, Biden had bombed the <laughs> stairs. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably Biden. Yeah, probably Biden. Again, didn't get taken out. <laughs> no! That's horrible. 
I'm just saying. All right. Also, Coop. My buddy just texted me the the thing. It says Bobby Hewitt. Been a long time since I was been at a Supercross race, at Supercross Live. But man, did I hear a bunch of rumors today. Got it. Okay. Well, even that. Even that. I mean, th- I mean, that's all you hear all day. Right. I feel like right. that's that's, that's like all- your walking Instagram right there. Is all I hear is rumors. Right. I mean, I honestly hear, yeah, ten a ten a weekend, right? So, um, yeah. I, I heard too that you got taken out. Sweet. Yep. Didn't happen. Hey, do you have one from anybody asking if the sun's coming up tomorrow? <laughs> Stick it up your ass. Steve. <laughs> do you have anything to be Jeez. like uh, something useful? You're fucking kidding me. Uh, Kate and Steve, uh, at 69 Rever wants to know, will the sun come up tomorrow? Good yeah. fucking dick. Wow. Uh, okay. That's funny. You're, that's, that's bad. <laughs> Anonymity. Anonymity. I don't have that drop, by the way, just to make that clear. All right. Whatever. Can't prove it. Good show tonight. I liked it. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks it's for coming in. You guys yeah, are thanks for having me. Uh, really, really good job mm-hmm. uh, this year in Supercross. I mean that. I'm trying to. Uh, I look forward to uh, the battle with you and A-Ray for $1,000 for the charity of your choice. That's fine. He hit me up and said St. Jude. Ooh, that's a good one. Does he even know what St. Jude is? No. No. Okay. Uh, we'll do we'll do a Basset Hound Rescue for you. Probably not. Why not? You said animals. I said that. No, we're going to do Basset Rescue for you. No. Yeah, yeah, done. No, it's we're done. not. Yeah, That's done. not done. Yep, it's done. It's Stamp not a it. fact. Stamp it. Uh, we're we're off next week, uh, right, Marks? And we're back after that? That's correct, yes. Okay, all I right. I the schedule. Uh, <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> you did tell me earlier that you don't run the show anymore. I don't. No, my guys, my employees, my tired employees. It's do. like 10 minutes till the show, and we're the only ones here. Right. No, they, it they, was, they come in when they oh, want. Goodness, with the fake news. Talon picks the best ones. <laughs> it was 4.30. I showed up at 4.32. It was not 4.32. Bet. No, I, it was. It was. Bet. He's got cameras in here. Yeah, I know. It was. Do I have cameras in there? You got, can't, you got a camera right there? Oh, that doesn't work. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's probably good. I've shown my butt cheeks to that thing about three <laughs> times. <so. laughs> uh, thanks to our guests tonight. Thanks to you people. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, all of our guys on board with us. Motorsport.com. All right. Here we go. First thing that comes to your mind. Kay. Ready? Do it. F you, dude. Motorsport.com. Uh, the gift card you gave me. Fly Racing. Max. Decal Works. Uh, why you left Roost. Vortex Racing. Uh, sprockets or uh, pistons? Nope. <laughs> Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Uh, Rob. Vertex Pistons. <laughs> Same thing. Okay. X-Brand Goggles. Uh, Rich Taylor. Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, Randy. Maxima USA. Uh, Lubricants. Firepower batteries and chains. Uh, how good my chains are. Pro filter. Uh, you throwing filters away all the time. Yep. Skosh. Uh, boom bottle. Cambio CBD. Uh, THC. Works connection. Uh, levers. Atlas neck brace. Uh, Noof. FMF. Uh, when they messaged me after Don Lieb and I got into a thing and he offered me free pipes. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Guts racing. Uh, my seat cover. I love it. Get data. Dan. OGO Power Sport. Um, how amazing my gear bags are and how I want the taco bag. Oh, you want the taco bag? I want the taco bag so I, bad. I can't do the taco bag. <laughs> I do not. I don't want the taco bag. Don't send me a taco bag. It's so cool, though. No, it is not. Have you guys seen that? The OGO? Taco bag's rad. I'd rock it. 100%. Taco bag? Yeah. Anything with tacos. I actually really Thank wanted you. the new the, the rig bag, but he said no. Oh. Art of Sport. Uh, deodorant. WUSA. Um, great wheels. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. 
Um, trying to find a job when I'm done. Ride engineering. Uh, clamps. Works chassis lab. Michael Lindsay. Intense cycles. E-bike rides. Do you think you... Don't you think you'll go work for FXR when you're all done? I don't know. Oh. Okay. I have no idea. You used to do that. I loved it, yeah. Yeah. And he called me the other day. I oh, he did? I missed that guy. What, what do you want? He just wanted to say hi. He's just... In my ass. That's aggressive. It is aggressive. Uh, thanks to our guests. Uh, thanks to Kate Clayson for coming in. Thanks to Swiss Corps. Marks, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Talon? Hey, uh, the YouTube comments say web outdoors. Good question, in my opinion. So thank you. He's not lying. I'm looking at it. And then... Uh, His name's Dick Harvey, though, so... <laughs> take, <laughs> take of that what you will. Yeah. We're at 325 votes, 62.8% Cade. 37.2 A-Ray. Yeah. He's three down, but he's got some time to go. Uh, Talon, you need a week off. So I think I need three. (laughs) I think you need more than that with how bad those questions were. I'm going to Mexico with you guys. (laughs) Screw you guys. I'm out of here. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to Pookie and uh, and everybody in Swiss Corps and Moser and JT, of course. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. I am the sword inside your flame. 